Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 87 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Mood616, also known as Moods. And of course, I've always got my Mexican whore henchman, Double Shot J, also known as JP in the house. Yeah. And we are very, very proud to welcome back to the show the number two horror podcast on whorephilia.com and two-thirds of the Exploding Hands Horror Podcast. First up, we have the man that trains six days a week at the gym. The funny man himself, the second string Jew, a.k.a. Brandon. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, we have the man that can be heard on every horror podcast in the history of horror podcasting, including this one right now. He is the star of Home Alone and Goodfellas, the man who will take 12 pages of notes and still forget every last detail from the movie. Joe Pesci, a.k.a. Dave Z. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. Boots, even you were laughing when you were talking about his notes. <laughs> I know. I, I lost it twice in there. I deserve it, though. It's, it's not so true, though. <laughs> I, li- I like how Brandon has all these nicknames now. The second string Jew, the rookie of the year, Brandon Newblood. Wild card. Brandon Newblood. I have a feeling Brandon Newblood's going to stick. I like Brandon Newblood. <laughs> I-, I like it, too. It oh. is true, though. You do train, like, six days a week, don't you? Honestly, right now, I haven't been working out in, like, three months. <laughs> You're a liar. Liar. Right. I'm fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I put on, like, 15 Dude, pounds. Oh, come on. <laughs> so what's going on, everybody? Happy as hell to see you guys back in the house, man. Brandon, it's been a while. Dave Z, we had you on just recently, man. Yeah, the baby, baby. Yep. Yeah, man. So you're back in the house, and uh, of course you're still no Christian. No Christian, no. yeah, man. The Canadians just have a difficult time with. They're very busy people. Moods is only available this hour of this day, and Christian's only available this hour of that day. Well, so, also, something about Canada, I think. Is he it's really only available like one day? That's crazy. Seems like it. Yeah, yeah. He's wow. in the editing room working hard on Exploding Heads episodes. <laughs> he doesn't have time to guest star on other podcasts. The editor. He's yep. the editor. <laughs> the editor. That's an awesome movie from last year, man. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. But so, why are we here, man? Top ten of ninety-six. Yeah. Interesting. That every one of these movies that we watched for this show, it was its 20 year anniversary. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing, dude. Wow. 20 year anniversary for every one of these movies. Yeah, that's I find cool. it, I find, I find it a little fascinating that there was no major 20th anniversary release for Scream. Yeah, Scream 2.0. What the fuck? Isn't that weird? I was actually thinking this a, a couple, a couple months did, did back. Did any of these films get a 20th anniversary release? <laughs> I don't, I don't even, I don't think so. <laughs> Nothing. But you would think that out of any film from 1996 that would get that treatment would be Scream. Oh yeah, right? for sure. But for it, sure. It, it, it is stranger. I, I, th- I was thinking about this a couple months ago and I was like, that's really interesting because fuck man, we get a lot of like 20, 25 anniversary special editions of films that really don't deserve them. I think yeah. Scream would most likely deserve one. I so. think out of all the films, definitely Scream, but maybe like the Stendhal Syndrome as well, because, you know, it's Argento and, and you could Ooh. see some company like Blue Underground using that as a way to sell some more units, the Stendhal Syndrome. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think Scream will get a big 25 one. Yep, that's I'm what I think. I'm thinking maybe two. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I can't believe that Hellraiser 4 did not get a 20th anniversary edition. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's just crazy. How about Henry 2? Henry 220. Such a shame. Henry, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer got some kind of crazy anniversary thing going on. The, the original film from Dark Sky Films. Pro- I want a Henry 220. <laughs> yeah, did it. was the 30th anniversary? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Something like that. Well, what about Mars Attacks, man? You know, 20th anniversary of Mars Attacks. I thought we were covering just, horror films tonight. That just seems... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Madman Mars. Good one. Madman Mars. Yeah, we, we had a few well, debates on what, what horror is and what it isn't when we were sort of uh, preparing for the show. Uh, Dave was a little confused because that original list that we, <laughs> we put out, that was just everything that is under the sun. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a guy There were Disney films on that list. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I made fun of Moods too on the fucking uh, on the show, and I said, "I go hell, I go Moods thinks Mars Attacks is a horror film. You're going to talk about that show." I said. That 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 <laughs> was actually you. by JP. Yeah, that was. But but you got to understand, I ne- I had never seen the film when I My suggested man. it. You know, I was yeah. like, "Well, what about Mars Attacks?" Just because I went, how I do it is, I just go on IMDb, Wikipedia, and all other places on the internet and i type in 1996 horror films and i and as they you know most of them are always going to show scream or from dusk till dawn or trilogy of terror 2 even yeah but the same ones always pop up every once in a while you'll see films that you're like oh like, like i seen this one on a horror list like a top 10 of 96 and it was mars attacks like so somebody out there considered it a horror film or, you know, didn't have enough films to put in, so they put it on the horror list or whatever. <laughs> that's, but, that's probably what happened. <laughs> you know, so I just throw it in there because if I see it mentioned anywhere, then I'll at least put it in as a as a possibility. But, you know, there was a few films that after I watched them, I was like, okay, well, these these I wouldn't really include. These ones I would. These ones are debatable. But uh, it, it seems like we have that issue every year, and particularly in 1996 with a, a year that is really – lacking in the amount of films that there even are well it's both man it's quality and quantity i think yeah that's a good thing i mean imagine if there was fucking 200 shit movies <laughs> I'm glad it, it is actually it is actually quite it is quite interesting though like how many films did we find that were listed on indb for 1996 wasn't it like 125 or something like that yeah, but half of them are like Indian films that aren't even real films. Well, Indian that, that, films. That's what I'm saying. Like, so there, it's always some was... Indian title at the end with like five O's in the same word. Uh, well, all right. I I'll know. tell you right now. Currently <laughs> on IMDb for films released from January 1st to December 31st, 1996, there are 122 that are categorized oh, as horror. Close. That's now, close. when you start going down that list and you go further and further down that list, mm-hmm. uh, you start getting to films that – that I don't even think have ever been released. They're just it's just one copy sitting in some dude's basement, because there's films that like, you can't find. I can't well, find. I mean, I mean, there's they probably allegedly exist. Thirty percent of those films don't even have descriptions or cast or anything. It's just a title. Oh, it could be so thinking, some of them. Some of them didn't I'm even have directors. Just, I'm, I'm thinking people just made those titles up. They're just like, well, I'll put this in for ninety six. I would honestly say <laughs> after you get past one hundred of them. It's it's literally debatable if they they're even real films. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there was roughly maybe what sixty films or maybe even forty, like fifty films maybe that we could have potentially actually got our hands on to watch. I would say at, at most there's probably about fifty that are, are yeah. realistically watchable. And it's interesting. 
because 96, you know, of course, is what, six years before our last show, um, 2002. And there was a, a quite, like, quite a bit more to choose from. Yeah, there was, there was a lot in 2002. Yeah, oh, like yeah. there was definitely a lot it, more. I mean, nowadays I mean, it ain't even funny. There's like no, it's five thousand listed. From last year. You know? <laughs> I think five thousand films listed from last year. Some crazy thing, but you know, in six years, I mean, the horror genre kind of picked itself up quite a bit there, and there was you know almost three times as much films to watch. So that's pretty well, interesting. I yeah. watched all thanks to 1996. Films. I've watched 45 films for 2002 alone, and I and I know you guys I think watched more than me. So yes, we did. So yes. you know that that just goes I watched to show. 50. You know, the, yeah, so exactly. There, there was definitely – I mean I guess we can talk about our totals right now. I personally watched 30 films for this year, 1996, and that was really pushing it. I could have maybe got another five or maybe another seven. I know Brandon, Brandon, Brandon literally couldn't find another film that was worth <laughs> time. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Brandon, what was your total? I watched 37. And like you said, I kind of wish I had watched 30. <laughs> I could I watched 36 and I could have watched four more, but I was done. I was spent. Wow. So. What about wow. you, Dave? I watched a magic number, 22. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, I, was, I thought you were going to say 10. I thought you were going to say <laughs> nine. <laughs> I watched 10 and made my top 10 out of that. <laughs> well, that that would be something that Jeremy would do, right? He would watch he would watch five and make it. Oh my five. god! Every time, okay, every time I go on the web page, every time I go on our web page and I look at our top ten list, it cracks me up because there's a top ten of 1968, and it's my list of top ten, then JP's, and then Jeremy's is on the end. And the first five spots where it should be movies, it says Jeremy did not have enough films to make a top ten. <laughs> I literally only, put that in there as like a little put, poster. And he only made it a top five list, and it's just so funny looking on the page. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. There was there was enough films to make a top ten. And actually a pretty good top ten, I might ask. Yeah, might yeah. I, I mean, obviously in 1968, there was not a lot of horror films that came out that year. It's quality. But- but there was the ones that did come out that were top 10 were quality. And, you know, that's kind of comparable to this year almost in terms of like there really wasn't a lot of good films to come out in 1996. But the ones that are good are pretty damn good, you know? Yeah, yeah roughly a handful. I mean, really, I mean, I think we probably all had uh, decent problems with the bottom half of the list. I mean, let's put it this way. I think me and Brandon were talking in pregame and we were saying that, uh, you know, the last like two or three spots were interchangeable and I was, I changed it out like roughly three times, you know? Yeah. I switched so mine I, around I, a little bit as well. See, that's interesting. Cause like, you know, I was like, oh, should I put this one in there and put that one in there? And I'm like, I don't really know, but I was real like, you know, with 2015, I had a hard time making that top 10 list. Like there were so many films I wish I could have put in there. Just it's yeah. such a different time. It's crazy. I, I had about eight films that could have made my number ten spot, all with the same rating. <laughs> that sounds about so, right. So that's pretty much exactly what we came down to too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We can get in there, but well, uh, let's. One thing that I did want to kind of talk about a little bit is '90s horror in general. So all the time you hear people rave about the '70s and '80s, and Dave mentioned recently on one of his shows that and just in talking that you know the early 2000s also were some really strong years there and a little i think that you made the argument that some of those years might even be better than some years from the 70s is that correct dave 
Yeah, basically, I said that the two thousands. Well, the two thousands in general, and I mean, I, 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 you know, necessarily saying two thousand to two thousand nine is better than seventy to seventy nine. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I was just trying to say that because it seems like from two thousand and onward, horror has been peaking the way that it hasn't peaked since the eighties. And if you look at everything that came out in the 70s, there was... The 70s are basically like this year, where you have three fucking... Well, in my opinion, of course. You have three great movies, and the rest just kind of mediocre. Maybe someone's better. I noticed that there's a lot of that in the 70s. That's just my opinion. I mean, the Italians saved the first half of the 70s, but uh, I don't know. that's, that's, That's kind of what I was getting at, that the 2000s kind of had... I could look at the 2000s and, and, and off the top of my head and say 10 great movies from each year almost, from like 2000 on. I can't say that about the 70s. Well, I, I, I know man, one I... thing, Dave, that that should be of note with both me and you. We haven't really seen a lot of the films from the 70s as well. To be fair, you're right. But I don't want to either, I guess. I guess I'm an asshole because I, 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 they don't interest me. That yeah. is straight up assholeism right there, man. It is. <laughs> I'm a um, horror hipster. <laughs> basically, basically, my thoughts on that is uh, I, I'm I'm one of those people that's always surfing. That I'm very dorky when it comes to making lists and stuff. I love lists. Um, You're dorky for other reasons. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it, it really it started a few years back. I got right into it when I when I first did my 52 of 80, 81 series, and I was kind of you know going through the eighty one years, and I just kind of you know going basically I went year by year and stuff like that. It was like pulling out films and you know, almost compiling pretend top 10 lists and stuff like that. I did it for the 70s too uh, a while back. And some of those years, dude, are hard to choose from. I'm not lying. Picking top 10s from certain years in the 70s is hard. I yeah. mean, if you've seen as many films, there is some fucking good years, man. Like 74 is – it's crazy. And, you know, I, I think 76, 77, well, something like that. It's a good year, man. you brought up 74 moods because a while ago on the podcast, we had – a question that was our top five favorite horror films from 1974. This was in the early pre 22 days. This was like in the first 22 episodes. And I remembered back to then, and I had only seen five films from that year. Granted, they were all good and top five worthy, but that just goes to show like you, you've seen way more than I ever have from the seventies. So Mm -hmm. if we do get a year from the seventies, on our next top 10, which we'll do at the end of this show, we'll find out what we're, we're doing. I'm so excited! Dave and myself <laughs> might have a, a, you know, sort of a re-evaluation of one of those years, and it might change mm-hmm, Dave's mm-hmm. mind. I obviously th- know that I, there's tons of films I hear talked about highly that I haven't seen. But, but isn't this such a good way to, like, discover films? I know, JP, you're always about it that. You're like, 96. We, I mean, some of the films that we all watch probably, we probably never would have watched for various reasons, you know? Absolutely. You know, that preparing for this. But it's going to happen in the 70s. And, and I'm telling you, you're going to discover some really interesting gems from the 70s. And I believe For sure. But yeah. back to what I was getting at, where we, we say, like, okay, the 70s, the 80s are, are, are great uh, years. Even all the way back into the 30s and 40s, those was another golden age. And then you always hear you, – people. you hear people a little down on the present time, but you, mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that as time goes on, people are way more higher on it. You know, When the 2000s were happening, people were just mad and angry and didn't like what they were seeing. But now 
we look back and there's all these damn good movies from those those years and it, it's kind of a different perspective once you know hindsight 2020 blah, blah blah but 90s in general right you always hear people say like oh yeah the 90s sucks but there were tons of good films that people never give credit to yeah that might be the case there are good films from the 90s but realistically when you go in and you dissect one year 1996 the year of scream and you dissect it from top to bottom it does suck the, the, mm-hmm. like that year like yeah. and i think that it is one of the like there there's not very many standout years in the 90s right so you would I think, think there's only one or had, two man you, you, the one that had scream you would think would be kind of standoutish but it when you really get in there guys the 90s sucked there mm-hmm. are fun films of course there's good films of course there's films that 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 you go back to that are great or masterpieces or whatever but in general when people say the '90s sucked, it did. It did Man, suck. Agreed. It, it did. Remember, remember, yeah. we were doing this one time. Um, I think it was a long time. It was on Body Bags, and we were. I think one of the themes was. Uh, or no, the yeah, year well, you was born. I think the year you were born, and that's how it got started. And I think '93. Yeah, you were born in '91. Right? Yes, I was born and in '91. And Jeremy was born in '93, so we're just kind of fucking around on the on the computer and looking at um, you know the films that came out in particular years in the '90s, and we kind of end up going through every year in the '90s. And we're like, "Fuck, man, it is really weak." Just you know, at a quick glance, and it turned out that '93 I think was the strongest year. Yeah, '93, '93, and maybe like '98 or something. But that, were pretty strong. But then remember, we cross referenced you know the year 1993 with pretty much any year from the '80s, and we're like, "That year is so terrible compared to every year." Yeah, in the, the 80s. best year. If you were doing a top 10 1990s years and 93 was number one, literally any year, the worst year in the 80s, the worst year in the 70s, the worst year in the 2000s still trumps it by a mile. It's it really so did, bad. man. I think what it came down to is every year in the 90s had roughly a handful of films that were notable. That's really sad. Yeah. I mean, you can't when even, I was looking you can't at make 91, a bonafide top 10 list, you know, from a handful. You need two handfuls, man. You know, you know what I'm saying, there, or in your case, handfuls. Or in your case, one and a half hands, handfuls. <laughs> Depending on how many digits. <laughs> I don't know why I ever disclose that to the public. Like, I remember <laughs> looking at oh, so many damn digit jokes and phalange jokes coming my way and shit. It's like, fuck. And you know uh, me and, and freaks. Oh, my God. I, if I ever saw, if I would have met you up close, I wouldn't have been able to see you back in the day. <laughs> Probably not, man. Would you keep that dude away from me? I'm freaking out, dude. I was laughing. I was laughing so hard <laughs> listening to your guys' Sentinel, and I was like, "Oh what boy, the fuck is Dave is all freaking out about the fucking freaks?" <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah, that is so good. So you don't like the movie Freaks, then? I will never watch it. I have never seen it, and I cannot watch dude, that, it. That movie's that movie's fucked up because the people in the movie are actually freaks. That's yeah. why it's scary. Yeah, I can't yeah, watch things like that. People. So maybe I'll yeah, pick that good. for my next choice. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. One no thing that I do want to do before we move off of this 90s sucking thing is you did suggest 1991 mode. So what I want to do and yep. all the listeners out there, you three guys here, I'm going to read off the entire list of 1991 films on Wikipedia. Now, that's not all of them, but it's it's the more known ones. Uh, there's more heart. on IMDb and stuff. And I want you to imagine a, making a top 10 out of these, okay? Top Easy. Okay. It's got my favorite horror film of all time in that year. Oh, now everyone's just going to get hanging. Rock? Everyone's just going to go back to my top ten of 1991. <laughs> <laughs> New blood? Ass. No, that was 88. All right, you ready? <laughs> Nine seven six evil two. 
alligator to bad karma begotten blood ties body parts children of darkness children of light children of the night child's play three cthulhu mansion freddy's dead hiroku the goblin howling for the freaks i hate you not immortal sins last dance mecha droid the moonlight sauna necromantic 2 omen for the awakening pale blood the people under the stairs the pit and the pendulum popcorn Puppet Master 2, Puppet Master 3, The Rapture, Revenge of the Billy the Kid, The Runestone, Scanners 2, Science Crazed, Servants of Twilight, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toymaker, Sometimes They Come Back, Sorority Babes in the, in the Dance of Thrawn of Death, Speak of the Devil, Steel and Lace, Ten Haunting Tales from the Japanese Underground, Trancers 2, and Zombies Rampage. <laughs> I have you a did. bunch. I, th- I think I have a few films in my top ten that aren't even listed in there. So You didn't yeah. say Silence of the Lambs. Oh well, you know. Oh, it's not. Yeah, a they, prob- they probably consider it like drama thriller or something. Yeah, yeah right. That that was Wikipedia's interpretation of horror. I did not use yeah, that. There's definitely a few. But, there's but that's just quite an example of, of how dead. Cthulhu's Mansion's a close second, though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were. I thought one of them was slime sorority babes in a slime bowl aroma, and it was some other thing I never heard of. It was a, it was this a was just a sequel. Right? You didn't say the subtitle too. Make a droid robot kill beneath disco club Layla. Yeah, well, I got two tongue slide on Mecha Droid to begin with. It's a so. fucking mouthful. Robot kill beneath disco club Layla. I just think they had a bunch of words in a hat and they picked five out. It's totally. It's a fucking Japanese film, of course. I think so. I can't even remember five films you mentioned from that list. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, well, you can pop a master the, too. The and very three. fact that Freddy's Dead is probably going to make your top ten. He's saying a lot about that year. No, it, my top three. it was not in mine. It was not in mine. It definitely isn't in mine, I think. Oh, my gosh. But that that just goes to show. That's one year out of the 90s. We're going to focus on another year uh, tonight. But, what, guys, what what is there a theme or a feel to this year? Is there any – you know, in 2002, we talked a lot about the Asian influence that, that was part of 2002. Is there any sort of theme or feel in, in 1996 that you guys know, Brandon? Feel. Hmm. I actually, no. No feel. No themes. No theme. I think it's a very important year. I think it's probably the most important year in the 90s, but I don't see any similar themes or feels to any of these movies. They're all over the place. Modes? Yeah, man. I mean... Uh... I had a few Asian films in my in my list from 2002, and uh, I don't know, man. There, there was a few notable ones here. I wouldn't say that they were feeling the same. I think the Asian films that came out in 96 were quite different. Um, I didn't really relate them at all, if that's what you're asking. What about you, Dave? Any any noticeable theme or feel to this year? Bad CGI. <laughs> okay, that's something, <laughs> right? I mean, the CGI mm. was starting to come in this year. <laughs> you know what yeah. I it wasn't too cool. Well, that's interesting because there's good and bad. I mean, you got to remember, '96 Budget, was right. still in its infancy, and for CG, man, like I mean, mm-hmm. it was very, very, you know, and yeah, it was just it was barely even there. So what you were getting was probably pretty shitty. But but there is one particular film that we'll talk about later that it worked that, well in, mm-hmm. that it works really good in. Really, and, well, yeah. yeah. I I, and I, I do, feel like we're probably talking about this, thinking of the same movie. So, yeah. So I'm, yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, the CG was it was very shoddy, and uh, yeah, it's definitely something you see around there. And one of them, which was a, it's funny because two that are high on my list, they both have CG, 
and one of them it looks really good, and the other one, it sometimes it's good, but other times it's whoosh. You know? I can. I totally know what you're talking about, I man. I bet you do, man. <laughs> Can't wait to awesome. get there. All right. <laughs> but so, you know, what do you think about the state of the franchises? You know, is this really the worst ever? When you look back, was, there, there wasn't very many films that came out from franchises. But Honestly, there was, what, three or four? I think there was uh, uh, Children of the Corn 4, yes. which came out in 96. Hellraiser. Um, you got Hellraiser four and Dollhouse and, and, or Amityville Dollhouse, which is what part six yeah. or seven and or Tremors I, I, two and Tremors, Tremors two. That's right. So there was really minimal. Yeah. So minimal, we don't we minimal. don't get uh, a Michael, a Jason film, a Freddy film. None of the majors. No. Not, the the most major is definitely Hellraiser there with the fourth uh, installment of the Pinhead series. But yep. you know, even you know, I think that. I think that it, we were still completely, you know, just tired of all of those. Oh, yeah. Carnosaur 3, sorry. <laughs> Carnosaur 3. <laughs> well, I think technically it could be considered a franchise, too, because, you know, me, like, four films right. makes a franchise. That's just kind of a, a thing that we came up. Did we, are we taking credit for this, JP? Because I know people argue all the time with us, but I think that was, like, our rule that we set for ourselves. Yep, it was our right? rule that we set for ourselves. Yeah, so three films was a trilogy, four was a franchise. But I thought that's Car- the real rule. Well, that's what I thought too, but people like, you know, I, I, you know, when I did my top 10 trilogy, uh, top 10 Tuesday, people were arguing all over the place. Well, why isn't this in there? Why isn't that? That's a franchise. I'm like, nah, I consider that to be a trilogy. So it was like this big debate. I'm just like, I thought this was pretty damn straightforward, guys. You know, three's a trilogy, four is a franchise. Come on. Anyways. I agree. Um, three is a trilogy, four is a franchise. You guys I, I just, right. I, I just, yeah. I, I think it's just a, it's an easy rule of thumb to yeah. follow, right? And so, Carnival or Carnosaur. Um, there's three of those. I think there's a couple spinoff films actually that are related to it. I know Matt knows that better. I've never seen them. Yeah, they're, they're actually related to Carnosaur 3. So I think there's four or five of those. So technically, yeah, I guess it could be considered part of the franchise. So, so franchises are completely dead at this point. They don't really get resurrected until the early 2000s again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess Scream is the start of a franchise in 1996, but it wasn't at the time. So you know, I, I really think that most of the popular franchises don't really hit until the early 2000s again. Yeah. Uh, you know, the state of uh, directors, you know, the masters, well, the one notable right away is Wes Craven. He was still working and still kind of shocking the world Wesley at this Craven. time. Uh, Wesley Craven. I think that, you know, this this might have been out of the original masters, you know, Carpenter, Hooper, Romero, Craven, uh, Argento. I, I do think that Wes Craven's had the best longevity because um, most of these, most of the other guys were were kind of at the end when Wes Craven didn't. Just because of Scream, though, you're basically just basing that off of Scream. Yeah, but right? Scream one, two, three, and four. He did have a nice run with those, but I mean, That's Wes true. Craven didn't really do anything, in my opinion. That noteworthy. I know you'll disagree, JP. That noteworthy, except for the screen films after '96. Um, he didn't. I know do my. Much. I, I know. I know my soul to take. I know you like that, but you I know do. it's okay. I don't think it's overly notable as being like a great, uh, you know, early 2000s film or whatever. But 
Yeah, I mean, but just compared guess, to the it's, other it's, directors. Well, if you are look, masters, if you are right? looking at the if the the John Carpenters and the West and the Wesley Cravens and uh, the Hoopers and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, how many times have I said it? I think Toby Hooper is a, a superiorly overrated director, man. He <laughs> honestly, to God, he really he's made is. one of the he made he's made literally one of the best horror films of literally all time. Best film of but all time. you try and make a top ten Toby Hooper list, dude. A top ten? I don't know if he's made ten movies. No, he he's made he's ten made films. Ten. Yes, but the thing is, Toby Hooper basically he made five um, good ones. Yeah, that's about it. But he's yeah, done but... a lot of movies. He's done a lot of films. Like he's honestly directed like fourteen films or something like that. It's crazy. There he is, thirty six. You're right. He's, yeah, he's directed a lot of films. Well, not all quality, films. The quality of films from the later eighties on to present are pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. So, yeah, Toby Hooper not really the greatest longevity with making good films. Um, 1996 was notable for me because my favorite director died that year. Bava? Fulci. Fulci. Okay. Lucio Fulci died in 1996. So, yeah, man, I mean, he was obviously past his prime. Um, but, you know, that's just something I'd, I wanted to note because he did pass away in the year 1996. Hmm. That's... Interesting, but you know, look like just compare Carpenter, right? Like Carpenter at this same time, from '95 to 2001, he did *Village of the Damned*, *Escape from L.A.*, *Vampires*, and *Ghosts of Mars*. And the Ward. And the Ward. Yeah. And, and yeah. Craven <laughs> did *Scream*, which is arguably double as good as any of those films I listed. And then *Scream* two, three, and four. My soul to take, okay, that's that's debatable and, and stuff, but even Scream 3 is debatable, but Scream 1 and 2 solid, Scream 4, like, I really do think that Craven, out of the original Masters, really Wins. did have the, the longest success over over time. On paper, yes, but I'm going to say something, and, and people might think it's blasphemy, but he got lucky with Scream. That was all Kevin Williamson. Another director could have taken that great idea, and that movie still would have been a hit. <gasps> you think? How dare you? <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there that might not want to hear that. That's all I'm saying. You know, That's yes and saying. no. It's still yeah. directed very well, though. Of course yes, it is. I, I, but I say yes and no with that. If I, Tom I, McLaughlin I, I, I thought with that, Dave, because I, that script, at its core, that script is what makes that movie. Oh, for sure. It does. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you still have to do casting and, you know, just having Wes Craven's, you know, presence there and ideas and stuff and just his knowledge. I think, I think, you know, I think it had a lot to do with the success of it also. I mean, who knows, man? You have some other director there and Drew Barrymore pitches the idea that, you know, maybe you should kill me off in the beginning of the film. And that director says, fuck no, you're starring in this shit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is it different? Let's Who not knows? forget I mean, the most important it's, thing. It's the subtleties, man. What's Who would have played Fred the Janitor? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's still one of my favorite parts. It's literally one of my favorite parts of the movie, man. I love that shit. I love how he's wearing the hat with the red and green shirt. Yep. <laughs> it's just so good, man. Hunched over. Fuck, yeah, Dave, pic- picture, picture someone else. Picture Adam Green playing Fred the Janitor. I don't know why I'm picking. I don't know why I'm picking on that. <laughs> he was probably like, but you know what I'm saying. Like, but but don't you think Friday though, like, got it offered to had, him. yeah, but I mean, if you had some kind of, you know, just brand new director, do you think they would have had the same influence? You think the film would have turned out pretty much the same with some brand new director or Wes Craven? I think, like I said, happy Wes Craven. Wes Craven had a lot of influence on cast and, and the way things went down in that. I mean, I mean, 
I mean, even the mask, right? The like that, the mask was a huge part of why that film was successful. Imagine exactly. if it was just, you know, any knockoff like shitty mask. Exactly. It's true. Like I, I said, I West Raven that. had ideas. I mean, yeah, when you're given the greatest script in the world, sometimes your ability to direct films plays secondary. I mean, we, I, I'm sure we could probably come up with examples for this, but I think Wes Craven and his ability to just know film and, you know, really, he's one of those directors that listens though too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we know that about Wes Craven. He, he would sit there and not he yell. Not he would really actually listen to people. people around him, but he listens to the world and what's exactly. going he, on in the world. He's a very, he was a very in tune person with, and I think that's what kind of separated him from a lot of other directors where it's, you know, they're in charge and shut the fuck up attitude. Where, you know, maybe that attitude isn't the greatest and your shit comes out pretty, uh, pretty wishy-washy, man. I don't know. I think and, Wes Craven and, had and a Scream big 4 inspiration was still a film. good movie that Wes Craven directed and Williamson dropped out, you know, halfway through production or whatever. Yeah. But, and, and, right. I, you know, yeah, I just, you know, I discredit Williamson with a lot because what a great idea. And, and he does deserve a it lot. It is a great idea, but would the movie have caught steam like it did if Wes Craven's name wasn't attached to it? Maybe, not. maybe, maybe not. not. I remember it had been 90- ten years remember- since fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but I remember '96 being such a pivotal year because there's this new movie <sighs> coming out by Wes Craven, and the it's going to save horror. I remember it. I don't think. Yeah, I remember seeing this in the theater. I, I don't think that if you had some nobody's name attached to this film. Okay, here's a little bit of stats on this. Scream had a 14 million dollar budget. Opening night only made six million. Now, do you think that you know, with having nobody behind that, you think it would have done six million? That's actually pretty low, honestly. It is. It is, man. It sat fourth at the box office after the opening night or opening weekend or whatever. It didn't. And hurt, it opened for sure. It opened yeah. up. It opened up in nineteen hundred plus cinemas. That was a wide motherfucking release and only made six million. And that's with Wes Craven's name. Now, without Wes, Wes Craven's name do you think it does that good probably not i agree yeah. with you you're right it probably Suck didn't it, no it's I, crazy I agree. but moose <laughs> did also he said i agree and disagree and i, and and I, I know I where he's well, coming Dave. from i do as well i i agree that kevin williamson had a lot to do well with that's what i was agreeing to i think the script is yeah. really good yeah it is yeah. So yeah, besides Wes Craven, we also I have Robert too. Rodriguez, who really hasn't done much horror, but I believe he also partnered up with Kevin Williamson with uh, The Faculty the next year, which is 1997. Yeah. So he, he's done a little bit. Um, Tom Holland, of course, directing Thinner. So he he was still working, of course, from Child's Play f- fame. That's um, the last time he worked. How's that for you? Right. Is it really? <laughs> well, no, for a long time, for like a dozen years or something like that. Yeah, yeah Tom Holland came Holland back, came back out. In and he also did that shitty anthology a couple years ago, too. Yeah, but he was gone after Thinner. It fucking, he was fucked up for a while. That was the end and of it. And he did Dave's favorite movie of 2015, Fright Night. So you (laughs) Mood didn't get the ticket jam, so you did. Nice. Sorry. (laughs) So um also we had uh Peter Jackson, who this was sort of his last horror film. Of course, Peter Jackson from Dead Alive, Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles. Uh I think was this not his last horror film, or did he do another one after this? No, this is his last kind of dip into horror so yeah and it's unfortunate man it's very unfortunate yeah the, i've heard room I, i've heard rumors though that he's had interest in you know 
maybe pursuing another horror film. And I'm like, you should. I think it would be very interesting to see what he would do now. Yeah, it would be like Lord of the Rings style scale, but a horror film. <laughs> well, I honestly think that I don't think he would do that. I think that he would probably do a relatively lower budget. That would, I mean, that would make the most. That would be the best thing to do. Well, he did like that Ring. King Kong remake. That's true. That was pretty horrific. Dude, <laughs> I was just talking about I this movie fun. with my buddy the other day. That movie had no business being three hours long. No. No. I that was like that. horseshit. How oh, did you make so that? Boring. Oh, it was so boring. I was so – I saw it in the theater, dude. I had to get up like six times because my <laughs> yeah. back kept on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a movie I'd really want to see in the theater, honestly. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know how I got duped into seeing that shit, but uh, – also, yeah, we have Dario Argento in what a lot of people consider to be his last good film. Now, if, nope. if that that's debatable, whether we it is on our list, you know what? Our list, nope. A lot There's of people more. do. Um, well, his next movie after the Stenzel Syndrome was The Phantom of the Opera, which is personally, I think that movie is a bona fide piece of shit. It's fucking <laughs> horrible. It it's is so movie. fucking. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's like the worst interpretation of Phantom of the Opera I've ever seen. Um, Sleepless, I do like. I love that Sleepless. one came out Thank you, in two, 2001. Uh, the yeah. card player is very hit and miss with people. Some people like it. Some people hate it. It's kind of like middle road. It's not It's not terrible. But I honestly like Do You Like Hitchcock? And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like that film. But I think it's actually kind of a cool film. Let's you not know, forget Giallo. <laughs> Giallo. It's got I a jaundice. Know, um, it's okay. I like Sylvester Giallo. Sylvester Stallone, all yellow, suffering from liver failure, going around killing people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but I was going to say the Masters of Horror episodes, Pelts and Jennifer. I thought the yes, were actually, Jennifer is one of the best episodes. It is my favorite episode. So uh, yeah. definitely Dario, um, in my opinion, still made something great after the Stenhall syndrome, but j- just a little poking around uh, with a little bit of research. I listened to some podcasts. Uh, it does seem like a lot of people consider the Stenhall syndrome to be his last great movie, whether it is or not, that's up for us to decide later. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, so, so he, he was still working. So he's up there with Craven as like probably the two biggest masters still, still doing things. Uh, and really the last director that is of note for me is brian usna who uh mm-hmm. of course directed the dentist this year and he is most known for films like society and silent night deadly night four <laughs> yeah and he's a he's a protege uh you know of what's his name as well you know Stuart gordon Stuart he was involved Gordon's in a lot of his work so he's quality. I'll say one thing about our general because you know I love him. He's the fucking master. I, in my opinion, he's the only horror director to have a really solid movie every decade since he started. That's just my opinion, of course. But I don't think any other horror director can you can say that about. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I think there was another that. notable director from this year, but I kind of don't want to say it because he really the movie from this year. I think a lot of people are going to be questionable. It is horror, but it's you know it borders more on. On a mystery thriller, and then Charles he wound Pat. up, and then he wound up doing a great horror film. Five years later, is he Kevin Canadian? He is. He's Canadian. Chilean. Oh, I forgot He's about Cronenberg. He's Chilean. That, that was yeah. Cronenberg worked this year. Charles Dan with Head of the Family. I'm Kevin not talking Kenny about Cronenberg. With Poke- yeah, Poke- yeah, yeah. Revenge. <laughs> There's a few more that I didn't even realize. Best Tenny film by far. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so who, who's the director you're talking about, Brandon? Alejandro Amenabar. And what did he do? Well, he did Thesis from 1996, but he went on to do The Others in 2001. Okay. That's right. Oh. That's right. Okay. So there's definitely some 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 names in 1996. I mean, yeah. Actually, a little more than I realized until I, we started listing them all off. Well, William Lustig, William Lustig popped up there with all oh, right. that's right. That's right. You know, he he, he directed he directed one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Maniac. Yeah. You True. know, yeah. I when, liked Uncle Sam a little bit. Are cool. You know what it is? I don't think anybody could get jobbed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Right. What'd you say, Brandon? It had to be Brandon. I said I liked Uncle Sam better than Maniac. <laughs> Just putting that out there. You're a fucking maniac. Yeah, you are a goddamn <laughs> maniac. No, no. What I'm saying is this, though. It seemed this is maybe this is why because horror was so down. Nobody wanted to touch it. There was no independent movies really at the time in the states. So it's just like nobody wanted to touch it. So all they had was fucking known guys that that would that would make movies. Maybe that's maybe there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, uh, we got we also okay. We, there is one more uh, trilogy of terror. Two was directed by Dan Curtis. Now Dan Curtis uh, did uh, the TV Dracula film in 1974, which is I really enjoy that film. It's not like the greatest thing in the world, but it's good. But he also did Burnt Offerings in uh, 1976, which is a fantastic ghost film. You guys have seen it before? Oh, uh, we covered it on Exploding Heads, motherfucker. Yeah. That's right, you guys did. That's right, shit. Totally. <laughs> totally forgot. Shameless plug. Oh, you know who else worked? Alan Smith. He Dead of Night. Uh, Dead of Hellraiser Night. 4. Bloodline. Alan Smith. Mm. Stop bringing up Hellraiser um, 4. <laughs> I know course, it's your show, but I just want to stop talking about that of movie. Of course, Alan Smithy is, uh, what, a pseudonym? Is that the right word? Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it is a pseudonym. Right. pseudonym. Yeah, it's not a real person. Right. It's just what you... Direct, you label as a director for a film you want to take your name off of, but yeah. um, Kevin Yeager was the real director of Hellraiser 4. Really? Yes. But Kevin Yeager I hasn't done know. anything since then. So, like, really, that film kind of fucked his Well, career. if you've seen Hellraiser 4, chances are He's you know make- why he hasn't worked since. <laughs> it's probably not his fault, honestly. I've heard a lot of stories about like well, interference from the Weinstein's a lot in that movie. Apparently, there's a completely different cut as well. Because yeah, it was that big Halloween of a deal 6. to them. <laughs> Jesus, come on, um, Hellraiser four? That's not fucking nearly as bad as anything they came after. No, it's not. It's no right? six was good. That's debatable like now. Four is actually decent. It's not a bad. Yeah, okay. It's average. It's average. But then again, it was also still created to be a Hellraiser film, so. I think yeah, that's what like, kind of separates you know, let's, itself let's from get, five. Let's get one actor eight. to play seven different parts. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It is. Very You're going to play the male and watch. female lead. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Murphy. Well, one thing I did, I did, I did want to mention about Dan Curtis because I got cut the fuck off by somebody over there telling jokes. Just joking, Brad. Dave, stop joking. Not <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> no, but Dan Curtis, man. Okay, so trilogy of Terror Two. Now, me and Brandon were talking about this earlier. I just wanted to mention that it's just such an odd thing because he directed an anthology film in 1977 called Dead of Night. And in Dead of Night, he had a segment in there about a mom wishing her her son back to life. Now, in Trilogy of Terror 2, he remade that. Oh, really? Hmm. One of the segments in Trilogy of Terror 2, he directed 
and he remade that old segment in this uh, in that anthology. And I thought that was just so strange to remake your own little short segment. Now, what was it that was oh. wishing the son back to life? A what? Yeah, that's a mum. <laughs> a mum. A, a, a mum. A a oh, fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, a, a mum. Okay. A mum is the word. Yeah. yeah, not really. It's fucking mammy, man. It's it's a flower, a chrysanthemum. Okay, I got it. Listen, I, I mentioned this. I mentioned this the other night off. Report, I'm gonna phone you up, man. Brandon, if you're gonna talk smack about moods for calling his mom mom, you should you should definitely take a look in the mirror, brother, because uh, you every time on exploding heads, you're like, yeah, I was watching it with my father. You sound like fucking Norman Bates, weirdo, creepy ass dude. Like my father was watching it with my father. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mother's so dead. Uncomfortable. And, and who the fuck even says <laughs> father? It's yeah, the word father. father he's laughing at, you fucker. Nah, it was a mom joke. <laughs> my mom's dead. <laughs> Man, no, you know what? I actually noticed that, too. It is true. And I'm like, I must sound real creepy. I'm like, it's just me and my father, and I'm always mentioning him every two seconds on the podcast. Yeah, you're like, I was watching Sleepaway Camp 2 with my father, and it's always like, whoa, <laughs> sounds creepy. You're like Luke Skywalker, father. Like, all the time. I know this good father. Is that what you, is that how you talk to him? With my mom. <laughs> so, um, also in Trilogy of Terror 2 moods, it's actually the only time, it, it's, it, it's, a noteworthy thing for two reasons, I guess. One, that it's one of the only anthologies that remade a segment from another anthology. But also, it's yeah, the weird. only anthology that I know where there's a anthology sequence that Se- is a sequel to another anthology. <laughs> like, yeah. when is that happening? True. Yeah, wow. The Zuni Fetish Dolls yeah. return. And it's a direct sequel. It's like following the same I know, it's so type. weird. None so. of my fetish dolls <laughs> look like that. I bet they don't. <laughs> yeah, they look like fucking Black Phillip. I know. <laughs> so uh, let's get into a little bit of the box office, guys. So so Scream obviously dominated the box office. It's the first horror film that, that makes uh, the top grossing films of that year at number 13 overall with $103 million. Uh, total gross that's crazy you know we, we it's one of the true movies that kind of shook the world uh, in terms of uh, horror uh, and then you go down a little bit and you don't see another horror film until all the way down at mars attacks debatably which is 37 million and then after that it's it's like nothing so so from dust till dawn made 25 million and that's okay. number 61 overall on the box office that year and then followed by the craft, which made twenty four million at sixty six. Did Frighteners Four. do anything? Frighteners doesn't seem like it did, honestly. I, mean, I, I it still hasn't popped up here. Surprise! That, that just seems really surprising to me, man. Because I saw that in the theater too, and I don't. It seemed like it, there was a lot of buzz about it. That's really strange. I think you're gonna say it seems like there was a lot. Are you of sure? Yeah, the, the Frighteners <laughs> came in at number ninety six <laughs> with sixteen million worldwide. Mood saw it with a hundred million people in his It was Canada. It wasn't what US domestic. <laughs> I'm making fun of you for a joke you didn't even make. I just thought you were going to say, I remember seeing it in the theaters with a lot of people. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> My place was back. I can't believe they didn't make money. <laughs> no, guaranteed it wasn't. I don't remember how many people were there, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't packed. Trust me. Um, 
So, I just felt like that would have done well because it's kind of I mean, more of a family think, friendly. It is friendly. Weird. With Peter it is Jackson's weird. name attached to that, yeah. I mean, I guess Peter Jackson Peter wasn't. Jackson wasn't Jackson. Nobody knew him back then. Yeah, that's true. But still, it's family friendly horror. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's it's rated R. It sort of is. Is it rated I guess R? The people, it is rated R. The people that knew Peter Jackson went and seen it. That's why it, that's why it finished at 97. <laughs> <laughs> all of New Zealand was the audience. So, there was just a few people mad. Was few, yeah, because yeah, that film is actually credited from being New Zealand, right? It's like a New Zealand film. <sighs> Probably. Cool. But, uh, Stephen King's Spinner came in at 99. And that was the last horror film on the list with 15 million. So, so you're looking. So in the top at, like, 100, six, there's only five? Yeah, like six or seven, because I didn't mention stuff like The Island of Dr. Monroe, which made a lot more than uh, what... Um, oh, right? The Island of Dr. Monroe. Oh, my God. Did you say Monroe? <laughs> Is it? JP said I The Island of Marilyn Dr. Monroe. Yeah, oh, I JP said it. <laughs> Isn't that the guy from The Simpsons, Dr. Monroe? <laughs> Dr. Monroe. Oh, my God. What about James and the Giant Peach? Do we consider that horror or? <laughs> it's not a kid's film. <laughs> Dude, that movie's horrific. I don't give a fuck. That shit is horrific? What, the I fucking worm in the peach? That it, movie scared me when I was a kid a little bit. It is <laughs> I guess we all have one of those little oddballs that scared us it's as like a child. It's like a dark Tim Burton almost, you know? It is. Yeah, it is. But, I, I mean, there was some decent Tim regular never films. did that movie. Crazy. Yeah, honestly. The, I mean, this is the year that Space Jam came out. Beavis and Butthead do America. The Cable Jam. Guy. <laughs> Dude, horror was a dirty word. That's all there is to it. Set and it I- off. Come on, you guys have seen Set It Off, right? I own that movie, man. You Set know. it off. Oh, so you're the one. I am the one. I am the one. I heard that. I heard that somebody actually had a copy. <laughs> yeah. I never thought I would meet him. <laughs> it's interesting. It's it's signed one out of one. Those of you who are interested in it's the number shit. one film of the year, non-horror, Independence Day, three hundred six million. I awesome. actually knew that. So the it's last little scarier than most horror films that came out this year. That was a creepy movie. I actually never. Seen... What? Have you guys seen Independence? Day? Have you guys watched it recently? Yeah, I watch it now and again. I, never... I you enjoy want, it. You want, really? You like? You want to talk about like effects not really holding oh. up that well? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> terrible. I, I, I mean, that movie was a massive budget. That was probably the best CG you're ever going to do. And wow. Yeah, that's true. That's so, I think there's a movie. I think there's a movie that we're going to talk about that has better CG than that one. So, um, yeah. One thing that I will say, uh, we've kind of already talked about the state of, of horror at this time. Wasn't very good at all. But we didn't mention any themes or anything that we saw. And I did note one thing, but I kind of saved it till now. I think this was the beginning of the sort of stars. You know what I mean? That like these these hot names in Hollywood that were were put being put into horror films that that were uh y- you know not they, they were they were sought after talent and you you have Neve Campbell in two films, Skeet Ulrich in two films. Well, uh, Scream made them stars, really. It's yeah. the Scream effect is what it comes down to. It was yeah, the grand yeah, effect. effect. So that was yeah. kind of the beginning of that. Like, it's in its early stages. It's Where it was kind of okay to put, like, these known actors in your films? Yeah, because before, if you look back in the 80s and 70s, known actors, hot people on TV or whatever at the time were not doing horror. No, a lot of the films from the 80s and 70s kind of, you know, a lot of the actors that we know, that's where they came from. That Those were their first films. 
they yeah, were always yeah. they always came from these type of films, you know, like Brad Pitt and and things like that. And uh, and yeah, man, the, the, the nineteen ninety six man, it, it started to showcase the already the already born star. Yeah, <clears throat> which is interesting. That's a very interesting note. Didn't even think of that. Did you read that? Did you come up with that yourself? I came up with that myself. He no. heard that on another podcast. I did not. I did not. I swear <laughs> to God. It is interesting, though. But no, it's, it, it's yeah. serious. If you really think about it, all throughout, like the stars that were in horror in the 70s and 80s were oh, not stars shit. at the time, right? Got another one. We I look got at people one. like Bruce Campbell and we look at people like Reggie Bannister as these horror icons now. But at the time, they weren't. They were just people doing horror. And those were the people, the only noteworthy people besides the people who became stars later, like your George Clooney's and your Kevin Bacon's. And this era, 1996, we began to see people who were already famous doing horror films. Well, and that's interesting because the island of Dr. Moreau, you got like fucking uh, – who's in that film? Uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah and DiCaprio, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, no, You're not so DiCaprio. Like Jay Fox okay. with uh, the with the Frighteners, and so of course, starting. Here's another one. Mary Riley had Julia Roberts in it. Correct. And Malkovich. She's a she's a big time star. And John and, and John Malkovich. Yeah. Exactly. Well, dude, all this started in the early '90s because of Silence of the Lambs, and they horror became a dirty word, and they were calling a lot of these movies thrillers. Yeah, they, they were. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, that's what they were doing. So the success of Silence of the Lambs. Is what kicked off uh, real actors, A list mm-hmm. actors mm-hmm. doing horror because all of a sudden they weren't called horror anymore. That's Children, what it was. Right. Children of the Corn 4 had Naomi Watts, right? Yeah, but that was before she well, was. But that's yeah. that's one of those examples where that, that was kind of one of her first films. Yeah, you know? it's like, what's her name? From Dust Till Dawn? Or Leprechaun. From Dust, Sometimes from, they come back again. Alexis Arquette. From, from Dust Till Dawn had Harvey Keitel. Alexis um, Arquette. George, George, George Clooney. George Clooney was a big star on ER at the time. You know, yeah. and he was known yeah. from doing Roseanne and like people knew who he was. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was he doing in From Dust Till Dawn? Um, yeah, really interesting. That's a good one, JP. That, that's pretty much the only theme that I was able to come up with when I was racking my brain over it. But I think that it is definitely of note. Head of the family had that giant head. I'm pretty sure he was doing other <laughs> big stuff. <laughs> yeah, he played Krang in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from, from the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. That dude did? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking funny. Oh, that head. That so I'm not funny. sure if Dave actually thought that I was being serious there. He not. did. He really did. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought that that guy was an actor, and I, I never watched anything. <laughs> yeah, it like... It's animation, Dave. <laughs> no, Turtles. Turtles make movies all the time. That was good. That was Wait, good. it was just a giant head in the movie. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah, but it's real. Don't no, pick I on Dave. That... Don't pick oh, on Dave. He didn't have that noted. He didn't have that written down. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, dude, the guy that played the head. There was a guy playing a head in Head of the Family. He saw his voice. Yes. He saw his expression. I thought you were saying that he played Krang in the Ninja Turtles movies. Because they were movies, right? Weren't they like... Yeah, but yeah, there was no Krang like, in, in, Ninja, in the movies. I never watched it. <laughs> Ninja the Turtles. Anything. I don't know dick about the turtle. Oh, okay. I'm not, not okay. one of those 90s kids. I wish I was. No, well, I blew no, no. everyone's mind the other day too because I told them that I had never seen Three Ninjas before, and they're like, "What the fuck? Have you never seen Three Ninjas?" And I'm like, "Dude, I was a fucking teenager. I was a teenager in the '90s. Like, have you seen I, I saw I was Three Ninjas? We were kids, I wasn't right? watching. Yeah, but Brandon, you're a, you're still a fucking kid. 
<laughs> Trust me, I was out doing better things than <laughs> watching. I don't know. It's just, you know, when you're in a teenager and stuff, were you really checking out like kids and PG 13 type movies and stuff? Yes. I didn't have elk to sodomize like you I did. Was. <laughs> I still really? watch kids' movies today. Not I mean, much, but... it's different when you're older, but like when you're a teen, you're really trying to rebel against that. You're like, where's that rated R? Where's the porno? No, I mean, because you know, I was cool no matter what I did. Where I can literally do anything and still be cool, you know? Oh, fuck. Jesus. Oh, I Christ. masturbated to three ninjas, but it's I still. Because you're Mexican, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw any movie with ninja in the title. How about that? Oh, I can't. Oh, you're doing I was, yourself oh. a favor. There's not. Dude, a... I love. What's oh, that movie? Enter, Enter the Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja. Oh, dude, I love those nine deaths of a ninja. I, that ninja craze in the 80s, those things were awesome. No. You ever seen those? I like. I made myself like them. Like I, I can kind of understand it now. They're still Revenge of the Ninja is still entertaining as all oh, fuck, dude. It's so good. Probably the best ninja film I've seen besides Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Ninja Three: The Domination. Just because it's almost a horror film. Everyone <laughs> talks about that fucking. But the- but the first two are so much. That movie's fun, and it's it's kind of it's silly because it's like a girl and she's hot. Oh, it's it, the it was, girl from Breaking, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it is. It Electric is. Ooga Booga, dude. I remember. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, dude, so funny. Check it out, Ninja Turtles. I never watched either. Maybe that's why I never watched them. Dude, <laughs> that wow. fucking list that you posted on Exploding Heads page, uh, what a month ago, of the films you've never seen before. Crazy, huh? That That's shit blew my fucking sh- my socks right off my feet, man. I think there was a lot on there that I had never seen. Honestly. I couldn't believe that you'd never seen stuff like the Big Lebowski, and I, I can't remember the, the didn't like the, the name. No, Dave, I'm with you. I thought that name was so retarded. I didn't watch it for so many years. I just seen the Big Lebowski for the first time probably like five years ago, and it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Dude, it, that's the thing, man. The Coen's Brothers, oh my god. I, I'm actually with you on that, man. Like, the fucking Big Lebowski, it does sound a little... Stupid. It sounds a little yeah. unappealing for sure. But, dude, that movie is funny. <laughs> it is <laughs> really so, funny. It's, I'm like, turned off to it now, though. Oh, because... yeah, that's what it was. That's that's the other thing. That was the other one that blew my mind. You'd never seen one? any movie with Tom Cruise in it. <laughs> that, no, that just that was movie. Just not beginning movie to ever. end. Not beginning that... to end. Now, they've never appealed to me. I don't know if I have either, honestly. I was watching Friday the 13th Part 2 for the fucking 80th time, but I couldn't take time out to to watch fucking Top Gun. (laughs) That's just how I was. I actually don't like Top Gun, to be honest. It was a big hit at the time. All my friends were into it. Van Halen did that fucking song on the fucking soundtrack and the Blue Angels. Everybody was all into it. What else is Kenny Loggins was doing Danger Zone and shit. The the soundtrack's better than the movie. Yes. I can't. I, I, I. There's something about that film I just can't handle. It's. It's cheesy. It's. It's like too cheesy for me or something. I don't know. What, what else has Tom Cruise feel? done? Just curious. I want to see the Vanilla Sky movie. That's about it. I. I look to see that. It's a trip movie. For that, you should yeah. see the original. I know. I should. I agree. Which is Amenabar. I know. Well, there you go. <laughs> and, well, eyes not. wide shut. Eyes wide shut. I saw half it. I used to date this girl, and she liked to fucking. That was like porn for her. That was like her porn. She liked to watch it and then fucking get get crazy when she started that. So, so you've never seen The Outsiders, Dave? Come on. uh, There you go. You corrected me. I was going to update it. Wrong. I've seen The Outsiders many, many times. Yeah, Outsiders kicks ass. And see, I was actually, the one thing that got me thinking about Tom Cruise was you've never seen Interview with a Vampire before? 
No, it never. I never. Oh, I didn't see Bram Stoker's Dracula until last year because I, I thought Interview was, with the Vampire is is a great off. film, man. What about, it is. Uh, watch Born it. on the Fourth of July. That's a really good one too. That's like Risky one of Anne business. Rice's Anne Rice's biggest fucking books, man. It, it, oh, it's crazy. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. And as far as honestly, if you, you know, it's a good movie. Don't mind the cast. It's got like some you know fucking Brad Pitt and um. Well, and I love, I love give Brad, Brad Pitt shit. Like I, I like love Brad Pitt. Pitt. No, but yeah, when you hear I those names, generally you're just kind of like, uh, you know, I kind of do the same thing. You know, I try like, not to do that. But who you know, are these people but, out there that don't like Fight Club and Seven? Right. Right. Like, what the Life fuck? Oh no, those those are great. Those are great fucking movies. But I one movie I do want to say that it's probably the last Tom Cruise movie I actually did. I don't think I've even seen anything since the <laughs> since this movie. Anyways, um, actually no, Last Samurai was pretty cool. I, I will say, but um, Collateral. You guys see Collateral? Yeah, that's Collateral? a great movie. That's a good fucking movie. He plays a bad guy in that film, and he's badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually it's actually before, definitely before worse we get here. into the podcast on Tom Cruise that maybe we should move on. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to. Oh, fucking yeah. episode eighty nine, guys. Run it, cruise run. retrospect. You know our tangents. Twenty two shots of cruise and horror. Every once in a while, it's okay <laughs> to stray from talk about nineteen ninety six and break into Tom Cruise talk. We're manly enough. We're. I love we, we, Which one? We've which, accepted our masculinity and our sexuality. It's okay to talk about Tom Cruise <laughs> every once in a while. You know that one part in Risky Business where if you pause it in the right spot, you can see Tom Cruise's penis? All know. the right <laughs> If you really pause in the right spot, you can taste it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Thank you, you for making me You always have to one-up me, don't you? I'm yeah. sorry, Moods. I'm sorry. I've been very quiet tonight so far. I feel like I had to throw in something. I felt like that was going to get a good laugh, though. So. Don't worry. It won't last. You won't be quiet for long. Dude, that right. was disgusting. <laughs> that was disgusting. <laughs> Brandon ha- does that just a lot. I just took a sip of my beer that tasted like salt. Is that wrong? <laughs> oh, ah, gross. <laughs> okay, we need to... That's like the joke they said in, in their movie tonight, JP, 31. About yeah. the fucking on the couch and that. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> you guys will see. <laughs> So I will see one day. One day. Uh, yeah. The la- let's let's give our final thoughts on uh, just this state of horror. I think we've all agree that that it, it's it's bad, but it's getting better, right? It's gonna get better after 1996. So the state of horror is down. It does. On the- it honestly takes a couple years, though. That's debatable for me. Yeah, does, <laughs> I agree with that. I, I think even 99. <laughs> not that great there's a few good films but then i don't know i haven't really i, I don't really remember what 2000 was like but it, was that kind of the start 2001 yeah 2001 so it was it took about five years i, yeah, think but I, I, I mean at least horror films picked up in terms of quantity after 96 because we just got the glut of of scream ripoffs and and different films like like urban legend. Well, this is where we got the floating heads, man. Yeah, that that as well. We can, we can thank 1996 for floating heads. <laughs> floating head oh. posters, not exploding <laughs> heads posters. Floating <laughs> heads. <laughs> now, exploding heads posters would be the shit, man. That would be fucking awesome. We're getting some made for sure, <laughs> dude. Fuck the fucking floating heads. That's what I gotta say about Scream. I love fucking Scream. You'll hear how much I love it later. But I'm one of those people. That fucking hated what it spawned, and oh. I guess 
I it's really brutal. do. It even lasts till like 2002, 2003. Right. Still get I think it's like, I think it's right to the mid 2000s, man. There was still posters coming out with, with floating heads. Oh, they in like 2004, 2005. And so many damn ripoffs. And man, and the you know, Scream did a lot. Scream did a lot for horror, but it also, it did a lot for horror in a bad way. Yeah, you're right. It, it's the true. The meta shit got fucking old. It That's got old. It, it, it got it, beaten to I death. I 100% Ugh. agree with that. They're still it. doing it. <laughs> Can you, dude, every <laughs> once in a while, don't you see a poster that you go, wow, that was influenced by Scream? Oh yeah! Like how Still in 2016 do we come across floating head posters? I mean, just like look at the, so even fat. the ones that aren't directly floating head. They're still fucking floating head. Like look at the okay, faculty; they're all in a line, like backwards. Yeah, Hartnett, Okay, so seriously. Final Destination even did it. Yes, oh, for sure. Okay, I get this. We're 20 years later, 1996, 2016. But are we already throwing back to 1996? You know, like a lot of films nowadays are they're, they're throwing back to the 80s and the 70s, making these type of films so now these directors are like well it's been 20 years since scream we'll do a throwback to the 90s oh, <laughs> we'll come up with this retro back. poster please don't, please well, look, don't scream do this. scream was just doing throwbacks to films a decade old yeah but those were good films oh great films but Isn't it did it kind of weird when you so think well. about it that scream mm-hmm. was only talking about films a decade old yeah like 15 years yeah, yeah. yeah 10 15 years but it was doing it it did it so well yeah, but so. yeah, like the conversation about Jamie Lee Curtis, Scream yeah. Queen, yeah, you know, yeah. I get why all Jared, these movies want to try and copy it. Who wouldn't want to try to copy this? I still, I still love that part in that film in in Scream when they're, when they're watching Halloween and it's yeah, like on VHS and full screen and yeah. it just looks really, it looks really gloomy. It's totally yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I so, gonna... you guys ready yeah. to get into these lists? Uh, yes. List? I, I, th- I think we're. I think we're. It's about that time, man. Now, did we do a randomizer to see who's going first? Because I believe yeah, who, who. I'm going first. You are going first. It oh, goes I, you, I Brandon, go. me, go. Dave. Me? Holy fuck! I'm the worst of us all. This would be interesting. Oh, I always. I, I oh, it's good to go first. I was going to volunteer, but okay. Let's just go first. How the fuck did I get put first? Because I did the randomizer. You want to switch your not, you, you fucking lie. I have a randomizer. Now, open is randomizer an actual word? Yes. It is randomizer. Okay. Randomizer actually is a word. Randomizer or randomizer. <laughs> randomizer. The way moves in JP That's a five-syllable word. It's there's like six ends in that in a row. Randomizer. <laughs> that is so funny. It's a five-syllable word, man. That's, like, that's big time shit right there. Uh, two twenty-two shots coming at you with some knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> right there. So, so are we? So are we kicking it off right now? I'm going number ten. Yep. I'm up in this bitch. All right. In at number ten from 1996, and uh, are you this sure? was a spot. The, the, yeah, I'm pretty nice. Yeah, something like that. Carry the one. Um, <laughs> he said, "Carry the one." <laughs> he snuck that in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did a lot of you know kind of fondling with this list and. Um, Things got changed around quite a bit. I was like, should I put this in there? Should I, okay. And what it came down to was, I don't even know. I'm not, I don't even want to explain myself, but it at number 10 is probably a film that's on no one else's list but mine. And it is going to be Oregon. Oh. Right, Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dude, I really enjoyed this, man. You know, if you take this movie for what it's worth 
is probably going to say absolutely nothing. Snark mark, but, but uh, it's a very sim. It's a simplistic film that is presented in such a hard way. You know, the filmmaking in this was a little complex, probably for the story that's presented to you. Uh, it's a very simple story, though, man. It's all these two detectives that go into to infiltrate this uh, this black market human organ dealer type deal thing. And, well, basically one of the guys gets captured and the other guy escapes. And, you know, he and the cop escapes and the whole film turns out it's just like a revenge film because he finds out that, you know, what they're doing to this guy, they're fucking him up and they're doing all this crazy shit to him. He goes back to this market to revenge. It's essentially a revenge film. It's done in, like, two kind of uh, parallel storylines that kind of meet up. You know, I think it was probably a little confusing for some people to watch. I don't know. Was that, was that the problem with this movie? Was it too confusing? For me, I, yes. I was going to say, because, for me, it wasn't It wasn't about the way the story presented it. I actually liked the way the story presented it. I was just really turned off by the gore effects. Oh, <laughs> I liked the gore. Extremely turned off. It grossed me out so much that what? I was just like, this is, this. is it was overly disgusting. It oh, disgusted me. <laughs> That's what I liked about it because it was like it was all practical and it was oh, nasty. I'm sure, I, I thought yeah, this film was just very it was very black hearted, man. Was, like they were just fuck, man. It was just vicious, man. It was really just, vicious. And, I couldn't keep watching that human plant guy just keep growing and oozing. Like it was just I, nasty. I get it, I get it. But I, I thought it was very stylistic. I was very surprised. <laughs> yeah, very. Co- that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. This was kind of. It was nothing what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting very colorful images and, and gore like that and things. like it, it was just things that were surprising me to the point where I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. And I believe this was her first film that she directed, um, major major film or something. I don't know, first or second film. Um, Wait, a female directed this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, man, it was directed by a woman, and it happened to be her very first film, uh, which I found to be very intriguing. Um, I, I was shocked by that. I was very, very shocked. I don't know. I think it's because you don't technically get a lot of female directors. Is so that, you were is shocked that, that a woman actually did something good. Maybe that, <laughs> I don't want to answer that. Yes. <laughs> look, look, yes. not, get, not yes. to get political, but I always believe that women deserve equal rights and lefts. <laughs> well, let's face it is here, that, man. Is I mean, that a domestic violence joke? That is a domestic violence it's woman joke hardcore. yeah it's, it's pretty it's hardcore a... <laughs> um but let's face it man when you watch a film like oregon are you would you ever consider that film was directed by a woman not a chance not a chance and that so that the surprise factor for me was like damn that's really cool but i i didn't even know that until after i'd watched it and i thought it was very i like the style of it you know it's very japanese it's very weird and, and gross and and kind of over the top and stuff but you know i think the performances and i think the way it was done was good enough to be in my top 10 I, I really enjoyed the film and i actually did pick up her second film i, I need to check it out but I'm, I'm just curious now just so, really really curious so does it take did you think that it takes a man to do something like that to what make a really gory fucked yes, up film yes i mean for the most part i mean you know i don't want to sound sexist or anything but i don't associate films <laughs> kind of this hardcore with a woman well, it that, just seems that was like just something a that you would straight. It wasn't a serious question when, when Matthew Lillard says that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I got it. Now. I got it. But I mean, come on, man. I mean, you watch a shit like Live this. How many, how many women are making movies like this? Not too many. Sure. Uh, this, too this many. is on the extreme side. A little too extreme for me. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought it was it was good. It was really interesting. So I loved and, the gore. I couldn't follow it, Moose. It was my only problem. I, I kept getting confused. I was like, what the well, fuck? That's why... so I lost my patience eventually, and I decided to <laughs> 1.5 it for the fucking second half. <laughs> well, See, that's, that's your why... problem if you 1.5 it. Yeah, if you 1.5 it, you're never going to understand what's going on. 1.5, yeah, man. That I was mean, after I threw in the towels. I 1.5 Instead of just instead of stop, most people will watch a movie and they'll stop. They'll reach a point and they'll walk out of the theater or they'll just take it out. I don't do that, but I will one point five a movie if I'm at home. I think I think if you were having a hard time understanding the film, maybe you should have minus one point five did. <laughs> Slow that fucker <laughs> down. <laughs> for but, for uh, people who don't know what Dave's talking about, one point five speed. He fast yeah. through movies. I've done it before. But it's only against like the most intolerable things. I can honestly I, say hey, I've never done it before. I've never it on YouTube. It. I, I, I fucking YouTube. watch Moods' videos on YouTube on one point five speed. It's amazing <laughs> that you even watch them. I'm fucking that bad, aren't I? I'm just, I'm just fucking. <laughs> well, Listen when you put out a forty-five minute update, I mean, geez. dude, I just I put one up last or the, today. I actually recorded last night. I didn't make it private or uh, you know, <laughs> put it on public <laughs> till today. Jesus Christ. Um, this short man it was only thirty-three minutes. I ripped through it. Yeah, but at one point five speed, it's even less than thirty-three. Yeah, that would that would be that would be two twenty-seven. So, so for what it's worth, guys, Oregon into number ten, and that was a seven out of ten. Now, that's very interesting because I can't remember any top ten list I've ever made before where a film made a top ten at a seven. Well, my t- nineteen sixty-eight list started with a six point five. Did it really? It did. Uh, Damn. Shit. I don't remember that. But anyways, for myself, I think this is pretty much a first. So Oregon 7 out of 10. Who's next? Nice. Brandon is next. All right. Coming in at number 10. It's a sequel. Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Okay. Nice. Nice. I avoided the Tremors films. Like mistake yeah. till till this, til this show came up, and I actually had to watch part one because I'm not gonna what? watch part two. I watched part one first. You know, part one is in our Hall of Fame, right? It's <laughs> crazy. I man. believe I knew that, but I always get. I just never. I'm not a huge creature feature person, but I decided. You know what? I got to see Tremors two. I'm gonna start with one. So I bought all five of them. Actually, man, do I love these films? The, oh, so you've now seen them all? I've only seen the first two. I got, I got to get back to part three, but I watched I them lo- all just for the show, just because twenty two shots covered it. I watched them all for the first time. By the way, they're really I underrated, s- kind of. They're very yeah. underrated. I gotta say, part <clears throat> two just. I think I they agree. did a good job of really picking up where one left off. I I think you know, as a sequel with continuity and stuff, it it it's pretty cool. It even adds to the to the mythology. Yeah, I mean, the Graboids are great, and then it has the uh, Shriekers on top of it. Mm-hmm. I liked, I kind of like the cab driver guy who was basically Kevin Bacon's replacement. Yeah, he reminded me of, <laughs> like, Matthew, like a Matthew Lillard type of guy. Yeah, he was goofy. Yeah. He, was just, he was just, he just came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, I'll help you. Yeah. And, of <laughs> course, you know, Burt Gummer and all that. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, they're, they're very, they're very overlooked, I, I you know, to me, I mean, you never hear people talk about these films. Maybe the first one, but how often do you hear the sequels get talked about? 
Yeah, and, and in my opinion, all the sequels are are at least can stand on their feet and, and are well, decent. Well, honestly, man, after we did the the franchise, I mean, didn't we say like it's probably one of the better franchises out there? Yeah, I mean, for, that all for quality, five films are decent. Yeah, and yeah, I haven't it, even gotten to three, four, and five, but I, you know, I would say that if if they just stick with this, you know, type of film for all of them and don't get too crazy. Then I'll probably well, they do remake up. it in part four. No, see, they make they have a, pre- a prequel in part four. They do have a prequel. Um, Are the prequels in part four? Okay. <laughs> I, knew, I knew I read one was a prequel, but I and, and of course, the silliness of part four has the same characters playing the present and uh, yeah, and the, uh, the old That's school. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, but when they're good characters, you know, good actors like um, what who played Mark, Michael Mark, Gross? Mark Gross. And, yeah, yeah. Michael Gross. He carries so the good. series. He does yeah. carry the series. He really yeah. does. He's, he's like the, he's the same movie. Of the series, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's kind of like that relief character in the first one, but then he takes over in like part two. Yeah, you know, I, I like that about him, man. He it's does. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I love the whole. It just got batshit crazy towards the end of the second one, with you know, these shriekers being basically hermaphrodites that <laughs> reproduce through eating and all that, and it was just, it was just crazy fun. And then they're basically stranded on top of uh, shelters, and Bert's stranded in the uh, tractor. In mm-hmm. the uh, in the bucket of the, uh, it, of the of the bulldozer or whatever it was, it's probably something you would never expect from the Tremors films. But like they're actually pretty well written, you know. Yeah, it's something, it's, it's something that we talked about, and like how the mythology was always kind of evolving itself in every film. It's really interesting how they did that, and and never got old. And I think that's what made the film so good. I know we talked about that, is that it kept it so fresh. It's like, oh wow, this is different. You know, it's yeah. it's evolving. It's it, that's really interesting how they did that with a creature feature. <laughs> you know, pretty yeah. cool, cool stuff. So, what did you rate that? I gave that one a seven out of ten. Also, right. my lowest score for a top ten. Unreal, unreal. All right, so my turn. Uh, my number. Did 10, you say seven? Yes. I did say seven. Okay. Uh, my my number ten. Uh, I, man, my my top ten was flipping around like crazy. Like the, initially, this film was higher, but it kind of found its seating at the very bottom of the list at number ten. But that's not to say that I don't like this film at all. I mean, th- this is a top ten, and even though we talk shit on the year, I do love love all of these ten films in my top ten. And this one is The Craft. Uh, this is starring Robert to- Robert Robin Tooney, Feruza Balk, Nev Campbell, of course Ske- Skeet Ulrich. Damn. Which, by the way, who names their kids Skeet Ulrich? Right. That's the coolest name ever. It's I'm naming my kid. Name I'm ever. actually naming my kid Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just gonna be his first name, right? Yeah, no, that's his first name, Skeet Ulrich Orlick. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich Orlick. Skeet Ulrich sounds good too. <laughs> yeah, Skeet Ulrich. Damn, oh, dude, I, I'm fucking shocked by this. I thought Me the craft too. was going to be way higher up on your list. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So, so the craft follows, uh, you know, witchcraft and the, the four girls <laughs> who uh, are kind of teenage outcasts, even though they're all pretty beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, uh, they, they uh, really get involved in the in the witchcraft thing. And one of the things I, I always just I've always liked the craft, even though it seems sort of like a chick flick. I've always liked it. Even when I was a kid, when I seen it, like I wanted to be doing that shit. You know, I want to fucking control. control <laughs> you want to I, <laughs> I used to come home and my sister would be playing like those tarot cards and all that shit. And after they watched the crap, it was they, pretty they, big they, in the nineties. It was. They seriously, they wanted to be the characters from the. Crap. JP actually invoked the spirit of Manon. I did. <laughs> what? <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> but you know. Th- 
it, it does have that, that very 90s vibe to it, which I like. I mean, the chicks are pretty hot. Uh, is a bulk stills the show, man. She's oh. just, she's just crazy as hell. Like I, I love her as an actress. Like she needed to do more horror films. Uh, I definitely, yeah, she has that face. Eh? She has that face. Yeah. I love yeah. Her. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's cool, man. And of course, Nate Nev Campbell's in this film and, and sort of a, you would think that almost she would have been Robert, Robin Tooney's character. You know, you would think that Nev Campbell would have been the lead in this one, but she's actually a secondary character. Yeah, now, I like I like Robin that, uh, Tooney's or Tony. I'm not sure what her character. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure which film came out first, Scream or The Craft. I think The Craft. So that's probably why. I yeah, bet you. Makes, if, I sense. bet you if Scream came out first, she would have oh, yeah. she would have been the lead in The oh, Craft. 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Robin I, Tooney was what was she? She was doing like um, I don't know if this was before or after, but like Encino Man and like some smaller films. I mean, she's she didn't like break. A to me. She didn't break out till later. I mean, she's she's big now. She she you know she was on the Mentalist. She was a star of the Mentalist for eight nine seasons, however long they were. And she's terrific. I mean, yeah, I this love was her. her first major film. Like she did some TV, Law and Order, Show Called mm-hmm. Cutters, Class of '96, JFK, Reckless Youth, and like you said, Encino Man. That was sort of her biggest film uh, before yeah. this one. Uh, I always thought she was like a knockoff. For another actress at that time, but I can't remember who the actress was. Like no, the other actress version. was a knock. No, the other was, was a poor man's Robin Tunney. <laughs> <laughs> it's your girl, huh? All right, I like her. I like her. <laughs> All right, but I've always just really liked the camaraderie between the witches and just the, just sort of how they're they're just these isolated people in the school, and they're cool as fuck. Like they're so cool. You know, I'd want to hang out with them, Dave. I bet you would want to hang out with them. <laughs> All day. All day, every day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just kicking it. They're, they're just being teenagers. And I, I really like that aspect of the film. They're, ju- they're just being teenagers who happen upon this magic, this witchcraft. And it's teenagers doing teenager things, but with these weird, crazy powers. It, it really is a solid movie. It's very predictable, though. That, that's If there's one knock on it, it's it's start to end very, very – you can call like everything that happens. You know, you, it's yeah. pretty by the numbers. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, but yeah. the performances are great. The, the you know, it, it, it's just a cool concept. You know, whatever you do comes back to you threefold. It, it's, it's a morality tale, stuff like that. And it, it's just a solid movie. I give it a, a 7 out of 10. Nice. Another nice. 7 at the bottom. Wow. Well, this is crazy, and you probably may have guessed during my reaction to when Brandon was giving his number 10, but it's all the same. It's all the same as Brandon's. This was the first time I watched this movie, and and it's Tremors 2. Damn. Yeah, man, I... Absolutely. First time I saw it, I, I had fun with the whole. I watched the whole series because you guys were. Covered. I was surprised you did that, Dave. Like you, you, like that's a that's a big <clears throat> task for not even being on the show to watch all five Tremors films. Well, now the question is, part four remake or prequel? No, I I hate to say it, GP, but I thought prequel the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you why. I will tell you why because the the characters were the. Uh, they were they acted a different way. They did different things. Like the plot was different than Tremors one. Okay. If it would have been like a one of those plots that was almost like they're doing That's the same thing again. It's the same plot. It's I just in a different so. time period. 
I just don't think it's the same plot. There was there was a, a few different things. I can't remember what because you know my memory. But when I heard you say that on the show, I was thinking no. The whole time I was thinking that it it wasn't because they were doing different things. The plot was different. Listen, I'll know. tell you the one reason why the the one reason that that is screams remake is the fact that there's a character named Old Fred who dies the same exact way as his as another character named Old Fred. That's just his relative. It's, it's, it's just not like creative that. writing. Yeah. It's just not creative writing. Yeah, it's writing. just a joke. It's a it is a joke. <laughs> it probably is a joke. That's a remade yeah. scene right there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. But yeah, I got the same reaction, man. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the first one. The second one, we didn't have Kevin Bacon, but we had... Um, Fred Ward. Yeah. We had Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Who um, Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, who's Eddie Guerrero? The guy who played Grady? He's a wrestler. Oh, I know who he is. <laughs> Isn't yeah, Eddie Guerrero but... dead now? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, he's been dead a little Wait, bit. Wait, was Eddie Guerrero actually in this movie? I don't know what the guy's name is. He looks 100% oh. like Eddie Guerrero. Though. I've always <laughs> liked the character name. The it's character just... name was Grady. Grady? Yeah, it's actually Eddie Guerrero, but... Yeah. <laughs> he looks just like him. <laughs> 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 he almost flirted. I was like, did I freaking miss that? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was thinking when I was watching it was Eddie Guerrero. Like, he, he basically replaced Kevin Bacon. And they kept the other guy from the first one, and and, they, and then um, what's his name was in there again, Michael Gross, who ends up you know carrying the series. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. I liked I liked what they did with the RC cars to destroy him, but their methods that they had to uh-huh. fucking mm-hmm. him up. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. They came up with some good stuff. They had the RC the stands for remote controlled. Yes, it does. <laughs> just wanted Thank to let listen, just wanted to let the listeners know. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Dave Z with his, with his hip lingo. <laughs> I used to have RC cars when I was a kid. I used well, to drink RC cola. <laughs> that too. Uh, the babies were cool. I like the fact that they had the the baby versions. I forgot what were they called. I don't Shriekers. know. Shriekers. Yeah. The Shriekers. Yep. It's a cool reinvention of the original Grab Boys. What they did with them. It was a a way to you know do more with them. It was creative. Mm-hmm. So it's a good sequel. My only complaint is that the CG was just not great. Which is bad CGI. I think that's one thing that we did say that the uh, the effects definitely were downgraded from the original one for but sure. There wasn't that much. There was still practical with <clears> the <throat> shriekers too, and I thought <clears throat> the design of them was really cool. The you design was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was gonna say CG, good or bad, never bothers me as much with creature features. As well, it would if it was a slasher. It's you know? because it just seems yeah. like it's kind of its place, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, obviously it we want to see... It seems harder to make it creature, so I, it's, I guess CGI is a little more free. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, we all can't have, like, you know, a pumpkin head film all the time. Yeah, that's just insane. Effects. That's, you know, that's... Spoiling. See, that that's cool, man. It would be cool if we can get creatures like that, but, you know, unfortunately, going to be a lot of CG these days. Yeah, yes it is. Dave, you and I on the same page, huh? We're all yes. I wonder if all ten will be the same. And uh, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> imagine? That would be some crazy shit. That would be crazy. <laughs> I doubt be. it. We'll see. But I I give it the same rating, by the way. Seven. Same as you. And actually, did we all give sevens? Or no, what all we... sevens for all us. Sevens. Seven. Yes. Wow. That's all the th- that's the theme of the year. Sevens. <laughs> sixes. Yeah, sixes. Six point fives as well. Oh, I have so many sixes and six point fives. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. Um, is that back to me? Yes, that is back to me, isn't it? Um all right, coming in at number nine. 
we are going to the coast of Graves Point. The Beast. Ah, oh, shit. The Beast? I didn't get to see the Beast. Neither did I. You didn't get to see the three-hour Beast that is the Beast? The Beast. Oh, it's... that's why. It was the TV one? Yeah. Honest, honestly, okay. man, this all it is, it's Jaws with a huge, gigantic squid. It's literally Jaws, guys. Like, it, the, the music it's sounds the same, like Jaws. Same cues. <laughs> the whole storyline pretty much is exactly the same. I mean, it's a little different, but it's fucking Jaws with a huge squid. It's a TV movie of Jaws with a huge squid. How's the and CG? It, <laughs> the, the effects are good, if that's what you're talking the, about. Honestly, man, yeah, the effects are pretty good in this. And the, it's like the it, squid? They use yeah. practical uh, a lot of the time, if not all the time. I can't. Oh, yeah, man. Like oh, when they're nice. hauling when they're hauling that fucking thing after the dude like sedates it, looks awesome. It looks crazy good. It's like huge, man. They put a lot, fucking lot of effort into it, man. I, I mean, see that, it now. <laughs> that thing that thing was definitely bigger than the bolt that they were towing it with, and it's a cool film, man. Starring um, uh, what's his face, uh, William Peterson um, from CSI, Grissom. Gil. Yeah. So he's the lead in this one. And yeah, it's pretty much what it is, man. He plays like he's like a Marine. Or now he's like a fisherman. He's a fisherman and stuff. And it's up to him because he knows these waters the best to go and stop the beast who's taken out, well, everything. Um, it's a fun fucking film, man. Really, really fun. I mean, if you're a fan of any aquatic type films where the killer sharks or squid or anything coming out of the water, which I am, and this was like such a perfect film to watch in the summertime too. It just, it just screams summer. Yeah, um, nothing screams summer like killer squid. <laughs> it doesn't man it doesn't you know it's fucked up man like after i watched this film i like started you know googling squid and stuff like that apparently giant motherfucking squid like this actually exists they do it's like do. what the fuck this is so crazy they haven't they they can't really study these things because they live in such far depths in the ocean and stuff so but i thought that was really fascinating i'm like that's really cool so technically you know maybe this could happen it's a little yeah. scary honestly like when yeah. you, they start talking about the the um, well, they feed like crazy. The, like, the, I mean, they fit so the hooks much on their suction cups and shit. Yeah. Man, dude, there was this show on Discovery once, and it was the called hooks the... on their suction cups. The, the, what? Yeah, they had like little uh, prick, uh, like like claws on their suction cups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do they really? I don't know if that's true or not, but in the movie they did. Wow. I uh, heard. I heard. Moods had not... a, a little prick in his athletic cup. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure about the claws, but eh, who knows? Maybe when they yeah, get that big that shit. But Fun. I watched a two-hour show uh, called "The Search of the Giant Squid" one day, expecting to see this. It was on like Discovery, and mm-hmm. it was two fucking hours long. And I got to the end of it, and they didn't see it. It hasn't been filmed still. I was so pissed off. <laughs> see, I really thought yeah. Moose and JP were kind of just trying to get me to watch this three-hour movie. And they kept saying they really liked this film. And I know they, they really, did. I didn't believe them. I didn't believe them. And now I want to check it out. <laughs> I told you, man. Because it was, I had already watched the other 37 films. I'm like, oh, they're just trying to get me to watch a three-hour, you know, bore fest. But... Which is something that I would do, let's yeah. be I honest. know. That's, I totally <laughs> <clears throat> misread the situation you know it, it's it's one of those things man yeah you hear a three hour tv film and you're like no yeah but honestly this shit went by super fast it really did like oh. the first hour and a half it was one disc and the second disc was the other hour and a half and i was like okay this is it just ripped by it was it, it was crazy did you um, watch both discs at the same time to make it go faster 
Yeah, it was weird, man. You know, I had two TVs side by side, two Blu-ray players, and I was like, hey, yeah, back and forth. It was all on one disc, Blu-ray. Oh, you have a Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Um, But yeah, of course, you know, The Beast is a Peter Blenchy film. Um, He obviously wrote Jaws and a whole pile of other aquatic horror films like The Deep and stuff like that. Uh, so you know what you're gonna get with this, and it's it's that type of quality. It's it's fun. I, I highly recommend this movie, man. People got to check it out. I remember, I think Matt talked about this one a long time ago, and and I was always curious, and I couldn't really find it for a good price. But give it a shot, man. It's good. It's good, and definitely check out the three hour version, man. Don't don't chintz out and get that fucking ninety minute TV cut or the alternate TV cut or whatever. That's bullshit, right? 90-minute version, that sounds nice. You you they're, probably could get the same excitement out of the 90-minute version if there is one. I mean, oh, prob- probably. I, I think <laughs> I would probably prefer that one, honestly. Even though I agree with moods that it ripped by, didn't really feel long. It's still, no. by the end of the day, it's three hours later. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I figured it out. I'm going to buy the three-hour version, and I'm going to watch it at 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> Best of both worlds. That's still <laughs> two hours and 15 minutes, Dave Z. Hey. You're not getting the math of 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not as good as it sounds, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so what's the rating on that, Mids? Uh I give it a 7 out of 10. I thought it was really enjoyable. You know, I, I mean, I honestly would have liked to seen this type of movie with, like, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be all gory. It's not like Jaws is like crazy, crazy gory or anything. But I would like to see a giant killer squid just tear motherfuckers apart. I think that'd be awesome. But didn't get it. Steve B film, but still good. 7 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Brandon. All right. My number nine film features the best performance of the year by an actor who has no lines in the film. (laughs) And the film is Bad Moon. Bad Moon, number nine. And, and Are you the talking reason, about Thor? Thor? Talking about the dog? Thor is phenomenal. <laughs> Thor steals the movie. He Thor's, really does. He's an amazing German Shepherd. That's because Thor, Thor is the only one that can act in that film. That's true, but the kid, I, the kid and the mom honestly, are honestly the kid is not that bad in that movie. The kid, the kid really wasn't that bad. Mariel Hemingway isn't that bad. It has a very like. I don't know. The acting feels very made for TV, but Thor makes it feel very theatrical. And so does um, the werewolf effects, obviously. That does feel like a TV film, doesn't it? it does. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. effects I thought were great. I love the werewolf effects in it. Old and, school practical. Yeah, old school. Um, Thor is, I mean, it's amazing. It's got a great final chase scene between a dog and a werewolf. A dog and a man. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's an amazing final chasing, an amazing final showdown. Well, it has to come to that because Campbell and uh, Ghostface, huh? Because the movie is about (laughs) Thor saving the day, (laughs) so it has to come down to that. But yeah, but it does it so well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Other than Lassie, yes, Lassie. Thor would have killed Lassie if Thor would have had Lassie's got her impregnated and bounced. Thor's a G, dude. Lassie was a fucking hero, though, who did it week after week. Yeah, you know, I didn't even really set up this movie. So the movie basically sets up with a guy, you know, getting bit by a werewolf and his girlfriend getting killed while they're, like, in the jungle on some, like, exploration. Yeah, because that's where a werewolf would be, some foreign jungle land. Yeah, I believe it was in Nepal. And, you know, Nepal is known very much for for their werewolves. Werewolves. Yeah, yeah, they are. I forgot. I I just actually uh, watched a documentary on that. So... 
On the yep. Nepalese werewolves, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the Nepalese, yep. The Nepalese werewolves, yeah. They're, they're... We're such idiots. That's not true, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but simple storyline, you know, very, single mother and her, and her son is It's a fine setup. <laughs> of course, he moves out to, what, beside the river and lives in his airstream? Yeah, and, and of course, you know, he's, you know, contacting her when, like, he, when his whole intent is to stay away from his sister and his nephew, but he's the one who reaches out to them first. So there is a little issue with that. Yeah, that but, was my biggest issue. I was like, yeah, dude, there's yeah. such plot holes in this film, though. Come on, there, there's plot the, holes, but but I really dude, love you know what's so funny. Okay, if you're a werewolf and you're trying to get away from everything, I understand that people are probably going to come near you and you're going to have those, <laughs> you, you know, those that appetite to kill, which happens. But why the fuck are these bodies ending up? up in the tree and so close to his airstream and shit like there's like this huge murder investigation like all around his his airstream like is he not aware that you know if you leave bodies around where you are and stuff like you know you're probably gonna have to vacate like well, I, once, I just didn't once, get that once they find the body that's when he realizes that he has to go stay with his with his sister-in-law and nephew that's when he but, that, that's but they're the being whole killed setup. by a wild animal not not a man dude yeah. that doesn't even make sense a wild animal terrorizing a, or putting a body up in a fucking tree what wild a, animal does it leaves a fucking a body up there and you chuck it you know no bears do not do that and everyone knows that <laughs> no animal no animal would be able to do that besides a bear and bears don't do that if anything bears they actually bury their food well what kind of what kind of man would leave chew marks the size of a dog mouth wolf mouth i'm just saying he's aware of the situation because he's living in this airstream why was he leaving bodies i mean if you're going to mutilate them and eat half and whatever the fuck you're doing get rid of the body you're still human man you know you know that you you know well i think that's the whole thing that's conflicted because he's not really like you know he is the antagonist but he's not really a bad guy But he's so self-aware though because i mean it gets to the point he is he is self-aware yeah he's 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 literally handcuffing himself (laughs) to trees and stuff so he doesn't do this type of shit but you know i understand he wasn't doing it before and you need to feed blah 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 but what's with the bodies dude yeah, no, is, right, ma- right. is moods making you rethink your list, Brandon? No, no, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this movie. This was a really fun movie. I, I'm telling you, the the showdown between the dog and, and Ted's character, you know, whether he's werewolf or human, is just is great. I everything, like Thor. Everything else is second. Yeah, Thor was badass. I love the fact that you know he pees on his on his uh, airstreamer or whatever the hell they call it, and then <laughs> airstream, yeah, <laughs> airstream, yeah, airstreamer. I don't know why I said that, and then. um you know, later Marking on, his territory, man, and then later on, he marks Thor's territory. When Thor gets taken away, he pees on his uh, doghouse. Mm-hmm. And then the showdown is phenomenal, and just sort of like that—that that ending that basically, like, I mean, are we really are we spoiling, uh, doing spoilers all out? You know, spoilering? Did you say spoilering? I did say spoilering. <laughs> I can't talk tonight. I think wow, I'm they're rubbing off on you with their. I think I'm stroking out. To be honest, I was. <laughs> are you smelling burnt toast right now? I smell burnt toast and I can't feel my left arm. Random and uh... <laughs> You know you can't call nine one one from your computer, right? No, I can't. Oh yeah, just That's like Campbell can. scream. Right. <laughs> right? Um, There's another scream reference. Yeah, nice. I, I totally missed nice. it. I, We're I'm, throwing them all I'm in really there. thinking I'm having a stroke. <laughs> No, it's these guys rubbing off on you because they say randomizer and now you're saying storylining or something. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler-ing. Spoiler-ing. 
Whatever it is. I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> um, the final you... showdown is great. Okay, since you're so into dog and werewolf battle, uh, are you a fan of the Harry Potter series? I've seen them. Yeah, oh. right. He's a huge fan. He probably got a no, double no. I, 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 I am. Right I now. Think, honestly, I, I I've, I've never fan. read the books. I've, I've I've seen all the films. I watched them as like okay. a uh, like a like a a marathon. I'll admit, I, I actually do. I've seen most of the films, not all of them. I think I stopped with Prisoner. Oh, you got yeah. I, I think the only one I That's didn't the third like one. Don't is stop. it? Then <laughs> don't stop. I think the Maybe only it was Dobler Five. It was one of the. It was like before they did the two-parter. It was the one before the two-parter. Oh, oh. that would be Half Blood Prince. Yeah, I've seen that one. Okay, they're all great. So, man. Yeah, no, I like them too. I think, I think part four was kind of the weak link. I think it was the fourth one that was kind of the weak link in there. Goblet of they Fire. Got darker and darker, man. God, God, that's my favorite one of the whole fucking series. It could wow. be part five. I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I get I all the I'm names better. fucked up because there's like 19 films and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the one where it's they like. Got better fix. That's Goblet of Fire. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah, dude, it's great. And it's darkest. It's the first one to really get... Th- they get darker each and every movie. And I'm sorry I turned this into They a do, though. They really do towards <laughs> the end. like Especially the last episode, man. Or the last I like, episode. I like the one <laughs> with Daniel Radcliffe. There's so many movies I'm calling them episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Which one had Daniel Radcliffe in it? I really like that one. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I, I'm not even sure. I think it was... Welcome part- to episode 87. Where right. it's just Harry took Potter franchise. Harry Potter. Retrospective. <laughs> I was just trying to make a joke, too, because a dog fights a werewolf. This- Episode 87, Tom Cruise and uh, Harry Potter films. <laughs> the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah. No, I appreciate Dave, you know, picking up the slack when I was having a stroke about five minutes ago. So thank you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so do you need to be, do you need to be saved by Thor too? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, everyone can do some saving. Something's by wrong with me tonight. What, what's your uh, rating on that, Brandon? Um, I gave Bad Moon a seven. Okay. So yeah. back to me. Uh, this, this is, is crazy how our one. ratings are the same in like the same slots and everything. Yeah. Let's just say slots. Slots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My number nine film, also from the year 1996, uh, it is Bad Moon. Yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> of yeah. course it is. Of course so, it is. So it, I just. Didn't we just talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's very familiar. I'm having deja vu. I don't think I saw this one. Well, Brad, that's better. That's better than Brad because he's having a stroke right now. I'm, I'm not, not even, even like not even joking. Like all seriousness, um, I noticed when I started talking about tremors too that I automatically <laughs> developed a tremor. I can't talk. <laughs> I might be dead before we get he's calling to for his dad right now. He's calling for his dad right now. He's like, "Where's the eleven? Where's the 11? <laughs> not his dad. His father. Oh. His father. That's right. His father. Father. I'm here for you, Father. <laughs> Brandon Bates. <laughs> father, what are you doing? <clears throat> father, he's just a friend, I swear. <laughs> okay, so Bad Moon, I feel the same way as Brandon. Like, Thor really sh- steals the show. Uh, it-, it really is, like, a fun movie, and you root for that dog. Like, you, you love that dog in the movie. Um, more than the character, the, yeah. the human characters, even. He takes a beating in that film. Yeah, uh, re- I don't know. Th- this one, I love the practical effects. Uh, the, uh, the It's my kind of werewolf. That's the kind that I like, uh, the way that he looks and stuff. You know, the, the less, the more humanoid, less animalistic versions. 
Uh, also, you know, it's just it's it's one of those werewolf films. There's not a ton of great ones from this era, uh, but I do think that this one is pretty solid. Uh, I also came in at a seven out of ten. I think it's right. actually the only good one. Um, what year did uh? From the nineties? Yeah, Ginger Snaps came out in like two thousand or two thousand one. So, yep, yeah, probably huh? two thousand for Ginger Snaps. Yeah, two thousand. Yep. Wow. Dave. So it's all about it's all about Thor, huh? Yeah. You guys are a couple of Thor whores over there. <laughs> and I guess uh, I guess that makes me one too. What? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me, man? We're two. We're two for two, Dave. The tr- Bad yeah. Moon is it number nine for you? So for the record, I, I I don't know what Dave has it, but I have it at six and a half. Oh, I have it at seven. Six. Yep. Crazy. Damn, yeah. again, you rate shit higher than me. Who's the high rater now? Well, Slim yeah, that's cool, man. Every wow. fucking film. You're right. Look at this. Yeah, Dave, I'm trying, link up, I'm trying to I link up you. number eight with you. What's going to happen? You, we'll see. If you guys have the same list, that's just going to blow my shit. It's going to explode your not, head. We're not. <laughs> there's no, there's no possible way no, anyone has mine. Well, obviously we don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Jesus, maybe I'm the one having a stroke now. It can still where's happen. Where's, why you where's gotta, that? Why you got to take away the unanimous vote on Bad Moon? Come on, man. Uh, honestly, man, I, I was, you know, I was watching the film and I was like, I used to like this movie a lot. I mean, I still really do like it. It's just not as much as I used to. It, it just. You know, it's, I have no problem with TV films whatsoever, obviously, because I had The Beast at number nine. But um, that one did feel a little TV amateurish at times for me. I don't know. I was it's just fun to I, me. I, I, but I, I'm with it, you. I did fun. lower my rating from previously because I watched this about two yeah. years ago and had it at 7.5. I lowered it to a this 7. Was a, this was a first time view for me. Yeah. See, I mean, that probably helps out a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I've really had this film in high regards many, many times, and I do agree with JP. I like the look of uh, the werewolf in this film. Yeah, the effects. I are think awesome. you know mm-hmm. it looks very kind of human, and it's just it has that kind of yeah. That's what it should look like. You know, you just have that kind of moment when you see it, right? And mm-hmm. I do like that. But honest to God, though, I think a lot of the acting is. I hate the mom in this film, man. She drives me <laughs> nuts. The, the only good the part, the, the mommy. The no, mommy. don't say that either, man. It's mom. <laughs> okay. Mom and father. What the <laughs> fuck am I in here for? <laughs> it's 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 my West Coast accent, man. That's what it is. Between you, uh, what's Brandon's excuse? Hey, <laughs> say one. Jesus Christ! There's no. You can fucking say you're rough for roof. Give me a fucking break. Who? The roof. The roof. The roof. That's how Thor says roof. The roof. The roof is on. Fire. <laughs> I don't even think any, I know anybody that says that. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those American stereotypes. It's kind of like certain things. Kind of like mom. You just gotta ask your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'll say one thing about this movie about um, Bad Moon. The intro is just kick ass. It it starts off with a bang and and the gore. It's top notch. It's good top notch. Yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of a Tales from the Crypt episode. The opening. Yes. Which is kind of not ironic because Tales from the Crypt is a TV show. That This is the year of the TV show movie. You're right. <laughs> yep. One way or the other. Either yep. intentional or it feels like it's a TV show. It's weird. That's, yeah. a, that's a trend I should have said at the beginning when I was asked. 
because I think it's going to spell true by the end of this podcast. It, we'll, we'll, we'll be saying that numerous times that it felt like a TV show or it was a TV show. <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. Bad Moon Rising. Yeah, man, the fucking mom in that film. I, okay. Did that purposely. <laughs> Anyways. What's your the number mom, eight? The mom in this fucking film, man. I think the only good part in the film for me is when she <laughs> cracks down on when that lawyer. Cut, or cracks down she cracks on lawyer and then she's like, oh, why don't you just uh, give me a call? Here's my card. I'm a lawyer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that, good. That part that's is good. Dope. Wouldn't you always want to do that yeah. to somebody? Yeah. Just to see the you expression served, on someone's bitch. face. <laughs> you totally just got served. That's some good shit right there. It's kind of All funny right. how they live like in the middle of nowhere and yet there's a grifter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know, right? <laughs> I never thought of that, actually. That's funny. It's, it's you know. It's a fun film, though, look. And it's not, you know. Yeah, well, no, it is. I, yeah. I still, I still dig it. It's just, yeah. you know, even that six and a half range for me, and just out of the top ten. So, yep. That's um, yeah. So, in at number eight, we're gonna take it back to the nineteen nineties with a with a director that we actually talked about, you know, some hours ago, you know, in the pregame or whatever the fuck it was. Um, Brian Usna film starring. Corbin Bernstein, and it is called The Dentist. Corbin yeah. Bernstein. Corbin Bernstein, whatever. Bernstein. Mom? Mom? <laughs> Mom? Mom? Sorry, Dr. Uh, Bernstein, my dentist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fuck, I've always been a big fan of this film, man. There's something almost like Every time I watch this film, it just, it plays out like a huge dream to me for some reason. I, it, it's probably because there is those sequences in the film, but it's one, it just, it has this kind of weird dreamy atmosphere to it that, that you know what really it is, does, it's, it's the, the soft lighting. Yeah. And it's the like chaotic wavy camera movements. It's probably what it is. And it's just, there's something, I, I love the look and feel of this film. It's awesome. Corbin Bernstein's uh, performance is top notch though. Aronson. I think it's just, Berenstain, he kills it, man. He fuck. I love <laughs> him in this role, man. He's awesome. I think he just he totally makes this film for me, man. In every scene that he's he's a goddamn <laughs> lunatic in the movie. He is. he is. Well, I mean, you would be too, man. You got this hot wife. You know, you're a rich dentist, and your hot wife is cheating on you with the goddamn fucking pool man, and which you got is so tax problems, and you live in a so world f- that goes on ignoring dental hygiene. Exactly. You know, and it's so, it's so cliche that your hot blonde bombshell wife is cheating on you with the fucking pool man. Um, it's so cliche, but I don't Hey, this shit. was your pick. I, I look, <laughs> here I'm bashing at us. Why don't you give this fucking film? Jesus Christ. Uh, no, it, it's, it's such a cliche thing, but it's, for me, I overlook it because I, I love the fact that like mixed in with, you know, all of his kind of personal problems, his tax problems and his wife problems and stuff, he's still determined to clean those fucking teeth. <laughs> You know? <laughs> and he just kind of goes ape shit, and I love it, man. There's not too many films that take place in a dentist office, so I mean, th- this one kind of sticks out for me. I think performances are good, man. And, yeah, you don't uh, really, you don't really need the setup of anything because you you get the uh, impression that he's insane from the start, and you just know that it's just what's gonna. Well, it is set it him is off. It is interesting that you note that because um, it's very odd that the highest suicide rate for any professional yeah. in America is dentistry. <laughs> yep. Hmm. 
And so they, wow. I, I don't know if they had this in mind when they made the film. It's just like, wow, this, you know, dentists apparently are a little crazy. I mean, if you're going to kill yourself, you're crazy because dentists generally make a lot of money. Like, how many fucking problems do you really have that you got to off yourself? Yeah, and you um, got nitrous right in the office. Anytime you're having a bad day, you can suck on some nitrous, man. <laughs> exactly. I'd love to be a or you dentist. can just put some nitrous on one of your patients and feel them up. <laughs> Man, that scene always that. makes me so like uncomfortable and nervous. I, know, like, right? I, I almost like feels bad for him because like he's not intentionally doing any of this shit. He's just fucked up. I know he's just all fucked in the head, but there's so many great scenes in this film, man. And oh, dude, some of the bitchiest assistants in there, like, like the hygienist, <laughs> fucking great stuff. Good stuff. But um, the yeah, receptionist man. who's like the, the doctor can do no wrong. Like she just like talks about how awesome of a man he is. <laughs> The one who gets yep. to live. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And an early appearance from Mark Ruffalo. True. Two-time yeah. Academy Award nominee. And actually, oddly enough, man, this movie has Ken Forey in it. It does. He plays the detective mm-hmm. who's yes. <laughs> investigating yep. all the kills. Detective who Sunshine, fucking... I who... Detective it's Gibbs. Detective... Oh. Yeah, Sunshine's the other one, yeah. Uh, okay. Sunshine's <laughs> the other one. Um, he killed this fucking dog. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's good shit. But, um, yeah, man, the dentist, good shit, man. I, I don't really know what else to say about it because I'm sure someone else has it on their list. So, um, again, I'm coming in seven out of ten. All I right. love this. It's good. Brandon. All right. Wait, it's my turn? <laughs> yes. Let's see. Three for three. Okay, coming in at number eight. Film already mentioned. Nope. The craft. Wow. The craft. What do you like about the craft, Brandon? I love everything about the craft. It reminds me of going to high school. You know, racist bullies and rapists. It reminds you uh, of being a, a girl? Reminds me of the rapist bullies and um and rapey uh rapey young men. <laughs> I mean he Chris has to be the most despicable high school student ever. I'm 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 joking, of course, but <laughs> Skeet Ulrich's character in it is like the most like the one that lies about hooking up with girls. <laughs> that one, yeah. But then he, but then he gets all rapey. Yeah, yeah, he does get a little rapey. I, I do, I do. But like, then Faruza Bach gets rapey. I love the word rapey. Yeah, rapey, like, yeah. It's, rapey it's, good. It makes it, it makes rape sound better. It makes it, it sound more fun. Yeah, it makes it sound sensible. No, the setup for the film is great because you know immediately they set you up that that Sarah is. Has had her troubles, you know. She's cut her wrists, so it makes sense that she would fit in with this type of crowd, more of the outcasts. It doesn't make sense that the four outcasts are probably the four most beautiful girls in the school, <laughs> but I do love how their all their wishes come true, and I like especially how Nancy's comes true. It became more like a like a wishmaster type movie mm-hmm. because she wished, you know, for um, you know to not be white trash anymore, and then her stepfather has the heart attack and, and they inherit, inherit the money which wasn't actually a ton of money i believe when when yeah oh, it wasn't, wasn't as much as you know, it was definitely enough it was but. like 350k that's a life-changing amount what, was it that not much? with the way they're spending it it isn't <laughs> well they got a condo and they did spend a little bit yeah she came in the <laughs> next day wearing like a chinchilla coat and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, that that never happened. I'm kidding. If dude. you're smart, you buy a house. You get 350k. You buy a house. You have no mortgage. Mortgage the rest of your life, and you live comfortably. Basically, yeah, straight you know? up. Yeah, but yeah, what do you expect? That they're 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 fucked up. 
Both of them. Uh, it is funny when Skeet Ulrich starts becoming obsessed with uh, oh, yeah. Cooney's character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. <clears throat> He's just standing outside. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <sighs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's a well-made movie. I like it. It's a lot of fun. Right on. Rating? 7.5. I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't higher for you, Brandon. You said the same thing about JP. You know, I, f- I felt the same with with JP. It's 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 one of those films that kind of like when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, I love this film, but it's this actually mm-hmm. this this rating. Yeah, is, I was I was genuinely shocked by JP uh, spot in his top ten. I knew what? it was going to be in there. I I thought for sure it'd be way higher, like in top five. I yeah, so I've always loved the craft, and I, and I do love it. But at the end of the day, like it's only so good of a movie in terms of. Yeah ranking in terms of quality um but i don't know i like i said this one it kind of bounced up and down my list for a while uh mm-hmm. but i guess getting back to me my number eight uh, is a film that's also been mentioned before and that's tremors 2 yeah. um tremors 2 is a true favorite sequel of mine it's my favorite in the series even though i agree that the first one is is head and arms above the the second one in terms of quality it's just i have more fun with part two uh, because I, I I grew up watching it. I used to play, like, pretend I was Burt Gummer and shit, like, hopping from bed to bed, avoiding shriekers and, and tremors and shit, you know. I was only... So you used to pretend five. you were a hermaphrodite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no need to pretend, buddy. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I love Tremors, too. Uh, I love the mythology that they set up with the shriekers. You know, it's it's a very well-paced movie, uh, th- there's there's highs and lows for the characters. There's an arc between the the uh, Fred Ward replacing his old best friend and Kevin Bacon with this new kid who's kind of dumb but kind of likable at the same time. Uh, you know, there's Burt Gummer who comes back and and his character really develops because he was really just a kind of a throwaway secondary character in the first film and he kind of really shines in this one where he's uh you know he, some yeah, of his lines yeah. come through like like. How was I not informed and critical need to know information? How could I have known? You know, shit like that. Like, he's just so likable and lovable that, like, he's this badass dude that has all this shit, but he's always screwed over at the end with with not knowing the um, <clears throat> briefing and stuff. Um, you know, it, it, the, the Shriekers, they, it completely changes. The characters think they have these Graboids under control. They know how to hunt them. And then, boom, everything changes. And now you know, they start climbing on top of each other and shit. And it's like, we used to have to be high. Now we can't be high. We got to hide our body heat. You know, we used to have to hide our sound. It's, it's just kind of a cool new dynamic. Uh, and I've always just liked it. It's, it's a really fun movie and I can watch it at any time. I can truly put this film in at any time. I honestly know the real reason why you love this movie so much though, is because you, you feel like it's hitting home a little, you know, just a little bit because the, uh, the Graboids, they're threatening Mexico. It's true. You know, the refinery in Mexico. So you're just like, man. I feel. You know, I feel I, like. I feel uh, for him, man. Yeah, you're right about that. That's why we have. <laughs> that's why we have to build that wall to keep those grab boys out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because because those. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, I'm I'm coming in a little bit higher. This is my first seven point five out of ten with Tremors two. Baby, baby. Wow. Gia. Nice. <laughs> All right, All right. Does the streak stay alive or no? No, there's no streak. Uh, this so the, the rating never changed then, JP? No. Okay, cool. Now, this is going to be uh, strange because uh, my memory sucks as is. 
and uh, some of these movies on, on my list are first time hey, watching. Old. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because somebody was busting my balls about the same thing today. My wife was saying that when you're eighty, you're gonna be fucked. Look at how you are now, and this and that. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, thanks, honey. Wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> she was busting my balls at, at her job. I stopped by her job, and her and her girlfriends were laughing at me because of. You know, oh, you remembered where she worked? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> Believe it or not, yes. Yeah, good, that's that's a good start, man. That's a good it's start. Okay. But but the funny thing is, she's busting my balls about it, and I'm saying, well, this is what you don't understand. I have always been this way. <laughs> oh, no. I've always as long been as I can It didn't happen overnight. <laughs> right. I've never had a good memory, ever. <laughs> I never have had a good memory, and I didn't do myself any favors being high on weed for 10 years of my life either as I got older. Actually, right about this time, 96, I was fucking guaranteed high as hell every night these movies dropped. But anyway... I uh actually ninety six I smoked a lot of weed too, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, me too. Ninety one yeah. like ninety six was the year. <laughs> I was gone. JP but, uh, you were you were five. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I started smoking in the womb. <laughs> I was I was at that for I was sixteen, so I was like, uh great age. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah. this movie here. Uh does it have a name? I don't remember. I remember the name. The name. <laughs> I remember the name of the movie. I, what, yeah, that's what year did it come out? <laughs> Number eight. I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> I think it pick. came out in '96. But when I tell you the title, <laughs> taking it back to '96. Oh, taking it back. When I tell you the title, it's gonna sound. When I saw this uh, the title. I was like, I'm probably not going to like this movie. But anyway, to get right to it, the movie is called Ebola Syndrome. All right. Oh, damn. I've been really surprised this is in your top ten. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like it. I thought it was going to be stupid as hell, and I just wasn't going to like it. And, you know, even though I like these movies, I didn't Anthony think... Anthony Wong is so good in it, man. This, <laughs> this movie, <laughs> this might get outside of my big four... I have a big four, and I've seen them several times. But outside of that, this movie might get more watches than anything else on the list. And this is the first time I saw it. So, like I said, I and it was been it's been a little while since I've seen it. You know, we've been doing this for a while, and it's taken longer than the. Usual. I actually rewatched it yesterday. Nice. Well, you know yeah. what it is. This movie has so much going for it because it's good as a regular horror movie, but it's all but it also has moments of so bad it's good in the same movie. And that is a rare combination. Usually yep. it's one or the other. This has, I could see me watching this movie with my friends and laughing at different things. There's just like, I mean, it starts off really good. There's a real cool opening scene, and it, but it's funny at the same time. And, it's genuinely funny. Right? Yeah, it like, is funny. Some of the but, way that, like it. this, dude, when the scene where Anthony Wong and his boss or his brother go to, I don't know where the fuck it is to go get meat or whatever. And it just switches to English. The dialogue in that part is the funniest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> those those it's, it's so fucking fun. Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah. What the hell? It's just. Oh, yeah, the Asian shit. She's talking. She's dropping N-bombs. And right. I, and, the, yes. and the guy's like, he's like, what you saying? She's like, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe it. it. Yeah, it's funny. 
<laughs> the movie's crazy, but but it's good at the same time. It's so weird that that's why there's so much going for. I, I never thought I was going to enjoy it, and I know I can enjoy it on more than one level. And like I said, it's very rare. I mean, you're talking about meat sex. You're talking about yeah, a, a very rapey film. Another rapey film. Well, that, that, that's yeah. essentially where the shit goes crazy, man. Like he rapes this chick with Ebola, and he. <laughs> He essentially <laughs> contracts Ebola, but he's one in a million that, you know, yeah, he gets over it. He, yeah, he's, he's just he, a carrier. Do you guys yeah. remember when Fuck. when the whole Ebola thing was happening? For some reason, everybody started talking about this film. <laughs> and I thought yeah. that it was a movie that had just came out. Me too. Because they're capitalizing on the Ebola thing. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Here this shit was like a decade old. Two decades I could, old. I could not believe it. When you got at the end of last show, when we did two thousand two, we did we talked about what was gonna be on the next show after we drew ninety six. And somebody brought up Ebola syndrome. That and I me. said, You're full of shit. Because I'm thinking Ebola wasn't even around until the two thousand. Yeah, that's what, that's I, what I wanted to say. Because I never heard of it until the terrorist shit. <laughs> yeah. And everything else. And I'm like Yeah, it was invented in two thousand two. <laughs> invented <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh shit but it's a funny movie like I said it, it, there's, they're talking about frog rice they're talking there's, there's, a, there's an attack from a cheetah there's <laughs> the woman at the end is in the street what the hell were they saying to her Or the guy he said that you're um oh there was such a funny line he's oh I forgot what it was <laughs> But something about her shaking on the ground, and he said, "Oh no, I don't know." It's all right. I can't remember like, exactly. I know part. Yeah, you're I know what about. you're talking about, yeah. but I can't remember either. Yeah, yeah. She's shivering. He goes, "Why are you shivering?" He said, "That's what he said to her. She was having like problems. She was spasming out." And he he goes, "Why are you shivering? Like as if she was cold from it." <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" You know, there's an autopsy. The the dubbing was humorous. You know, I I don't know if it's meant to be or not. But I love the fact that he sticks around after he does a huge massacre and he just starts feeding people fucking human burgers. And they're like, no, 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 not burgers, not yeah. burgers. These are uh, South African pulled pork or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so damn serious about it. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. It was kind of weird that they, when they went, what was they looking for when they went, when he goes to rape the, the girl? What, where, where, what were they there for? They were there for, they were there for to livestock, get pigs. right? They me. were there to get uh, pork. Okay. Yeah. What, like, didn't it just seem like they just walked into another country? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> like, it just seemed know. like they walked next door and it was like a jungle or something. Right. Well, it, right. it, it, it is kind of odd jungle. because they, they right. seem so surprised. <laughs> they, they seem so surprised what they're, what they're seeing. And it's like, well, I'm sure there's African tribes everywhere, you know, doing crazy shit. Who knows? But yeah, it, it weird. Did. Yeah. <laughs> It was like they walked into a freaking a tribal uh, sacrifice or something. Was that, no, wasn't that Krippendorf's what? tribe? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that one scene, though, in in that one scene, it's so funny though. When uh, when Anthony Wong bends down and he he kind of flips up the uh, the sheet and he sees those dead bodies on there, he's like, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" And he's like, "Where's the meat?" And he's like, "No, it's over here." And it's all stacked up in like this shitty ass like <laughs> type thing. And they just take it. They're like, "Yeah, totally, man. That's where it is." I'm like, okay, there's dead human bodies right next to the meat. You're probably just like, yeah, have a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. Uh, and shit. one more bonus: there's hot women in this movie. Yeah, man, there is definitely. Yeah, man. And his brother, his brother's wife. That's uh, she's pretty hot. hot. Yeah, 
Yeah, there, there's a good amount of hot women in this movie, so rock on. And my grade seven and a half. All right. So is that that's all we've had, right? Sevens and seven point fives. Yep. No eights yet. Okay. No eights. All right. Back at the top. Uh, coming in at number seven is a film that uh, well, it's definitely new to. Our list, we haven't talked about this one. Uh, from the year of 1996, uh, <laughs> Aftershock, Strammers 2. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, made all four of our lists. Uh, I guess it was probably no surprise, though, right, JP, considering... Yeah, I mean, I think we all, uh, I think we all, you know, expected that to be one of the ones that would make our list. Yeah, dude, I, I really enjoyed this film, man. It's it's funny, it's clever, and again, you know, it just kind of elevates things from the first film, um, you know, with the mythologies and stuff. One thing I always loved about this film is honestly the remote control cars. I think that's one of the coolest ideas. It's like, yeah, you mean the RC cars? The RC cars, man. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, Brandon, it's radio control, not remote control. <laughs> it is radio control. What a fucking uh-huh. idiot. Jesus. Remote control. What is I thought we had smart guys come on this show. <laughs> did I say radio? Uh, did I say radio control? No, no he, he said remote having, control. He's having part of the <laughs> I'm, I'm the smart guy. I said RC. He's been having <laughs> stroking the whole show, man. I'm not feeling very well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I expect to be dead before number four. <laughs> <laughs> Can you write down your list and pass it to me? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. send it to you now because I'm not doing well. <laughs> But yeah, Michael Gross again. He's he's the he's the show stealer for me in this one, man. It's just great. I love it. If you guys want to hear more thoughts? Check out whatever episode we did the Tremors anth- or anthology uh, franchise episode seventy nine. <laughs> did episode seventy nine? Yes. Yeah, we've talked about this one enough and four times on this show. And I give Tremors two a seven point five out of ten. My rating did not change. Good film. It's fun. Yeah, fun. Nice, Brandon. Okay, number seven, first time mention. I have a feeling it'll show up at least on one person's list. Batshit crazy film, first time watch. Tromeo and Juliet. Wow. Wow. Tromeo and Juliet. Tromeo and Juliet. Let me just say, I just, I, I'm you a fan of. You have a trauma I, film in your top ten. Awesome. Yes, I'm a fan of trauma. I I just haven't seen. A lot of trauma. The good films, yeah. So, you know, Tromeo and Juliet was one of the big ones that everyone was always talking about that I hadn't seen. And honestly, to talk about this movie, I'm not so sure I can. It's, it's, you know, it's an updated version taking place in New York of Romeo and Juliet. Yep. And it's, it's a modern day telling, sorry, (laughs) with Lemmy narrating. (laughs) That's so awesome. And a whole pile of other batshit crazy shit that's going on in it. Batshit crazy. I mean, we're talking this film has incest. It has mm-hmm. cows with a three-foot penis. Mm-hmm. It's got meat tycoon London Arbuckle. Oh, can't beat it. And it's got Debbie Roshan and Tiffany Shepis. And I'm pretty sure it has an actual nipple piercing. And that's what you can't... You can't Debbie Roshan and Tiffany Shepis? Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I love this the incest film. is what really that that's you know not really overly that surprising for a trauma film. But. No, no, yeah, I but, love but, incest, but it's always a selling point. Incest for me. is best. One of the most surprising things about this film to me is the dialogue. 
like the way, yeah. like the way it's actually written, man. Like it's actually written, you know, a little bit in old English and stuff like that. I mean, it's not obviously precise, right? But um, I don't know. It just some of the dialogue in this film just cracks me up, man. It's 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 funny. You know, it's, it's supposed it's to be serious, funny. but it's not at the same time. And it's like, I don't know. It, it's got a very odd tone to the film. It's it's cool, man. It's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, how lighthearted can you get? What's that? How how lighthearted can you get when you have like you know incest? You know, um, the daughter was incest locked in the in, in the fucking cage. Yeah, in the glass cage and <laughs> the glass yeah, cage. That's good shit. Yeah, I, I, mean, I love the fiance. I love the Tromeo. very fact that the guy's name's Tromeo is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I love that his it's father's so black and you know, you know that doesn't you know, think look, twice about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Kaufman came up with that, the name for this, it just slipped out one name. He's like Tromeo and Juliet. And he's like, we got to make that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's exactly happen. what they came up with. Yeah, right. that title came out long before uh, any ideas where it's like, oh, Tromeo and Juliet. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little surprised you liked it as much as you did, but that's that's cool. Yeah, man. I. I, I I really, really loved it. I gotta. I actually need to By to watch blue. this again. It's in a green case. I rewatched Tromeo and Juliet. I think a couple months ago. I think again for the first first time in a long time I'd seen mm. it. So it's been a while since I've actually checked it out. So it's very funny. It's it's really it's got something for everyone. I really think it's uh it's a a trauma film people should check out. It was funny. I was actually I was watching this film and. The wife is beside me. She was on her computer doing whatever the fuck she was doing. I think work stuff. And she kept like kind of popping up and looking at the screen and busting and got laughing. She's like, what the fuck are you watching? I'm like, a trauma <laughs> film. She's like, oh. The, the, end, like, yeah, the ending like, is just perfect. The ending is perfect for this. Yeah, it's awesome. for, for a trauma film. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. What was the rating on that? Uh, yeah. 7.5. All right. Seven <sighs> My uh, number seven here is uh, also a syndrome, but it's not Ebola syndrome. It is the Stendhal syndrome. Uh, Master of Horror, Dario Argento directed. This is a first time watch for me. Going into it, I thought that it was um, the Stockholm syndrome, which is, I believe, where the captive falls in love with their captor. But it's actually it's Stendhal, which is a different syndrome. That's where you like get. Dis- disoriented, psychosomatic, rapid heartbeat, dizziness, fainting, confusion, and even hallucinations when an individual is exposed to experience of great personal significance, particularly viewing art. I'm pretty sure he's reading that off right now. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Stendhal Syndrome is the kind of the film that I was talking about where I said I don't really remember it all that well because this is one I watched a few months ago. It was actually... The, one of the first films that I watched in preparation for this show really wanted to give it another watch, but mm-hmm. it is actually a film that stuck with me for a few days. Uh, it follows a young woman uh, played by Aja Argento, which is Dario Argento's daughter, obviously, uh, and she is tracking down an elusive serial killer slash rapist in Italy. They're kind of having a little deadly dance, uh, and she becomes she begins <laughs> to go dance. insane uh, when she. Uh, is you know like sort of um you know having this this obsession with tracking down this this brutal man and uh yeah i I don't know there was just something about this one there was a really weird scene early on where i was just like i don't fucking know about this where it's like there was like a cgi like fish or something i was like what the fuck (laughs) 
Yeah, it's oh, so yeah. random. It's so <laughs> random. I'm just like, it's what so the random. hell is going on? I believe she even makes out with the fish. Yeah. I, for, I forgot mistaken. about that, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, so that I, I remember thinking, like, okay, like, this this is not going to be my type of movie. But I got really into it, and it, it was one that I actually liked more the, the more I thought about it. And uh, it 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 really impressed me. I, I I think that it's a great '90s film for sure, and it was one of the bigger surprises of this uh, year for me because I, I didn't really know much about it. I knew it was Argento, but from my memory, I heard everybody say that Argento's really sucked in the '90s and and beyond. So I wasn't really expecting it to be that good, and it and it turned out to be really good. I, I definitely enjoyed it, and it's one that I'll definitely go back to. I actually popped it in yesterday, hoping that there was a commentary track on the Blue Underground release, because this is actually a film that Troma re- released originally, yep. I mm-hmm. believe, on a DVD with a yeah. shit transfer. I've heard so many I, people... I have that one. The, the transfer is not great, but... Yeah, that's actually a Troma release I don't have. I have the Blue Underground one, so... I got the Troma. Yeah, uh, I remember cool, hearing that Lloyd Sorry. Kaufman was super proud to have Argento on Troma and then release this terrible transfer. Uh, Blue, <laughs> Blue Underground definitely probably upped the ante with the transfer. Um, it, it's the it Blue, looks right? Are you talking yeah. about the blue? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, that's what I, I have. Blu-ray. Okay. I thought uh, I thought maybe they did a DVD as well, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I have I have the the two disc DVD and it looks great. The DVD looks great. Oh, so the, so Blue Underground has a DVD and a blue of it. Wow. Yep. Yeah, the that's DVD came out and then the Blu-ray was way after or whatever, but uh yeah, the DVD looks great though. So. Nice. Yeah, the blue the Blu-ray the Blu-ray does not have a commentary, unfortunately. Uh, but which I don't. Argento doesn't speak English, does he? You never get commentaries with him. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, but there was an interview. I, I, I was kind of hoping that there was a commentary because I was busy, um, doing some website stuff and I wanted to let it play in the background, which I do with commentaries a lot. Like the TV's right next to my computer, and I like having commentaries on and glancing over and, and hearing them talk about films and stuff. Unfortunately, didn't have a commentary, but I, I do want to rewatch this film uh, very soon. Actually, I, I'm, I'm becoming a pretty big Argento fan, nice. uh, which I originally wasn't when I first seen Suspiria, which was my first uh, film from him. Uh, but you know, now I've seen that is, that is just mind oh, yeah, fucking yeah. blowing right there. What, yeah, that that it, like statement Suspiria? right there could get you killed. It's, it's not really though when you hear people talk about Suspiria, and everybody always says the people. That I always tell like it, I, they always say, "Well, it, I didn't get it at first, or I, I didn't understand the style over substance first. It took maybe a few more Italian films to really understand Suspiria." So. You know, I think that that's the case. With yeah, man. As well. It's it's it's, it's a that. pretty it's a pretty simple witch movie. It's a witch movie. Like, I mean, that is so witch. fucking beautiful, man. It's it's amazing. Witch, like, it's, witch, witch. Yeah, there's a lot of style over substance, but it, like, I mean, there still is a story there. You just have to watch. But I always tell people, man, Suspiria is a film that you gotta watch a couple times. You just have to. I've still only seen it that one time. Yeah. Oh man, it gets better, man. But I'm hoping to do it for Italian horror. The film changes every time you see it, JP. It's funny, man. You know, yeah, the same thing happened with no. It actually changes. The first time, (laughs) the first time, the first time she watched the series, she had absolutely no idea what the hell she was watching. And then we watched it again uh, just this past Halloween, and she was like, "This is really good." Yeah, but I, I definitely think that it is sort of that. You know, it was maybe a little overhyped for me at first, and I watched it with really that was sort of my first venture into Italian 
horror in general. And now I've seen many more, such as some of Fauci's films, Zombie, City of Living Dead, The Beyond, the entire Gates of Hell trilogy, rather. And, uh, you know, the, the Animal trilogy from Argento, the Masters of Horror episodes. Like, I've definitely seen tons more Italian horror films and have really grown to love them. Stuff like Cemetery Man. So I'm, I think that so far I haven't seen a bad film from Argento. You know, I'm sure that'll change eventually, but uh, yeah. everything that I've seen from him, I, I, I like, and I'm, I'm guaranteeing that I like <laughs> Suspiria uh, more the second watch. You will, man. You know, since you've got that appreciation for Italian cinema, you'll, you'll come around, man. Hard to go I mean, down you... from a zero out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you've checked out The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, The Cat and Nine Tails, Four Flies and Grey Velvet. You know, that was that trilogy. Um, you know, really, Argento had one of the most amazing runs ever. If you disclude the TV stuff that he did and that weird comedy that he did. <laughs> Dave, have you ever seen that comedy that he did? I never got into any of the comedy, no. Yeah, there was one weird one. But then he went on to Deep Red, Suspiria, Inferno, Tenebrae, Phenomena, Opera, all in a row. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking the most incredible run of films. Yep. Like, it's just <laughs> my point, so. Yeah. so by 1996, there was really nothing left to do except rape his daughter a bunch of times on screen. Yeah, that's weird, and, man. And, sh- and show his daughter's boobs and shit, yeah. Yeah, mm. that, I don't care, man. That's that's kind of weird. And even, it is weird. There's it's even weird. an article that came out a few years ago where she she said how she didn't like it, and it's yep. it's not cultural. It's just weird. <laughs> it is weird. It's she's very fucked weird. up, and she and she's you know she's it's people know that she you know dabbled in drugs pretty hardcore for a while, and maybe that was one of the reasons the pressures that she got. From her father. I, I, I always I thought maybe not. that, you know, Argento took it a little bit farther. You know, he used to kill his wife off in his films. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and shit like that. And, yeah, but we've and been then, all that. We're and not going to film he, our daughter naked, though. Well, that's the thing. Then he kind of graduated <laughs> to, like, raping his daughter on it, film. It and, all uh, depends on what she looks and, like. And showing her titties and stuff. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up when you really think about it. But <sighs> but you know what? Maybe he just was just like, hey, you know what? I, I can recognize beauty. And and other people know that she's hot, so she's a commodity. She's my daughter. He's I can pay her. I can teach her to act, and and I can let her show a little T and A, and guys will like it. So oh, maybe it's God. just she, that simple. I mean, Aja is. She, I love her, man. Yeah, she's I beautiful. Do too. She's awesome, <laughs> especially she's so in this. Especially man. when you look at Dario and like he made that. <laughs> Well, I do definitely see Dario in her. That's what oh, sometimes it's a problem. Sure. I'm sure Dario yeah. sees himself in her too. Oh, oh. 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 Nice. it's it kind of odd that she does look more like her dad than her mom. I always like, wanted to move to Asia. Uh, right. Asia Argento. Hey, Ooh. Ooh. damn. Hey, relocate from Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> but the Stendhal Syndrome, really great movie. I'm sure that you guys will talk about it. I, I'd be really surprised if it doesn't at least end up on another list. Uh, I give that one a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Thanks. No, I am because it's not on my list personally. Oh. Spoiler alert! Sorry, I just had to. It was one of those films that was competing for the final Fucking spot. Romeo and, just... and Juliet. Seriously. What? Oh, oh no. Are we going to start these arguments already? Wait till we get to like the top three. Okay. We're going to hear yeah, some but... crying. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Jeremy's coming on? That's going to happen. I didn't know Jeremy was coming on. Yeah, I was like, Jeremy's coming on. Fuck, seriously? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Dave, what you got? Number seven. Wow. 
wow, Troll Me and Juliet and not a fucking good Argento movie? I love Argento. <laughs> it, it was a little... Come on, you. It was a little long. It drags a little. Blasphemous. Stendhal system drags a little. Wow, okay, all right. Love it. Okay, let me get over that now. That, is, me, that uh, is one issue I've always had with that film. It is way too long. It is. It is long. I guess what? Remember I said today I was watching a movie, a one that I even liked at 1.5? Guess what it was? <laughs> no like, way. Yeah, yeah, I watched the second half at 1.5. Which is kind of ironic a little bit because isn't Argento your favorite director? Yes, I, I was just running out of time. It was it was yeah, a time constraint yeah. issue. I had a lot going on today. That was the it, only it, You've seen it before. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, two hours. Honestly, they could have they could have chopped some time from this movie. I always the language changes to English in the uncut version. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the one I have. Ooh, yeah. Ouch! Ooh, ouch! Hey. Oh, see, I'm sorry. I was reading. I was reading, Brandon. My bad. Okay. I missed the joke. I was reading my next pick because I was trying to figure out. Um, trying to figure out what the hell it's about. <laughs> <laughs> No, this one I remember. This one I remember entirely because it it was another first time watch, nice. and I wasn't expecting necessarily to enjoy it because I don't hear much about it. And it's a, it's an anthology and a sequel. Ooh, <laughs> nice trilogy. I think of I know what this yeah, is. that kind of narrowed the list down. Who <laughs> I know, but I wasn't even sure. Dan he Curtis? thought he knew what it was. <laughs> is it, is it directed by Dan Curtis? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. But wow, I I didn't expect to like it. I just nobody ever talks about it, and you know how it is. Come on, you hear people talking on social media and on podcasts and everything else, and we all seem to be big fans of anthology movies, mm-hmm. and we always hear about them. But I never. You hear about part one because of the Zuni Dow, but I never hear anybody talking about Trilogy of Terror two. And after watching it, I don't know why. I yeah, really well, I'll tell you why, Dave. It's because it doesn't have a release. It's only appeared on VHS. A lot of people have never seen it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah I guess no DVD I've... release, no Blu-ray, only VHS. I guess just years of me seeing that box in the v, you know the VHS box in the video stores and passing it by and then renting it, whatever, just seeing it all the time. <clears> just in my mind, it <throat> presented itself as a wide release film that everybody would have seen. But if if it, I can see that if it hasn't progressed since VHS, I felt the same, Dave, because I actually saw it when I was younger too, and uh, I did as well. And then rewatched it on YouTube. Yeah, me so, too. <laughs> yeah. I actually own a boot, but I did watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Nice. Well, is the quality good on YouTube? Yeah, it was fine. It's not yeah, that it's bad. Okay. It's not it's great. Okay. It, it, okay. it looks like it looks like a, v, a good VHS transfer. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's fine. Well, that's, I'll tell you. That's ya. how I watched it. That's how I watched it, man. I like the different actresses I got for each story. <laughs> I'm glad they did the same damn thing they did with yeah. part one. I was I'm just shocked that did. Dan Curtis remade one of his own shorts. I was fucking blown away by that. Was it a cargo and, short? And a, the, the what? Cargo <laughs> shorts? <laughs> you're, a fucking you're so witty. You, even, you stump me there sometimes, man. <laughs> Sorry. But Dude, in my opinion, he didn't do that short as good. I never than, saw it. Then the original one. one from Dead I of loved Movies. it in, in the It's show. the weakest I, entry. I, 
<laughs> it, it, and and that's what I've heard a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, you really think it's it's weaker than, it. than the uh, than the giant rats, the opening one? Listen, giant the rats, rats may one be is my scary favorite. as fuck. <laughs> it, it, if the dude, rats the rats one, it would have been so so much. It would be a classic horror moment. Like you know me with my rats, man. When he tells them not to go up there, and like it's, I've always loved that segment the most. And it's It's my favorite one too, man. I won't lie, but yeah, I'm, you know, his dead at night story with the little boy, way better. Good. I love the boy running around the house screaming, "Mommy!" Yeah, I like it too. Oh, it's fun. Moods moods would have liked it better if he was running around going, "Mom." Mom, oh, fuck mom. Off. <laughs> you're fucking tripping balls. Can you finish having that stroke, dude? Mom, <laughs> night. Where's your eleven, daddy? Father, father, father. <laughs> mom. Okay, okay. Lisette Anthony is hot, dude. That girl. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I am and a Karen Black fan. To, to compare it to part one, I think Karen Black is nice looking, and she's a good actress. But Lizette Anthony in this movie is straight up hot, and I'm glad that she's in all of them. I'm glad they did the same model like they did with Karen Black in Part One. I didn't know that they were gonna do that, but yeah, that's cool. You know, you never hear it. That's what I say. Nobody discusses this film, so that's why I was so surprised. I think the Rats probably was the best one. It was it was a good twist. It was it was good the way it un, it unfolded, and like I, like I said, the middle one's the weakest, the the, the Curtis one, but. I, I didn't see the original, but I still enjoy it. It's the weakest, but, you know, this movie's, what, what is it? What are we on, number six now? Whatever. I, it's it's <clears> good. <throat> and the Zuni Dow is fun. I'm not crazy about the way they ended it. That's probably uh, my only knock on it. That and, um, you know, it feels like a TV movie. Yeah, it does. It, it is it a does. TV movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bad joke, you know. <laughs> but that's what I was saying about, you know. They either feel like it or they are it. Yeah, my my thing. I like Trilogy of Terror two almost as much as the first one. The first one's Zuni fetish is so good, though. Yeah. But but I like these three stories better than the other two in the original. You know what I mean? Uh, besides the Zuni fetish doll in the original, I don't love the other two stories. Yes, this collective is better. Yeah. Yep. I get, yeah. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah, so pleasant surprise. I, I, I enjoyed myself with it, and uh, if you guys, well, you heard it's on YouTube. So whoever's check listening, out. yeah, go go check it out. It, it's it's a pretty good anthology. And uh, what's the rating on that, Dave? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. And nice. watch Seven that Zuni doll. It's fun. It's a riot. That one. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Alrighty, man. We are going across the pond to spain so in a number what am i on here six six yeah Yeah, in a number six is going to be a film from 1996 fuck i I don't know why so you (laughs) say like we're saying it as a joke he's serious jesus i'm the one having a goddamn stroke right now i don't know what the fuck's um and it's gonna be thesis it's gonna be it's gonna be thesis or it is gonna be I was, I was writing something here. I'm writing my thesis right now, man. <laughs> so number six is thesis for you. Yeah, number six is thesis. Um, you seen this before? This, no, man. This was a first time watch, and shit, dude. I I fell in love with this movie right off the bat. I'm glad. I'm glad you checked. Like it out. I, I really fucking enjoyed this movie. It's like man. the one like, good thing Brandon did. 
Was no, because I, no. I didn't want to be, you know, the guy who didn't recommend a movie that shows up on my list. Spoiler. Yeah, dude, this was, this was really, really impressive to me, man. Right from, I mean, it's a pretty simple storyline. It's about a girl writing her thesis and, you know, she ends up finding this kind of snuff tape. And so she starts investigating. Shit goes down. And the thing I like about the film is that it does all kind of, it takes place at the school. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool, man. I love the setting of it. It's great. Um, acting was really good, even though it's in obviously Spanish. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was shot really well. Uh, just there were so many elements to this film and it was very, it was mysterious and it was also, um, it had this weird atmosphere to the film. I don't really know how to describe it. Uh, how would, like, did you feel that, Brandon? That has this, like, I don't even know what kind of atmosphere it was. It was really strange. It it's was like, like it is, man. It just yeah. felt appropriate for the time. I, when the whole time I was watching this film, I was like, this film felt like it was earlier though, like a 93 type film. I've, I felt like, you know, with plaid shirts and just the way those big kind of oversized pants that the girls well, are wearing. Spain's a shit. few years behind, so. So it would yeah, kind of make like sense. Canada. Like, yeah, so the decor and the, the, uh, you know, the, the clothes and shit just shut the fuck up, Brandon. <laughs> I, I just felt like. We still don't got older, the red boxes which, up there. Which is really cool, man. But one thing I love about this film is that there's so much VHS action in this because it's based yeah. on all these tapes and all these video cameras. And there's a really cool scene in the film where, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. She. Chema? Chema, yeah, they're her friend or whatever. Yeah. He's a filmmaker. He's that very kind of artsy filmmaker and stuff. And, um, he's, he's like, I think I know what camera it is, man. He notices like this weird digital zoom. And I started laughing. So I was like, Oh my God, this, this thing's so dated digital zoom. <laughs> and he's yeah. But he's like, uh, no cameras have that except for these, these, and these, he's like, these ones. And he starts fucking going through this pile of, you know, pictures because he's a fan of even, you know, looking at no, uh, like shit camera magazines. Yeah. Like shit that he can buy or maybe can't buy. And I, I really liked that scene. I was like, damn, that's really cool, that's man. That's something so 90s. Like, nobody has, like, a bunch of magazines with circles around the shit they want anymore, you know? <laughs> you yeah. guys remember doing that as a kid? <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. The brand names book. And the toys but you know what I liked about this film, though, is that, you know, these guys are at this um, tech, tech, technology school. You know, they're there for whatever, broadcasting and filmmaking and stuff like that. And it does. It, 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 sh- it showcases, man. The director, Alejandro Amabar. Amenabar, yeah. Amenabar. You know, obviously a fan. There's posters. There's horror movie posters in the rooms. There's things like that that I'm noticing all around and stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, that's fucking awesome. Um, main character's wearing a Cannibal Holocaust shirt. Yep. Oh, he was Big you there, prop. dude. Big props for me. Uh, he was that, totally pretty... Moods. When they were moods, talking moods about ha- Moods has the better class. snuff collection. but i just loved everything about this film i I, I like the mystery i I thought it was kind of cool and to be honest man it wasn't even that predictable i I didn't even guess it lately i've been really i i I guessed it a mile away did you i I honestly did i thought it was going in a different direction to be honest and i was like no it can't be that and you know i i was wrong or i was you know so which is good but um but yeah um this is a good film man Really, really good stuff. I don't really want to say too much about it because I'm sure we'll be talking about it some more here. But uh, I highly enjoyed it, man. I really liked. I liked the end too. I thought the end was great. Thought it was great. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna give this one seven and a half out of ten. And check it out, peeps, man. This is one that is really never heard of before. Thank you, Brandon, for mentioning this one because I probably yeah I never I never heard of this film before. Brandon brought really it up. wouldn't have seeked it out. There is DVD releases of this. Um, 
there's, there's apparently a, this version that I watched is the cut version. I don't even I, I don't know. The DVDs are 118, and then there's another one that's like 225 or something like that. So I don't really know what they cut out. I mean, in this version, you do see a little bit of gore and stuff. Uh, people getting hacked up on screens. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they go into it deeper and things like that. I don't know. But uh, what I saw here was good enough. I, I really enjoyed it. That was awesome. Awesome. Right on. Right on. Seven and a half out of ten. Brandon, back to you. All right, number six. Curse of White Man from Town. Thinner. Wow. Really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Thinner. Can, thinner. That's a surprise. It's, Damn, it's number it's, six. It's a huge surprise because I didn't like this movie the first time I saw it. And I don't know why, but this time, I had so much fun with it. You know, there's a common theme here. Because this movie feels like a TV movie. It does. There you go. It yes. feels like a goddamn TV film. On all accounts. Except for when that gypsy it. woman like lifts up her skirt. It's oh, pretty awesome. Curry, that's pretty hot. That's dude. why it's number six on my She's worth it. Curry were. I've been. Her. She's been Who my is girl. That chick? You don't She's... know. Mood. You don't remember me talking about her. She was in the 2002 movie, and I was watching it and happy to see that that she was freaks. in it. What's the eight legged freaks, dude? I love oh, it. You don't know right, Curry were. Right. I knew that oh. she was from something else. Damn, that dude. chick is hot, man. Dude, yeah, I knew her really back in the day. We were like the same age. I used to watch her on this show. Called Remote Control on MTV. Was oh, I love show. Remote Control. Oh, you, you mean remember RC. that show? Yeah. <laughs> RC, yeah, RC for short. <laughs> and she was the Vanna White of that show. She was on little pieces, and mm. she was. I, I the, the show was fun. You know, but she friend, was funner. Watch, but having her on that screen, she was were on her, dude. <laughs> she was oh, dude, I was obsessed with her. She was so hot that. Yeah, I used to wait for the credits at the end of that show because then they would show her bullshit with the other two hosts, and she would be there, and she always used to have half shirts on. And, get her, uh, her and then she would lift up her skirt every time. Oh, that's because I cursed her naked er naked er. Are you stroking her. again? <laughs> no, I'm doing that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, sorry. I like I like the setup for this film. I mean, I. At first, I didn't think I liked the film that much because I always thought, like, even though he is kind of a prick, the lead character, the obese lawyer, like, you almost get the sense throughout the film that, that, that he is genuinely remorseful. So for, for I, yeah. yeah, I do. I really genuinely believe that. And I, I like the way it plays out. I'm glad they went with thinner over lizard or leper. <laughs> I gotta say, man, for somebody that's read the the book and seen the movie, I think the book is just so much better. Yeah, I know it's so cliche. It to, I know no, it's, so cli- it's, it's so cliche. True. It's so cliche to say that, and but in this case, it really is. I mean, it's I a find Bachman book too. Yeah, Dinner. I fucking reading the book. I re- I remember reading the book and just visualizing what was going on. And I, maybe it's my memory. It's, you know, when you read a book is, I guess it's all your kind of imagination that kind of makes or breaks things. Yeah. But the way I envisioned it was just so much cooler than the film. Yeah. Well, it's really hard to make somebody get thinner on screen, right? I thought they did a pretty good no, job. No, I thought, oh, man, it, I thought they did awesome a really good job. I thought they did awesome. a really good job with that. You know, I remembered it to be not as good as that. And I thought that was actually a really good part of the film. I thought the effects were pretty cool. And, you know, it's funny that you guys immediately said that this 
felt like a TV movie because the thing that did it for me, that sealed it for me, being in my top ten, and obviously it could have been number eight, it could have been number six. I, it wound up at number six. That's where I put it. But um was the ending, which to me had a very Tales from the Crypt ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A super, super tale. That's a, that's the ending is a Tales from a Crypt episode. Even more so than Bordello of Blood. Yes, without a doubt. I yeah. love that ending. I know, I'm not sure if it was a little different in the book. I, I know I was reading that people were a little confused by the ending, and I don't really understand what was to be... I'm, I'm well, starting. To to, I'm having trouble remembering the ending. Honestly, everybody's Shouldn't... eating the pie at the end. Oh he invi- yeah, 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 He okay. invites the doctor yeah. into yeah. to have the mean? pie. There's nothing confusing about that. Nothing at no. all. No, no, there's nothing. Confu- I was like confused about the ending. What? <laughs> well, no. Well, he was going to go on with with his life and um and live with his daughter and be happy. You know, he'd killed his wife for for being you know an adulterer and cheating on him. Mm-hmm. But then you know when he finds out that his daughter ate the pie, he's decided he's going to eat him eat it himself but then he gets a knock on the door and it's the doctor showing up to have an affair with the wife so which like, is oh. probably go ahead wouldn't you do that too though wouldn't you do that too I yeah mean, i would invite him in to have like, a with me yeah exactly yeah, yeah but so. i think they were getting people were getting the impression that he was inviting him in that he was going to feed him the pie and not eat it himself and yeah. i'm like well, i'm like what no he's eating the pie mm-hmm. yeah yeah but <laughs> people who never seen this are probably like what the fuck is this pie shit I <laughs> <laughs> look good, man. But yeah, um, yeah. you know, thinner good. is is one that early on uh, was I, I I'd never seen it. I'd always wanted to see it because it all the concept always kind of intrigued me. And uh, Olive was kind enough to actually send me over the Blu-ray for this purpose of recording this podcast. And uh, yeah. it, you know, I, I checked it out on Blu-ray, and I did really like it. But I, there was just one issue that i had with it where it almost felt like it got a little a little ridiculous in in the like third act at certain times i can't remember exactly what if it was his homie that the like dr- uh, richie yeah like if it was his <laughs> homie and like that whole thing got a little out of hand but i don't know like i i, I love the concept of this guy just shrinking down to nothing it's it's kind yeah. of frightening and it all, all takes place because he was getting a blowjob while driving yeah, which you feel bad for because you can relate to that. Like, I would yeah, have, I'm always giving yeah, blowjobs when when we're driving. <laughs> giving blowjobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, and and I think that it really captures that deep seated like fear of like doing something by accident and then total it being a total like fucked up. It fucks up your entire life and you really can't go back from it. And you're kind of pleading. Hoping, but nothing is happening. Well, the problem stuck. is the problem is he, he never really took responsibility for it until it was, it was too, too late. late. Yes, I know he's not really that I much. Can't of a really blame him either, man. <laughs> you know, he's not really that much of a th- sympathetic character at all. Towards the end, I though, I feel like I feel like he was. I really I did. Really but it, it's it's like almost just what happens to him, you know? No, yeah, no, it, it's not. <laughs> it's. It's not, but it is. No, fuck. That. I don't know. I I get I get what both really? of you are saying. Mm. I don't know. He doesn't really feel and, too bad about the shit. He got a curse put on him. Whatever. I feel like that made him rethink everything, and yeah. then he sort of put everything. Well, in of course, because because something bad happened to him after. If he had no curse, he would have went on with his daily life, gorged himself to fucking death. 
Yeah. And whatever. No, you're, it, you're right. It, it would have been what it was. The guy was a piece of shit. No, he Lawyer. Was. I mean, dude, he, like, yeah, okay. Like, that's what he you're was. Not he was an always asshole. the same. Like you, like that. I'm. I, I've always been under the impression that, and the belief that people change. And I'm a completely different person. I was a piece of shit, but you know, in certain aspects of my life. I thought you it, said you were different. You know, JP, you haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. But you know, like people, people grow and and they change, and and everybody should kind of have that opportunity a bit. Uh, what he did was not malicious. It was an accident. Yes. But that's not the point. It's the way he went about it after. He covered you know, it up. And it, covered it up. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. That he went really that bad because he no, he it can't is prove it, that it was an it accident. Sh- no, it should. Well, I mean, come on. It's still what he did. If you were, if you felt genuinely bad about what you did, you probably would have went, "Hey, man, I fucked up." I, I fucked up. Probably try to get out of it like he did. Honestly, I'm a very <laughs> conscious. I'm a very conscious person, man. If that was me, I, I would have felt so damn guilty. I would have fucking confessed. I'd have been like, "Shit, man, I was getting my dinky sucked and uh, had a little accident." Look, Sorry, I, could, I could. I haven't had much experience with this. I've only I have killed a, a few. I've only killed a few people while driving, but um, you know, I feel bad, but you know, <laughs> you gotta go on. Yeah, I'm with you, man. <laughs> Shit but I mean. It's the whole nature of who he is, though, because they show him being an asshole before. He's a fucking lawyer. But, he's but a he's piece not, of shit lawyer. But I like the way, like, even when they're talking about the gypsies, he's always, like, he's almost like he goes along with the crowd. He's he's a part of those people because he's defending the mob. He's defending Richie, who's this big mob boss, and yeah, he's working I with these other corrupt but that, people. But that's showing his nature of who he is. He's, he's a, like a, he's, he's a follower. He's, he's a shitty-ass lawyer. Yeah, so, but he, he's shady, but he's he's following others. It's almost like if you give him his own space and give him these circumstances, he he kind of changes. Yeah, like his... Brit, he he is a victim of circumstance, man. Yes, like he. He's oh, a, he's, dude, he's, I don't know, man. I can't believe we're examining things. I, I, I think that honestly, man, what happened to him was was his destiny, man. He's okay, a mood. Sit up on your high horse. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you get up on your rocking horse. High horse. <laughs> Fuck that. Jesus Christ. That's you, dude. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I'm I, kind saying, of, I kind of understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, he, he is a scumbag, but, but he definitely, you can tell that he has a heart in him. And he just fucking was polluted uh, with both fat and just circumstance and the people around him and the things that he was doing. And but you know like he he definitely cares for his daughter and stuff you know yeah that's the thing you get the impression like like he he's gonna be a different oh, yeah. person at the end and he's gonna be a better father and he's gonna love her and they're gonna and things are and things are gonna be different and then when yeah. obviously he finds out you know that she ate the pie it's like which now is he's totally gonna... awesome which is totally it cool. is totally I'm, awesome because yeah. he, I'm glad he that that went him. down like that the, um, because it's kind of like it's kind of like this is what happens when you're a piece of shit you try to you try to crack your shit and this is what happens. Sorry, man, but it just and, doesn't work out. And the old out. man tried to tell him, you know, um, die with dignity, eat the pie yourself. Yep. Yeah. That's which right. Was, which was kind of cool. It was kind of like, you know, foreshadowing what was to come. But Foreshadowing. So, uh, Brandon, what's your rating on <laughs> our featured review of Thinner? <laughs> uh, 7.5. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to me. Uh, coming in at number six, I have another syndrome, and it is Ebola syndrome. Uh, so this is one that I was actually nice. one of the most curious to check out uh, just because it, it I heard so much about it. So I watched this with a friend. Actually, I've told this story on the cast a few times. It was a chick. And, um, you know, it, as soon as the dude starts like fucking. No one likes a child, bragger. 
you know. <laughs> Fuck you, Brandon. Um, so, so uh, you know, he starts fucking this pork chop and then just you know, packs it up all nice and neat and, and serves it the next day. I'm just like, what the fuck, you know? Um, this, the, dude, this movie is fucking gross, but it, it, it's not as gross as I was expecting because it was hyped so much as, as gross. never like, fucked poultry. You know. Was it, was it poultry? Uh, no, maybe it was pork. I don't know. I think it's, it's just poultry. It's it's poultry. A, that's not good. You can't do that. It's a simple fact that like this guy's carrying the Ebola virus and he's spreading it. I mean, it's yeah. pretty fucking nasty. I agree with you on that though, JP. It, what? Because this was the first time watched for me too for Ebola syndrome, and I was afraid I wasn't gonna like it because I was afraid it was gonna be over the top disgusting, and it really wasn't. Yeah, it was. But it was, but it was, but it wasn't to the point where out what, what he has and he starts spitting in people's face. <laughs> <laughs> Like to me, like dead alive, the scene with the the soup or whatever and the pus, like that's a million times. Don't even ever bring that up again. That is the single most disgusting (laughs) fucking thing on cinema, man. (laughs) 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 So fucking gross. What Um, about that thing in bad taste when they're puking in that bowl, the aliens, and they're drinking out of it? Yeah, that's gross too, man. That's disgusting also. Totally. This is such a weird movie. There was so many times that that me and my friend had just looked over at each other like, the fuck? You know, and I'm sure she hadn't seen much things like this, you know? Because this is is not really a film like your average Well, to be fair, there isn't too many movies like Bolt Syndrome. So it was probably a shock to her system. You're such a good boyfriend. Right? He always picks the most fucked up movies to watch with this girl. Yeah. <laughs> you never watch it. Oh, no, he claims he's not Frighteners or something, you know? Fucking. You're such, JP, you're such a good girlfriend. You're yeah. such a good girl. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you guys are besties. It's cool. Now, you know, is, seriously. is she an illegal immigrant too? I mean, Mexican too? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Apparently she's a climber, man. <laughs> get that one. She's a jumper, maybe. Uh, okay so uh that made the watch even more fun just these what the fuck moments like you know i never really had the chance to watch many movies that are considered like oh this would be great to watch with a group or or with with a a, a bro or a buddy or or something like that you know Uh, so like to to have that sort of experience with something as batshit as ebola syndrome it, it really probably made me like a movie that i might not have liked that much a lot more and uh you know it, it just get, it gets completely like chaotic at the end and uh, it's just madness and uh, i like it for that reason it's an eight out of ten. First, nice. i think that wow. might be the first eight that is the first it eight. is it is nice damn i am so impressed that you like that movie as much as you did yeah, and Dave, right? Yeah, yeah, we both. Yeah, I mean, Dave, too, man, it just fucking blows my mind. That's awesome. Really, really cool. That is cool. It's a cool movie. Right. Uh, my turn. Yep. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm also having the same number six as Moods with Thesis. Nice. Yeah, this was cool shit, man. I that was uh, I was engaged right freaking from start to finish. There was no 1.5 in none of that stuff. <laughs> he said there was no 1.5. Dave, would I 1.5 you with a recommendation? Uh, Dave, no. ever 1.5 okay. through sex. Okay, Dave, Dave, let, let me <laughs> ask you something. I jerk here. off. <laughs> so the movie, the movie is very, very intriguing. But don't you think in the end where, where I guess it would be like the Spanish news decides that, hey, 
we're going to show you a little bit of what what just happened here. That's like, a commentary oh. on something. You know, that's a commentary on the news itself. It's and the fact that we're all obsessed with violence. Yeah. That's the whole. That's, that's the whole behind. underlying. Yeah, man. Sub sub you know what? idea behind this film. Yeah, I mean that probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah, a little bit of well, a lot of social commentary there about yeah, yeah and there's a lot of historical themselves. commentary too. You know, yeah. I was looking up about the film and a lot of about the historical uh, history in Spain with women's rights and um, Franco's dictatorship at the time and stuff like that. And it you was a go, lot. Go girl. Yeah, you go girl. Damn. Damn. Speaking of girls, did anyone else think that this girl? Looked a little bit like a, a Spanish version of uh, Miss Argeno herself, Asia. I kept getting reminded of her mm. as, as I'm watching. Her. I don't know Asia enough or this girl enough to make that comparison. I never made the connection. Maybe because this one had short hair. I never made the connection because you're just completely wrong. Sorry. Next time you see it, I have to go back it. and look now. Yeah, man. Maybe because he has the short hair, and I had the short-haired Asia on the brain because of the um, Stendhal syndrome, you know? Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just said the note that I had here, and because my memory is shit, and this was a first-timer, I, I, I have Spanish Asia written down. So. Spanish <laughs> That's what I got, man. It's been a while. <laughs> the Nightbreed poster, I had the exact same Nightbreed poster as that dude. It really sets the tone for the dude's room, and I really like that. Yeah, that's moods, dude. Totally. <laughs> Seriously, I thought of moods. As soon as those people were having a conversation in class, and she said, that guy there, he, he has quite the collection. I'm thinking that that would be like moods. <laughs> Spanish moods. Yeah, Spanish moods. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, but uh, this was a fun movie. I mean, it, there was a great mystery going on, and ultimately you get the, the triangle at the end, and when the, when the professor disappears and all that stuff, it was I was intrigued. I, I was into the movie. It, it was cool, and uh, yeah, I like I like the whole aspect in the film where you know the question is is asked like, what was on that? Do you think something on that tape killed the professor? Yeah, right? I really, I, yeah. I like that man because it was like, like what the fuck is on there, man? Like people, you know, at the point you don't really know, right? Like where they're coming from and stuff. But no, I mean, but that that it was really creepy. That point, yeah, yeah. like the ring, right? Yeah. Yes, dance yes. ring, right? I, I really like the scene in the film where uh, she is in the, I guess, the dean's office or whatever, and or whatever the fuck the guy is. And he's like, don't you hate when you get caught lying? And he puts on the tape and it shows her like going up to the dead yeah. professor. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was her, that's her new advisor. Yeah, the advisor. That's, yeah. So. Yeah. Good shit, though. Good shit. Absolutely. And I, and that is another uh, 7.5 from me. All right. So I'm the nice. only eight with uh, number six. Nice, nice. All right, man. So, getting into the top five, five, five. Oh, that's so stupid. Let's take it back to nineteen ninety-six. <laughs> we'll take it all the way back to the year twenty years ago, to the day nineteen ninety-six. Um, yeah, man. This is a. I'm not sure if this one's gonna be on anyone else's list. Um, 
yeah, I'm not really sure. Coming all the way from South Korea. <laughs> South Korea. With a film called Piano Man. Nice. Mm. Wow. I was, like, really floored by this film. Uh-huh. This was really good. It was really good. It's um, very much in the vein of Red Dragon, you know, type deal. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like that. Uh, there's even shout-outs in the film, Right to Red Dragon, which was kind of interesting because I was thinking Red Dragon before they even got those. And I was like, yes, nice moods. You thought of it. <laughs> so I was very, <clears throat> I was very enthralled by that. But uh, pretty simple storyline about this killer starts killing off these people and stuff. And he's leaving like a trademark of these like little pianos, hence Piano Man. Um, and then uh, the police start investigating. They come in contact with this guy that actually plays piano for this like live singer and stuff like that. And he gets into this um, this game between him and, and the police and stuff. Uh, this is a good film. This is a really good film. I, I loved, I loved the music in this one. It was it was elegant. It was very very elegant. Very yeah. atmospheric at times. Uh, Haunting. Just, very haunting, very haunting. Yes. I loved, absolutely loved the killer in this film. I thought he was just fantastic. He was. It was just great, man. And every, that all combined. It's such it, – it, elegant is probably the perfect word to describe this film because it just kind of flows perfectly. There's a raw, lot of really good nighttime cinematography in this too and things like that. And um, mixed in with that really awesome piano music. And it, You know, if you're a fan of music and you hear that type of shit and you're just like, man – yeah, it it just kind of screams serial killer now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, classical for me it does. Anyways, yeah. classical music always kind of associates with uh, serial killers and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's essentially what that? this. What's that, Dave? I said, why is that classical music and psychopaths and serial killers? I don't know, man. What is it? What is it with that? Serial killers. I, usually I, have I listen a to classical intellect. music all the time, and I don't kill anybody. No, it is weird how it is uh, yeah. always associated with serial killers. They'll sit there and kind of absorb the music and then it kind of gives them like the, it kind of gives them the depth in the, in the, I don't know, to go out there and do some shit. It's weird. It's really weird how it just kind of works, but, um. They're always associated with higher intellect and, and more sophisticated. I was just going to say that maybe it's like a mental yeah. thing too, right? Yeah. It's, you know, this music is very kind of elevated. It's very, yeah. well, it's music. It's actually musical, right? Yeah. It, and it they say gangster rap shit. made them do it. It's really classical. <laughs> it really is classical. <laughs> that is a good fucking point. Don't blame Ice Cube. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Blame fucking Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven is the fucking. Beethoven, the St. Bernard? <laughs> Brahms. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit, man. And why do is... they play it for kids? Think about that. Remember, for a while they were telling everybody to play classical music to to children, for babies. Were... Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where all the psychopaths came from. <laughs> they yeah. wanted to make a nation of fucking psychopaths. I think they made what? Piano Man and Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Billy Joel's probably a fucking serial killer too, man. <laughs> He's a real piano man. <laughs> he is, man. He is. Um, yeah, this is one of those movies, man. I honestly don't really want to say a whole lot about because mm-hmm. you know it's like a horror thriller mystery type deal. But just everything about this is intriguing. It rips by. Um, just a lot of cool shit happening. I think that. Uh, no, nah, I'm not gonna even say. I'm not even gonna say that. But I'll leave it at my rating here. Eight out of ten. Nice. Fantastic film. It's really, really good. Good stuff. I'm, I'm glad that came up because that was one that just missed out on my list. I, I had it at like a seven. I tried to watch it again. I didn't get a chance to. 
just a little bit of the ending just confused me a tiny bit, but but I still I feel the same way about you. I really I really did enjoy the film, and I'm glad it, it popped up on someone's list. Yeah, mm. I, I'm gonna also say that that is one that I ended up catching, but uh, I watched it super late at night, and I, I feel like I didn't really give it the time that it needed. So oh, for that that's... reason, I didn't even add it as a film that I watched. Okay. Shit, that's... Homie. That sucks, man. It, it, it it's a long film. It you know it runs. I know it's two hours. About two hours, yeah. But to be honest, man, it was it was good, man. I, was... I was watching it while I was house sitting. Yeah. Did you have to take the house for a walk? A couple times. Okay. <laughs> I hate when that happens, man. So yeah. Yeah. Man, I wish you guys would have shouted this out earlier. You guys never mentioned it. I didn't get to see Piano it. Piano Man? Yeah, we yeah. No, I, I did. I actually brought it up. I picked and it Brandon up. And Brandon literally said, hey, JP, make sure. I was like, uh, I got Piano Man. And he's like, make sure you watch that one. <laughs> I think hell? at one point in the chat, I'd mentioned that I picked up um, Rubber's Lover, Piano Man, and uh, Five Dead on the Crimson, Crimson Canvas. <laughs> you okay? I remember seeing Never even heard of that one. Five Dead on the Crimson. Yeah, man. I brought the. It was like that uh, kind of Neo Giallo, American style Giallo that came out. Um, oh, it was a massive, massive disappointment, man. I gave it one like <laughs> yeah, one and a half out of. Didn't you tell me about that? I think he told me about that one. Yeah, he told. Dude, me I went. That. I found a copy for relatively cheap, which was the cheapest one I could find anywhere online, which was twenty bucks. I was like, fuck, it's so. Never apparently, it's like super. Life would I buy that? No, of course, but that's you know, dedication um, though, because I didn't no, want to spend like eight bucks on the beast. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly, right. So, um, but it, I, it was the only way I was going to see it, man. There was like there was no way to find this film, and it turned out to be like a four and a half out of ten for me. <laughs> Best twenty bucks you ever spent, huh? Best twenty bucks ever. Yeah, it was, that was terrible. Which is like but. twenty-two and a half in in Canada money. <laughs> it is. It was expensive. No, yeah, I bought it from Can. I actually Canadian seller, so I paid exactly twenty. It was that was Swiss shipping though. So okay, twenty bucks. Uh, so whose turn was it? Brandon's. Yeah, it's my turn. So number five, um, film that's already been talked about, Ebola syndrome. Wow, everybody's first, list. Yeah, first time watch for me, and uh, like I said, Did I show up on Moods' list. Oh, no, not yet. No, it's not, but I have I a feeling it will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised by this. I always skip this movie because of the cover art. It always grossed me out, and I was always like, okay, this is just going to be a gross-out <laughs> film that I'm not going to like. <laughs> you know what I'm – and you guys know what I'm talking about. I was like, oh, this definitely isn't for me. But yeah, even though it was gory and gross and stuff, I still found the story entertaining, and you know Anthony Wong is just batshit crazy in this. He's gross. He's yeah, he's disgusting, dude. But, one of the funniest parts in the movie for me is what I think it's the next day when Buddy comes into the kitchen and grabs the grabs the bucket of meat, and he grabs the piece that he jerked off into, oh. and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, grab that piece. That's a good piece. That's a good piece." <laughs> I lose it every time, man. Yeah. And he's all laughing like he's just so sadistic about it. He's like, oh, yeah, feed that to somebody. <laughs> so good. Yeah, he's, he's such a weirdo. And he's always yelling, don't bully me. Stop bullying me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the I whole know, right? movie. <laughs> yeah, we. I, I remember, now you bring that up, I remember laughing every time that he said that. Yeah, he, he mentioned being no bullied bully. like every two seconds. <laughs> Stop bullying me. I do love the ending, too. 
Yeah. Like the very last shot. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. The the very last shot in the film is so good. Yeah, it and really it was. Just, it's it's just it just adds to the gnarliness of the film. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, oh, oh my shit. god, like, are you fucking kidding me? Exactly. That's <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Are you fucking kidding me? And then it's like credits. Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to say too much about that because people really should check that one out. Yeah, yeah, it's out of print, it's... but you can still find it. I I watched I got it on YouTube for about six, seven bucks. Yeah, and I I I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> What's the rating on that, Brandon? Uh, eight. Eight. All my right. first eight. Yes. All right, coming back to me, my number five is a film that was also talked about, taking it way back to 1996. We have The Dentist. Brian using the directed. Um, this is a film that I remember the first time that I watched it. I was just so just what the fuck am I watching? Uh, this was this was way back in the day, and uh, I, I've I've watched it a few times since. We've even covered it on another show called The Burial Grounds. Uh, oh, we did. did. Um, and I liked it then. We had a long conversation about it. it I think it's underappreciated. I listened to one podcast uh, about this because, like I mentioned, I, I I'll do that a little bit to just try try to. Uh, maybe learn some things that I didn't know. Um, but they were just kind of slamming it. They were just like, oh, this is so bad. It's a good movie. This is the, the the lighting, the shaky camera. It's nauseating. I'm like, yeah, that's a good thing. Like, it's supposed to be, make you feel uncomfortable and sick. You know, because yep. he's yep. uncomfortable and sick. Like, he is. So, you know, um, I, I honestly just, I love the visuals when he starts tripping out and seeing, like, the run teeth and stuff and he's just like uh, you know it, you've, you've kind of feel bad for him because he's going mad but you know it, it doesn't really feel like it's his fault like he he often like when he uh sort of molests the woman he's like out of his mind and when he comes back to he looks horrified that he did that you know so it's not like he's just this you know asshole you know like the thinner guy according to moods he's actually, <laughs> he's was actually a dick. Like, you know you feel the bad thinner for him guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I watched this twice. This is, this is, um, I think I watched this. Yeah. This is the only film that I watched twice. Wow, out of the, two trips to the dentist. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first time <clears throat> I was half watching it, you know, so I, I was like, I got to watch the dentist again the full time that also house sitting. Uh, and you know, I loved it. I, I loved it more than I ever have. I, I think that it's a really, uh, interesting film. You see, hear the dentist, and it sounds so cheesy, like the dentist. You know, it sounds like a like a stupid like Doctor Giggles like slasher or something. You know, but uh, it, it's it's. Hey man, don't diss Giggles. Uh, <laughs> that ain't making a top ten. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, the dentist, dude. He crawls out of a body. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. I, I like the waiting room. I love the stuff, like all the stuff that takes place in the dentist's office. Then it goes to his wife, then then back to a thing. And then, you know, it's just, I just love the, it feels like a very long movie, even though it's not. But I think it's because we go so many places with him and he's crazy everywhere. And, and, you know, the, the man, I I just really like the dentist. I I I don't know what else to say. I give it an eight out of 10. Nice. Nice. Well, my uh, number five is also The Dentist. I was I was unsure if you was gonna like this film, Dave. Had you seen it before this? This damn, you guys had The Dentist high, man. Crazy. 
I only saw it once before, but I didn't. All I remember is I I I, I can't believe you said Doctor Giggles because I placed the dentist and Doctor Giggles in the same category as well. Unjustly, and, yeah, and ignored <laughs> them for years. You're not a fan of Giggles. Like, no, it's su- it's a sucky movie. What do you uh, mean? <laughs> see, this is funny because check it out. I watched both of them in the 2000s because 90s goodness. My ex was into them, and she had the DVD, so she showed it. To- I told her I did. I thought they'd be stupid, so she showed them both to me. And this was like I'm going back at least ten years, and I uh, all I remember was being pleasantly surprised by them both but not remembering anything in 2016, of course. <laughs> so now when it came time to watch this, I'm like, okay, I remember I enjoy it, but I don't remember. But then I put it in, and I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. it's a, it was just a slasher flick. Basically, it was just this guy just freaking goes on this rampage because his wife is cheating on him, and just it's just, I don't know, it was good gore. Uh, Brian Yuzna, you know, I, I was surprised to see Alan uh, Alan Howarth doing the uh, the score from uh, Halloween fame. He did all the Halloween soundtracks. You actually saw him doing the score? Three and on. Yeah, I witnessed it. There's a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was linked. It was under Moods somewhere. It was a related video. Was it so, Spanish Moods? Was it Moods Seis? <laughs> 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 uh, you know, while, while we're all talking about the dentist right now, I do have one question. Is it 100% confirmed that his wife actually was cheating on him? Yeah, remember later on when she was messing around with the pool guy? But but he he also has hallucinations that entire movie. Hmm. No, I think he actually, I think she actually was cheating on him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But now you got me thinking. Yeah, Yeah, because I always thought she wasn't. Even, Even with no tongue. Because doesn't it seem weird that she was, she was like, you know, just it was so obvious that he's like, you know, it just seemed like it would be more hidden. Because he was like, yeah, it, was, it just set it off right at the beginning. It was just a way to get the the wheels in motion. I from. mean, this isn't this isn't a scream script. Come on. <laughs> oh no, no, no. You it know, it, it is what it is. I'm surprised scream isn't on anyone's list. Yeah, I know. It's kind of shocking, actually. Eh, it's fucking overrated. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and all the women are hot in it, actually. Not all of them, but there's there's plenty of them. There's plenty yeah, of nice yeah, yeah. women. I, I was I was a fan of the Asian the Asian. Oh, when she gets the mm-hmm. air bubble in the head. Ooh. Yeah. Oh that's yeah, good. yeah. That's yeah. some good shit. Yeah, that always. I never like that. That's good. That always turns me on. <laughs> no, it's good, man. That's usually good. when I climax. Yeah. And and cut the rope. When you climax. <laughs> 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 yeah, so the dentist. It's from nineteen ninety six. Sure, I positive on this one. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's no dentist too. Brace yourself, but brace yourself. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a real uh, movie. That's hilarious. I don't think I ever saw the dentist. <laughs> I've too. seen it. I one never time heard of it. Years ago, it actually follows the same story and actually uh, follows the tax stuff that happened in the first film a little bit. I think they bring that back up. So uh, and it's played by the same actor, I believe, and uh, also Brian Yuzna directed it. Really? Yeah, I, I want to check I it out never... just because I don't remember anything. Besides I don't remember that. it. <laughs> Brace from, I don't know. from the the sequel? Yeah, yeah, man, it does. I think he's on a he's on the run from the tax man, isn't he? Isn't he part of it? <laughs> and probably the people 
the law. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. Stepfather 2, you're telling oh, no. me? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Wow, I gotta see this flick. And, and Bernson is in it, too? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's in it. Love he's hearing, still, love hearing all these different. It's not. It's not. I think he stays at like a hotel or something, or like a like a bed and breakfast, and he like falls in love with the like he's having like a love interest with the chick, who, the older chick who runs it or whatever, and he starts having his hallucinations again. I think that's what it is. But it's been so long since I've seen that. I, I really do want to revisit it. It might be called it yeah, It's been a while since I've seen that one too, man. It's Maybe definitely we'll not as good it. as like a stepfather too. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, I didn't mean as good as that, but I mean the same type of thing where it's the same guy going on to the next, you know, situation, you know? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. continues those are, first Those thing. are underrated performances, man. Terry O'Quinn in the Stepfather films. Yeah, Shit. man. <clears throat> Dude, he fucking kills those roles, man. So yeah. good. It, it he looks makes like there movie. is, he you know, the, the it is the same actor returning in Dentist 2, and I believe the same actor that did the, that was playing like the tax guy. Or, wait, is that him? I'm not sure. Maybe. Put a little alcohol on there and uh, <laughs> brace yourself. Yeah, the dentist. <laughs> dentist. <laughs> <brace> <laughs> so, yeah, a seven and a half for the dentist. Look at you just giving out seven and a halves all night. Yeah, I got a ton of them. <laughs> all right. Seven and a half at, at, at your number five there? That's not bad. Yeah. No. That's, that's, that's the last of them. I think we go up after. All right. So in at number four, what do I got for number four here? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I I got some kind of weird fucking disease or some shit. Um, I got the. I think we're going to have the same four moods. You and I. I'm predicting it now. Number four, Ebola syndrome. Nope. (laughs) Duh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Syndrome, man. We're on the same Shit. top three. <laughs> Shit, man. This movie is so much fucking fun, man. I, I just, uh, it's one of those films where even the translation doesn't matter. It's just, it's funny as all hell. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know if you guys were watching closely, but like some of the facial expressions in this film are so good. I love it, man. I love it. It's definitely not as, as, as extreme as, you know, a people lot of people say it this. Yeah. It, it definitely is a man, but the, you know, I mean, it has his moments, which are kind of subtle. I mean, not overly that subtle, but the scene where, <laughs> for Anthony Wong is fucking cutting up the frogs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are fucking real frogs. He's just hacking up there. Yep. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. It's kind of gross, but yeah, man, I, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to add to this. I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it. Cause I'm sure there's people out there listening to this right now that haven't, Seen Ebola Syndrome, but we all highly recommend it. It's on all of our lists. Yep, it the is. second yep. film to be on all of our lists. The first was Tremors Two. Yeah, Tremors Two and Ebola Syndrome. There you go. Uh, yeah, check this out, man. If if you like kind of fucked up horror comedies and shit, this is the one for you. It, it's really really entertaining. So it's got replay value. It really does. Throw this yeah. one on. Have some beers. Um, shit, dude. It's 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 such a fun time. It's such a fun time. Eight out of ten. Nice. Awesome. Brandon. All right. Number four. First time mention. From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, there it is. There There it is. is. Oh, God. I love this film. Now. Yes. I'm sure most people know what it's about. You know, two bank robbers who 
take hostage a, a pastor and his two children and basically wind up getting stranded in a bar that turns out to be inhabited by vampires. Now that's the setup, and I love the movie. It's so much fun. Now there's one 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 certain aspect of the film that I I kind of like because it's really dark and disturbing, but I felt like it it didn't fit with the rest of the theme of the movie, and that's the fact that they make Quentin Tarantino's character Richie such a crazy fucked up rapist killer. See, I love that about. I didn't, I said I liked I think it, it's, but didn't... I, I think it's a contrast though. I think it's a contrast to, um. <sighs> What's George his name? Clooney, Seth. No, not George Clooney. I'm trying to Seth. Seth's character. Seth. Yeah. George Clooney's character. Um, I think it's just a contrast, man, because I think you need, you know, that strong kind of stable leader character, and then you have to have that, you know, that real shitty, unstable fucking person. He needs to watch. I think it just creates drama. It really does because you know Seth is obviously kind of torn between situations. He's like, yeah. he knows his brother's a fucking piece of shit, but he's his brother. He knows- but he's his brother, and he has exactly. to stick up for him. And I like that contrast, man. It really kind of fits into the mold of the film because leading up to the, to the characters, it adds depth and it adds to the you know the end of the film. You know, like what do you do? You know, you got this piece of shit brother. He's he's there for you. Are you there for him? You know, it just it adds some kind of girth to it. You know, I felt like it was two movies in one, which was not a bad thing. I felt like it's like one certain type of movie until they get to. Um... That's the beauty. Yeah, that's kind of what everybody says about how like you're watching this and it's you're like it, my, I swear to God I watched this with my friend and she was getting mad. She's like I thought you said this is a horror film. You're yeah, gonna put this on it, your top ten. It's, it's, like, yeah. it's a heist movie and then all of a sudden it's a vampire movie. <laughs> yeah, and um, it, it, it's, it's cool how it shifts like that. It is. It is. I do like that. I do like that, and I uh, you know I love the whole reason. For, for this whole situation to have ever happened in the first place. Yeah. yeah. It's so silly and so funny. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lo- I love how Cheats plays, like, three different characters in the film, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 It's fucking totally awesome, man. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> and, you got a great cast, others. man. You got Harvey Keitel. You have... Tom Savini as the sex machine, iconic as fuck. You got uh, Fred the Hammer Williamson as awesome. He just plays awesome in anything. Well, what about the beautiful Juliet Lewis? (laughs) The even more beautiful Salma Hayek. Salma Salma Hayek. Which is still to this day one of the most beautiful women in the world. I I claim, I stand by that. I'm 100% in agreement. Yeah, you know what? And her character, if she was my own mom, I would still, but she could be, I would still have sex with her. Satanical. Pandemonium, man. Yeah, pandemonium. <laughs> Dude, that, her fucking character is based off that movie. <laughs> it's awesome. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. 70s goodness, man. 70s goodness. But yeah. Uh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo's in the Trejo. Film. I forgot about Trejo. That's also probably related to me. Who looks exactly the same to this day. To this day. I think I he thought was he 70 in that movie. He's 70 young, now. man, in this one. I, I, I said that to my friend. I was, like, I was like, God damn, Danny Trejo looks young. Yeah, he did look younger in this one. And thin, very thin, too, in good shape. Everyone got... Dude, Michael Parks is in the film. There's so many people in this fucking film. Mm -hmm. Who's the Asian kid? Oh, it's Gordon Liu. Who? He's one of the Lus. Lucy Liu is... uh, It's it's not Gordon. Gordon's the one that was in the Kill Bill. No, Ernest Liu. Ernest Liu. Is he related uh, to Lucy Liu? I think he's related to, to Lucy Liu and Gordon Liu. No, Gordon. Yeah. Gordon Think about was, it. Uh, Tarantino, Kill Bill, Gordon Liu, and Lucy Liu. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know this to be a fact. I just have a feeling. 
know? He really didn't do anything after, man. Like, not yeah. much at all. Well, much he, didn't really, he didn't really do much in this. Well, he was, like, definitely the weak actor. <laughs> I feel <laughs> bad for that. He's, he's like, actually bad. He's obviously, like, out of place. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's, it was very out of place. Like, okay, why? Like, no need. And they never even go, in, go I, into it. What was funny was George Clooney was like, what are you, like, a couple of fags or something? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Dude, John Saxon has a credit in this film. It's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah, he's the cop, as usual. Yep, he's an FBI agent, man. Yep. Um, pretty wild cast. I mean, that's very typical Tarantino-type stuff, right? Tarantino he wrote the screenplay for this. So much more, man. Isn't he fucking so creepy in this film, he's though? awesome. Like, yeah, he is. And once again, Dude. his foot fetish comes out in this film. Every one of and his films, he has a thing for makes feet. makes fucking gag so disgusting. I like feet. Anybody that can lick someone else's foot or touch it is... Touch it. <laughs> I mean, touch it. Come on. I can't even look at my own feet, and there's a reason for that. We know that. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, I know I can't look at them. I just don't like feet are so disgusting, man. We walk on them, they sweat, they're dirty. And for those of you who don't know, Moose doesn't like Speaking to look at his yourself. feet because he can't count that high. <laughs> Such a fucking dick. Such a dick. That's good. That Thank is you. Good. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> like I said off the top of the show, man, the funny guy. You're the funny guy. Brandon Newblood. Shit, man. Ah. So George George Clooney absolutely steals the show in this film, though. Oh yeah, he's so well written. Like Tarantino, oh, obviously, is he such executes a good every line. Everything's so overwritten. Perfect. Like Tarantino's films are obviously overwritten in terms of just like the complexity. Nobody talks like that in real life, but it's so fun and entertaining to watch. Well, it's precise because it really adds this kind of girth to the characters. It's just like, damn, <laughs> you're so well rounded. You're like, you're so stable. Like the scene where. I know it's three in the morning, the... but why is Moots talking about George Clooney's girth? <laughs> the, scene, the scene where, uh, you know, the, the brothers, they get to the hotel and they've got their hostage, the the bigger the Yeah, girl, the bank teller. Yeah. The bank teller. And he has, you know, Seth has an, uh, a conversation with her and he's just like, hey, basically you can either deal with me or in this or you can deal with my brother. And he's, you know, talking about the way he's looking at her and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's, when, a, he, that's yeah. when he was talking about the daughter. Was he talking about the daughter? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's like, you've seen the way my brother looks at your daughter. Dad. Yeah. yeah. You don't like it, do you? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, what is the rating on From Dust Till Dawn? 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. All right, coming in at my number four, I have a film that has been brought up a few times. Twice, I think, and that is uh, Thesis. Uh, coming in at number four, uh, I was really surprised with this one. Brandon kept hyping it, kept hyping it. I thought it was going to be overhyped by the time I got to it, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. I, I definitely very much enjoyed it. Uh, I, my only complaint was, though, that I did find it kind of predictable, which was odd because Moods said the opposite. Uh, but I love the snuff film angle. It, huh. It's something that I always think works in films uh, it's always it's cure it's always a curiosity um it, also the social commentary on violence i mean we as horror fans are you know directly connected to that theory or that uh thesis in this case that the chick is writing about uh 
it's 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 a great concept for a movie and it it does feel very grungy and when you first are introduced to the the character who dave said is is moods uh, and he takes her to his little apartment and everything's all like you know compact he just got shit everywhere you know and, and and that kind of reminds me of like anybody's room in the 90s for some reason i think everybody's a lot more messy uh and you know the nightbreed posters and and just his his demeanor i really like that character i wish he would have got more screen time honestly uh, he, you know, because he's he's essentially I, I us. Feel, like when you look at that character, I just feel like that guy should have played in like Soundgarden or Nirvana, yeah, or one of those bands. He just kind of fits that mold yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I also like the the idea that this girl is like so appalled by violence, but is she really type thing? You know, um, considering her thesis topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, considering well, that weird fantasy are... dream thing that she has as well with the knife and stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so I feel like it's almost like we all—it's kind of saying that we all have these like subconscious, you know, visualizations of violence, and and it's just part of us, and you know, maybe everybody shouldn't be so afraid of it. Um, <clears throat> and you can add, and you can watch it play out in films instead of. Shoot, I mean, that could go either way. That scene right there, though, in my opinion, like I mean, I think genuinely she might have been a little bit afraid of the guy, like her friend, at that moment in the film, though, too. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's why she was having those dreams, though, too. So mm. I don't know. I think I think every I think people are interested in and want to know more about and even write about things that they're scared of. So, I mean, I mean, that could play into it too, a little bit too, right? I mean, she, for me, off the top, she didn't really strike me as someone that was, you know, into violence and things like that. She was interested in it because it was kind of foreign to her. So that's I, I why she was doing that, her thesis on it. I think she was like afraid of those ideas that she might actually like it. That, that's kind of what I got. I don't know. Moods is kind of different. What, what about you, Brandon? I was pretty opposite on it. I felt like, you know, she was writing about it because it was kind of scary to her. She was foreign. She's like, well, I need to know more about this because this is, you know, I mean, it's like pretty much human nature. I believe her intent going into it was to write about it, you know, from this sort of, not disgusted, but this sort of like, what's the deal? But once she she got into it, she, she almost became almost turned on by it. Yeah, that's kind of what I got, but I, I, I kind of thought that those were her subconscious thoughts for a long time, but now she was just seeing them realized. Yeah, and they probably yeah. were, were subconscious. I mean, and... But yeah, I mean, th- there's I a lot of social commentary in this, a lot of cool stuff. I, I really enjoyed Thesis. It's, it, there's a few films that I watched for this year that I think are true gems that a lot of people probably never heard of or seen. And this is definitely one of them that, that people need to check out because uh, it, it's one that I think a lot of people would like. And I guarantee a lot of people do not know about it. Um, I give it yeah. an 8 out of 10. Nice. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, what are we on, 4? Yeah, we're on 4. Yes. All right. 1996. <laughs> the master himself, Dario Argento, presents the Stendhal syndrome. See, I was I was wondering if I was like, am I the only fucking dude who actually liked this movie? <laughs> no, <laughs> thank of course God. I, of course, I like it. I, I, I like, you know, Argento. I could take something from every movie he does. That's why he's my favorite. But this just happens to be a good story, a good movie. 
a little too long, like I said earlier. A little bit too long. They could have trimmed the fat a little bit. But but quite good. It's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much hooked from the start. And I like the way it, they, they, they kind of flip you on your ass later on in the movie. I mean, you, you see, you know, her getting stalked for half this movie and then all of a sudden they turn it and you think that that's the end of it and then she goes and her thing and you know without spoiling it because if you don't want to be spoiled if you haven't seen this you should you should see it but has a nice soundtrack i think it's beautiful yeah when she walks in the paintings the, the art exhibit it opens in an, an mm-hmm. amazing i think that's a real life art exhibit that's considered one of the best or something which is pretty yeah cool. that makes sense it's really cool when she walks into the waterfall pick that whole that whole scene when you see the way it's filmed mm, even when she makes out with the CGI fish classic <laughs> <Taylor>. <laughs> yeah that's funny especially when it's like one of the first things you see happen yeah. in the first dream yeah yeah it's crazy I mean uh, some of the CGI <laughs> is is pretty mm. freaking pretty wonky it's weird and they did it in weird places like when someone I wonder takes why films, that was. I wonder why Argento decided to do that. He's always backwards when it comes to CGI, and he's always behind the times. I don't know. Uh, what. I know it's weird. I've heard it's so strange. That. Yeah, man, Dracula 3D with the freaking praying mantis that looks like a PlayStation 2 freaking animation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I never saw it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's you know I'll be honest, I love our general, but yeah, he just I don't know why he does makes those decisions. But I'm I'm a, I'm a little shocked, Dave. Like I know you're obviously you know favorite director and stuff, but it's pretty high. This is pretty high on the list. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of high. I mean, I, I really like. I it feel though. like you've been saying that a lot. Who me? Yeah, because you said that with the dentist with both of us too. Yeah, man, I'm just we're I'm surprising just really the hell out of you tonight. Yeah, I, I think like so, man. I, I was expecting a little lower, but you know how it is. It is hey, what it is. Stay tuned with the with the ratings coming up. Stay tuned. There's there's high things going on here. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, uh, but I think it's uh, Ozzy's best performance, straight up. Mm-hmm. No, no question. Good. Yeah, I, I like it. She. I'm not saying she's the greatest actress, but she. You know the chops she has. She shows them here. She does a good job. I mean, she's on the screen. The majority of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be invested in her, but it's cool. And I like what she even looks good with her short hair. I like, you know, the, the contrast, how she has long hair in the beginning, and then she cuts it. She's sexy. Man. <clears throat> I'm a long-haired guy myself, but... Just, I am too, but that's, but if a girl can pull it off, it's sexy. You know, she I'm, a no, I'm a no-hair kind of guy, you know, shave... <laughs> <laughs> Where oh, there it we is. Call those baldies. <laughs> Hell yeah, chicken down in the south, bald-headed hoes. Yeah. What do you? Do? What do you? <laughs> do? Really you... Shit? Dave Z, really deep back in the bald-headed oh, hoes. No. Hey, what little Joseph, you got called like bald-headed so hoes or something? That's some shit. That, <laughs> that is the you know, funniest song ever. Do you know what you do after you go down on what on the smoothest cooch you've ever gone down on? What's that? Tell. Put the diaper back on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, you just Okay man, we're gonna have to break. We'll catch you guys after this. <laughs> Jesus, Brandon. 
Jesus. Speaking of fucking jokes, I swear to God, I was listening to your guys. I think it was a Sentinel show. I can't remember what show it was. And I swear to God, dude, you stole my fucking Christopher Reeves joke. I told you that one night on Skype, and then all of a sudden I heard you rip it on the fucking podcast, and I was like, oh, you fucking guy. Christopher walking and Christopher not walking. <laughs> the Christopher, what's the opposite that was, of Christopher? That came from Moots. <laughs> what's the opposite of Christopher Reeves? Christopher walking. What you I, don't I know, Dave, howling. is Brandon gets all it. of his jokes from Skype conversations that we have. Ah, that's his secret. You ripped see? that shit straight off me, man. I was well, like, guys, do me a favor. Have less Skype conversations with Brandon. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, man. <laughs> so, uh, I'm your, sorry. What's your rating there on uh, Stendhal Syndrome, Dave? Eight. Eight out of ten. Where did you guys have it? Who else had this movie? I, I'm the only one that had it. It's seven and a half out of ten. So wow. It's not even there. I okay. had it man, six and a half. I, ha- I actually had, really, Brandon, six and a half for me, too. Yep, that's yeah, that's my rating. Wow. Damn. Yeah. It just wow. it dragged for me this time. You know, I, I I thought you know for sure JP was like you know music gonna have fucking yeah, sandals. I mean, I mean obviously Romeo and Juliet is way better than sandals. I mean obviously. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah, I knew my top is, four. The dentist is definitely worthy of top five. All right, uh, hey, back, <laughs> back to you modes. Slasher All right, coming in at number three, and it's probably gonna be a little bit of a shock to some people, but. It's just the way it goes, man. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's going to be Children of the Corn 4. Um, you joking? Of course, Wes Craven scream. Cool. <laughs> scream. Get the fuck out of here. What, what number? Three. Three? Huh. Number three. Yeah. Only the most yeah. important film of the last 20 years. Yeah. It may be. Only it one of the be. most influential horror films ever. Of course. Yeah, well, of course. Does, it, does that care, deserve man. the number one spot for the year? Yes. Maybe. maybe. Not because of that. That's not the reason it, it it deserves number one if someone's saying it deserves number one. It's it's what all it influenced. Man, all lists are subjective. Yeah, Let's not dude. get you buttered here, guys. And this Moods. is what I call I I'm knew for you. a fact that fucking JP was going to get super buttered when I'm I came up with I'm just I'm not buttered for you, homie. No, no, no man. Hey. No, dude. I mean, I love Scream, man. I think it's a great film. I mean, we, I mean, we've said everything we need to say about Scream, but you know, it it is what it is, man. I mean, it's a good film. It personally, I personally like two films better from this year than this one. Um. I mean, it is really, really brilliant, man. You know, is I it mean, not right like top, we talked about you know, the script and stuff, and you know, the script is it's really brilliant. It's, it's a, literally it's a, one of the best written films ever in terms of, mm-hmm. horror. and it's mm-hmm. probably the best opening fifteen minutes of a movie ever in horror history, for yeah. sure. And oh, some of that. the best end scenes in horror history. The reveal, the real the reveal is actually. Eh. No, nah, I don't. I don't know. What do you mean? The reveal is amazing. No, the, cool. the reveal is okay, but out. the way everything kind of plays out there is it's not really honestly, man. <laughs> it's great not my... chase scenes. Yes, yeah. great chase um, scenes. I agree. There. No, I mean I have no problems with Scream. Barely any problems with Scream. Like n- barely any problems with it. Um, yeah, it's it's a great film, man. It really is. I think the. You know, the script itself is just, 
I mean, what can we say about it, man? I mean, it's smart. I, I love how it's just so self-aware and like all the rules, man, all the rules, how it just kind of gives you everything. And it's just like, it kind of sums up the slasher genre in one movie. You know, it's, it's kind of brilliant like that. Um, but kind of, you know, allowing itself to be itself too. I think it's really cool, man. But, uh, I don't really know what to say about it, man. You know, it is what it is. I mean, we talked about screaming a million times. I mean, we haven't specifically on the, on the show, but maybe we'll leave it for another show. We'll leave it for another show, but I'm sure this is going to get brought up a couple more times, but I still have a really high rating for it, man. I think it's almost a perfect film. I think there's a couple things, but it is what it is. Nine and a half out of ten. Nice. All right, Brandon. Nice. Wow. All right. Number three, The Frighteners. All right. Yep. Number three at The Frighteners. Was this your first time or no? First time. Never wanted to see it. Mine too. Me too. Never wanted to see it. I don't know why. I I always knew it was Michael J. Fox and Ghosts. I I don't know why. I just felt like it was going to be like a... It's so funny, man, because I'm the complete opposite. Michael J. Fox is actually one of my favorite actors of all time. And his his <laughs> acting can be a little shaky sometimes. Get the fuck out of here. Michael J. Fox is the man. All the time. All the time. <laughs> not even not even, not even Dude, sometimes. Dave all Z the is the only that, one who got my joke. Of course. Oh yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it. That, got it. that joke's it. been done a million times. No, it hasn't. Eminem has done that joke a million times. Eminem's a punk. <laughs> Literally Eminem has made that joke so, good. so many times in different ways. And the Christopher Reeve jokes. Wow, look he's, at this. He's one of those natural actors that just seems to pull it off every time, man. You know? He's brilliant. He's great in everything. He's great in Back to the Future, I'll tell you that. He is, man. He was a is great he, on Family Ties. He's good here too. <laughs> he was great on Lost. He's like, Man. He's fucking hilarious and curb your enthusiasm, and he's shaking like shit in that, too. And he's great in, <laughs> on the show Lost. You fuckers leave Michael J. Fox alone, okay? He was good on Lost. Oh, that was Matthew Fox. Sorry. Oh. Wrong Fox. Okay, so what do you like about The Frighteners? <laughs> the Frighteners is fun. It's violent. I think it's family-friendly, except for the whole hospital butcher scene. But I think it picks up, like, you know, where it... it, it would be a good film to introduce to someone who's a little younger. Not too young. Like a 10-year-old horror fan? Ew. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But yet there's, there's great performance. I think it's one of those oddball kind of rated R films that you could probably show to a young kid and be like, eh, it's okay. I mean, there's... I thought there's it was not, there's, PG-13 film the whole time. I thought so, too. There's not a lot of... Uh, you know, swearing. There's no nudity in the film and stuff like that. So, well, yeah. it's, it's a great setup. He had a traumatic experience, and now he has this ability to see ghosts. I love. Um, Dude, the storyline is good. It's a good story. Yeah, it is. It really is, man. So, um, we talked about this. I don't know if it was when we were skyping one night, but uh, about um, what's his name's character? <laughs> Jeffrey Combs's character. Milton Dammers. <laughs> He's my favorite actor. He steals the show as usual. You know, I never thought of this, man, but I really royally fucked up, man. When I was at HorrorCon last year, I met Jeffrey Combs and D. Wallace in the same day. Ooh. And I never thought to get my Frighteners DVD signed by them. As I bought the res- brought the respectable reanimator and the howling. What a fucking idiot I am. What a fucking unoriginal idiot. You so think, uh, Michael J. <laughs> Fox's hand signature has changed? 
<laughs> You're such oh, a retard. Oh, oh, you need to get two things signed by him because it kind of drags over. <laughs> you get Michael and then Jay Fox on something else. So, Usually the table. <laughs> Michael, Michael, I asked for an ice cream cone, not a shake. Come on, man. Come on. Like, I, I feel bad I even made anything. Stop. What does he have? Parkinson's? You gotta stop making jokes, man. You gotta... Parkinson's, yeah. Okay. It's fucking I, I, I can, I can say that. I, I truly, my mom had Parkinson's, so... Yeah, I fucking... Michael J. Fox is... He's awesome to me. <laughs> That's like saying your dad's black so you can be racist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I feel like if, if someone in the family is has something or is something, then you can make fun of it. Oh, okay. So I can... I can make fun of Mexican. Like I can make like I can make fun of like you being Mexican because my gardener's Mexican. Uh, I got you. You can make fun of Jews sense. because you're Jewish. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is legally allowed to make fun of Jews. I can't yeah. make fun of anything, man. This yes, you sucks. can. You can make fun of Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, technically, I can because my family was Jewish. So was they got was. out of that with the quickness, huh? <laughs> Yeah, our, I, apparently we just got out of Judaism. I don't know. It was, it's weird. I'm not going to tell that story right now, but my family, I came from Austria, was Jewish at one time. So I don't, I Honestly, don't you know, as much as Jeffrey Combs was fantastic and Michael J. Fox was fantastic, I felt like the real um, show stealer for this was uh, D. Wallace in the final act. She uh, just, D. Wallace is excellent, man. She just went bad shit and i yeah, love every good. second of it what about jake Busey, man as well, yeah as, um, yeah i love oh. i love that i love how they're uh how they're basically comparing their counts to all the uh serial killers you know it starts off I, with them wanting that. to beat charlie starkweather and then it dude i love that idea of how he wants he's killing for the sake of being the most notorious killer in the world yeah yeah and so not only does it stop at death he comes back to get that body count up. Yeah. It's brilliant, man. It, it's, it's really good well done. Yeah. It's good, man. It, it's fucking awesome. And one thing you have to admit, though, the effects in the film are fantastic. I don't know. Did you watch the director's cut of the film? So, like, the two-hour cut? Yes. I did, too. Okay. So, there's special features where uh, Jackson talks about, like, the uh, this, you know, the effects and stuff and it's just it's brilliant man it's like really good the shit that they like how much work they put into that and like it's really good really good stuff i got i did i gained so much respect for how they went about it and stuff because they weren't sure about what the technology that they had how it was going to work and stuff and what it came out to i mean when you watch the movie even today it looks pretty fucking good it does it holds up very well it holds up really well this is 96 cg we're talking about here really really good and i mean there's obviously a couple parts where you're like okay well whatever but i mean it still looks better than some of the shit that you see that's done that's been done in the last couple of years too bad this movie kind of bombed it is it is such a shame and i'm very surprised that it did mm-hmm. you know given the cast i mean i bet you if it had Fox that pg-13 been... rating it would have been a bigger hit i think the theatrical cut was pg-13 was or no it wasn't i guess it would have been radar but i guess obviously director's got his Unrated? I don't know. Well, I think it still are. Yeah, man. That's probably what it was. I mean, I I mean, definitely when you kind of look at a film like that, I mean, it's a little more violent than you would anticipate it to be. Yeah, I mean, JP, you thought that it had the same type of tone as Ghostbusters? Didn't I hear you say that? 
I, I totally agree with JP. That's what I felt like it was going to be, especially like I don't know why all I thought about was like the courtroom scene in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking it's going to be like, <clears> but but it definitely is a little bit darker, especially when they get no, into it, the backstory. It, 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 I can see where you're coming from with that, you know, kind of related to Ghostbusters a little bit, but it, the movie's so much more darker. Way darker. Yes, yes, way darker. And even, like, the comedy and shit, man, with, like, you know, his, uh, whatever you want to call him, his sidekicks. Dude, the black yeah. guy rules, man. He's so he's so fucking funny. I love the line in the film where Michael J. Fox is like, dude, sucks, man. You died in the 70s. Get over it. Because he's complaining <laughs> about his wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. But that dude's funny, man. He's like cracking black jokes and stuff. It's fuck it's good, man. It's really good. It's a it's really fun. good film. I I I'm upset I waited this long to get to it, but I like the shit where he's talking when he's like, There's nothing worse than an than an angry black man when he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good shit. What's the rating on that, Brandon? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Alright. Is it back to me? Yeah, it is. <clears throat> All right, uh, coming in at number three for me, I have From Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, this is uh, one that we've mentioned, I think, once, and it, it really has an all-star cast, like we said. I, I love the cha- the tonal shift. For so long, It you're like, this is not a horror film. Nowhere even close. Like, it's a dark thriller, maybe, like a crime drama, and then, boom, it turns into a vampire flick, and you're like, what the hell? Uh, you know, there, there's a little bit of shaky effects in there, you know, for the 1996 and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I find it, I almost found that this time watching it, I love the crime drama stuff way more than the horror stuff. Uh, one thing that always for my entire life. Cause there's tension life, in there though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My entire life has bugged me about this film. My entire life. Cannot stand it. Is when shit hits the fan and the band playing on stage all of a sudden oh. has these fucking human torso guitars and i'm like what the f- that makes absolutely no fucking sense at all like where oh. would that come from i yeah. hate that scene me too hey <laughs> dude i absolutely agree with you but i find it so entertaining because he's playing a human body why <laughs> why it's why? just it's just funny man it's How? just funny how? Why? <laughs> the rest of the film, it just seems out of place. And then when, how, how can they make themselves blow up? No well, other. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to get it. too serious with this, man. But <laughs> <Dave's been laughs> that's the point. It's such a serious film up until Everything that about point, it. and, and yep. even after. Well, that's why I said if if they had made Richie's character like just maybe it was just more of a a little less serious in terms of his. Oh, I loved it. I loved that. He was re- reprehensible. You fucking had to hate him when yeah. he when he killed the fucking. Maybe the, the maybe first maybe, he, maybe he enjoyed killing people, but maybe he wasn't a rapist, and he just enjoyed killing people. No, and, I like and that just, he's a rapist, and nah, it just he, set up. He is a full, he is a full blown rapist, and he like. Oh yeah, yeah. but maybe if they had set it up like less, it wouldn't have felt like such but a. The, a but shift they're in so tone. subtle about it in a way I didn't even know that's what that it was when I was a kid. Like, I didn't know he was raping people. No, I didn't either. Flat out the dude just like, loved to kill, man. He loved to kill, man. Opening scene in the in the little mini market thing. Yeah. 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 He yeah. fucking tipped off the cop. He fucking right. tipped off the cop. Yeah, I love that stuff. He's crazy. He's doing that He's just psychopath. so he can fucking kill him. Just He's so he can a kill literal him. psychopath. And, and yeah. you know... And the other dude is a professional. He's a crime guy. He's he's making yeah. deals. He's willing and dealing. Level headed. So he he's level headed, and it's it's this yin and yang thing with these with the two brothers, the Gecko brothers. It's badass, and I love I love Tom Savini as the sex machine, especially when he's 
he's like he's like hi what's your name and she's like whatever and then he's like i'm sex machine nice to meet you <laughs> you know it sounds great yeah and you know the ending like like I-, I love how george Clooney breaks down and he's like all right listen i don't believe in fucking vampires <laughs> or fucking vampires yeah. and then when he's like he's like what are they yeah. some kind of psychos or something he's like psychos. psychos they're not psychos psychos do not fucking explode when sunlight hits them i don't give a shit how crazy they are awesome i love it dude love it's so uh, it's tarantino i don't believe in fucking vampires but i believe in my own fucking eyes and those are fucking vampires and like, those are fucking vampires. i love when they're like what do we know about vampires and they're like well you know and he's like well that doesn't do us any good because it's out in the car or whatever you know it's it's fucking ah man i love from dust till dawn it, it that one fucking scene just pisses me off so much i took a half point off of it straight up Took a half point off for that for stupid fucking scene that does not make any sense. It doesn't make sense, but I think it's I think it's kind of funny. I would like to actually have like a human torso guitar, like just in my house. I think that'd be kind of cool, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're with me on that scene. I'd rather have a human oh, flute. I'm 100. Dude, me. that's called a penis. You're Ever since put I was a kid, <laughs> it took me out of it. I was like, what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I give from dusk till dawn a nine out of ten. Nice. <laughs> Did I catch you there, Brandon? <laughs> oh, I was hoping you would make that comment. That's why I said that. <laughs> it's still funny though, even though I wanted you to say it. <laughs> you sent me a perfect <laughs> nine out of ten. That was like an alley oop. First nine. Woo. Hmm. First nine. Wow. What do you first no, nine. He did nine, nine and a half. I know. I had Screamin number three. Oh, yeah. nine and a half. He had a nine and a half. Technically, the first nine. <laughs> I know, but oh. JP just gave the first nine. Yeah. There you go. Right. All right. Okay. Um. All right. Well, right off the bat, when we were doing these, the first time we, you know, realized we were doing ninety six when we did the drawing, I looked and right away I knew what my top three were gonna be. Hundred percent knew it. Probably top four, but I go, well, maybe, maybe something will surprise me. But I knew right off the bat, boom, there's the big three. There they are. Right now, which one of these is my favorite? And at that time, I didn't know. So I waited till the end. These were the last three movies I watched. Just to, well, except for when I did Stendhal today. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I kept putting it off because it was two hours. That's the only reason I kept putting it off. Anyway, I knew this was my top three. And these, to me... These my last three movies, in my opinion, are all great movies. Love these movies. So, and we talked about this one before, and everybody so far had it higher up. But uh, I really love the craft. The craft. I had a feeling you were going to be really high on the craft because me and you have talked about it before. I've always loved it. I've always hmm. loved it since the first time Crazy. I saw. Crazy. I see very, very little wrong with this movie first of all the way it starts with the soundtrack the soundtrack with all these covers and even the ones that aren't covers there's cool covers but there's songs that aren't covers and they're great all the songs they use in this film are perfect for the scenes they're in if i hear those songs i think about the movie it's just this movie flows along perfectly it has a great cast everybody is very good in their role this I really can't find anything wrong with this movie. I could see why some people might, sh- you know, shrug it off and say, "Oh, it's probably a chick flick or this or that." But chick flick. This fucking is this <laughs> is a straight horror movie. 
this could have been made in any decade. You could take this story and and do something about you know with it with the whole. I would love to see the craft made in the seventies. Yeah. Could have been done. I could totally see it. It would have been a '70s version of it, but that story is almost like a timeless story. You could, it, you get these three, and then here's the fourth. They come in and, and they they fuck with other people. They have bickering with themselves. Stuff happens. You know, it's I could just see this even in as a black and white, as an older movie. The same type I, of concept for a film. I one think thing I can't classic. stand about the movie, man. I, I do like the craft. I think it's a it's a pretty interesting film. Um, I can't stand the music in the film. It drives me I nuts. Love the music. I was just I raving this. about it. You don't love the what the, the, the all the the covers, the songs that are in the movie. No, you don't I, like I them? just I don't. There's something about it, man. I just wow. I, I wish it was just like a little bit dumbed down, a little bit darker. Dave, you I know, feel it, I feel like it just feels so it feels so goddamn poppy to me, man. It's just like poppy. I, yeah, wow. man. I don't know what it is. I just I uh, it bugs I don't me. Know, man. Does it feel like the movie's about teenage girls? Maybe. Well, yeah, I know, but there's still dark subject matter that's happening, man. Hell you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, but it you sets know. the tone for the girls. Sure, man. If that's what you want to believe, that's cool, man. I respect that. <laughs> hey, I dig it. I dig it all, man. And, and, and Feruza really steals the show. The cast is great because everybody in the cast is great. All the girls, they are, the four all girls four of them, yeah. and the other girls, even Christine Taylor as the the blonde bitch girl, everybody in the movie, they're all good and she's hot too. You know, of course what happens to her is awful. That resonates with me really strong. I always had these things with with the body horror like I've discussed before, hair falling out, especially on a female and in in those that amount just fucking skeeves me out. I, every time I see it it just it gets to me. Some things in this movie get to me that way, and and, and that's one of them. But Feruza is awesome. She steals the fucking show. In the second half, when she just that scene when she pulls that switcheroo on the kid, the boy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she gets <clears> all she gets all like she starts screaming at him and shit. You're nothing. You're shit to me. I, I love that whole speech. I almost freaking. I'm sitting there watching this movie, mouthing the fucking words. That's how into this character I am. She is one of the best <laughs> female. Yeah, dude, <clears throat> she's one of the best female villains ever on screen. I am so into her performance. I'm into the whole. I think it's just this movie sucked me in, and just I'm in for it, man. I just it, there's there's such good dialogue in this movie. When when you know she says nothing makes everything all better again. She tells her at one point they're talking about the. Slitting of the wrist and just man, when when they're busting balls and she, uh, what's Feruza Balk's mother says, yeah. ah, you can't pay the light bulb. What are you good for? And he goes, like, you know what I'm good for. He tells her, <laughs> <laughs> this shit's great, man. And then when the kid's outside the house and he's obsessed with her, and, and the father <laughs> says to him, "Can I help you?" And he flashes the flashlight and he says, "No, goes, nobody can help me." That's freaking. That's scary. He knows that he's freaking possessed by something. He can't help but be obsessed with this girl. He doesn't know why. That whole thing. You know, I just, yeah, I can't say enough. I could go on and on. I just. Oh, I, you must have 12 pages of notes right now. I have a lot of notes. I really do. There's, <laughs> there's the good makeup in the movie. Uh, the CGI looks good. They have the, the, the final. Oh, man. All that shit happening at once when they're messing with uh, Feruza's character. There's snake spiders, rats. Freaking maggots, roaches, <laughs> all the worst things you can think of in one freaking house. None of that. Jews. Really Jews. Me. <laughs> yes, of course. 
there were yes. Jews in the house. Yeah. Yes, there were. <laughs> well, you said snakes. I just. Ah. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, rats. <laughs> anyway, there's nothing. About... I, I love the story. I, I love everything about the story. That there's not one boring moment. I'm so into the film that there's really I can't really say anything negative about it. I'm that high on this movie and have been since the first time <clears throat> I saw it. It's just rewatchability. I could just keep watching it. I never would have thought when this movie came out it would be one of my favorite horror movies. And and I love it. And my grade is a, a 9, 9.5. Wow. You know, I never realized you were a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. You know what the crazy thing is, Dave? You guys are you, nuts. This movie no, no. Awesome. That, I, I was just going to say, I, I absolutely enjoy the film the same way you do. I just I just don't see it as a 9.5, but... But I don't nitpick with it. I still enjoy it every time I see it. I was trying to find something. I'm the one overrating shit. Come on. (laughs) I know. I told you I had high grades. Crazy man. I have I have the crap to the six and a half, man. Wow. It's it's really, it's really, really not my thing, man. It really isn't. I'm surprised it is my thing. (laughs) It's a good movie. I I enjoy the craft. I can watch the craft. I I just I don't think it's you know. Nine and a half, but I don't think it's nine and a half either. But you know, I, I, I appreciate your I, enthusiasm for it. Yeah, for I, sure, man, for sure. I That's amazing. I do, and and if I didn't, you know, I'm surprised. Some people are probably surprised to hear me saying it. That know my taste in movies and shit like that. I just this is just one of those movies that you know I, I look forward to seeing. I don't see. I've seen it maybe a dozen times, but every time I watch it, I'm really into it. I just you should see it at least twelve though. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I'm almost there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to moods. Yeah. All right, man. In it number dos. Um, Gecko Brothers from Dustal Dawn. Nice. I fucking love this movie, man. I I literally have seen this movie like a hundred times. I. <laughs> absolutely love this film and i you know i always used to think that i liked the first half of the film better too i kind of agree with jp like it's kind of ironic though isn't it yeah because you know, we're horror fans <laughs> exactly but i think the first half of the film is so everything about the first half of the film is so it's executed executed so perfectly man it's it is. There's so there's tension there's like all this crazy shit that's going on it's just fucked up man really good shit man and good stuff man the explosion at the at the quickie mark thing, awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're putting an effort in this motherfucker. But that whole scene with that dude is just awesome. I the first time I watched this movie, and they <laughs> when uh, I think Seth says to his brother, he goes, "Shoot out the bottles." I'm just like, "No, that's brutal. That's a terrible death." Oh yeah, you don't want to burn to death, man. Alcohol burn? Yeah, that shit's hot. That's hot. That's a hot death, man. No, this one, it's great, man. <laughs> it's did, hot did it really turn you on? It was that hot? It, did, it turned me right on. Oh. Um, no, it, it's just a great script, man, by Tarantino. Rodriguez does a great job of directing this, man. Mm-hmm. I think that he does he he does what he's supposed to do. You know, the switch in this film is great too. I mean, we can't deny that. You know, you go from this crime thriller to this vampirism. Um, and I love the way it starts though, man. Selma Hayek and pandemonium, uh, <laughs> pandemonium, satanical <laughs> pandemonium, that character fucking awesome. Just works so well. 
little bit the CGI is like is is a little testy at times yeah. in this film. Yeah, unfortunately, it's dated. It's getting dated. It is. It is, and that, that's kind of where it loses the points for me a little yeah, bit. It but, feels uh, a little circa '96. <laughs> really, 1990s, 20 years ago, man. I, I remember ago. watching this when I was like five or six with my grandparents, and the part where it's like, we got hot <laughs> pussy, black pussy, pink pussy. I was just like, oh. <laughs> Cheech, man. Cheech is awesome, man. Uh, Come on, pussy I, lovers. Come on, pussy lovers. He's the best, man. <laughs> I will say, man, one of my favorite Pussy vampires. for a penny. <laughs> you actually sell each Cheech there. It's pretty you good. You can find it cheaper anywhere. Fuck, Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah, on, pussy lovers. Oh, okay. Damn, that's pretty good, Dave. That's yeah, pretty good. That's better than me. Not bad. Thanks, Shane. I've been doing uh, it for years. I love that. One of my favorite vampires in the film, man, Fred Williamson's. The the makeup effects on him oh, makes yeah. his face all look all fucking white shit. Oh, that's good shit. Love that, man. Tom Savini, Sex Machine. Probably one of the most that iconic gun makes characters. No sense at all. No, it really doesn't because you would have to it, – it's like when you have a boner when you're pissing on the toilet. You know how you have to bend over? You kind of have to like put your hand on the back there and you know kind of do that piss. Do a handstand? Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I just, I just said I yeah, do a handstand. Try to piss on the boner. <laughs> That's exactly – you would literally have to kind of like bend over to shoot somebody. It's like what the – who the well, fuck would I'm ever do that? I'm just talking about how do you fire it. Well, that too, that too. But I meant, you know, even coming out. Not to mention, it'll probably fucking destroy your testicles and dick with the kick. Well, maybe it's like a twenty-two caliber, man. Okay. Not much kick. Not maybe not much. I don't know. But uh, Dustin it. Don look like all one. around phenomenal film. Mm-hmm. I love this thing more than uh, I. It's one film that I could watch all the fucking time. You guys have seen the documentary Full Tail Boogie? I haven't. Yeah. 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 Really good stuff. Make it in the film. Oh, dude, it's so good. Check it out if you haven't, man. Oh, it, it's really, really good stuff, man. Phenomenal cast. Julia Lewis rocks. Literally, she is, I think, even on tour right now with her band, just rocking out. She is. Yeah. Yeah, man. You guys know that? Julia Lewis? Oh, yeah. She's basically has her own rock too. band. Yeah, she's yeah. been in, she's been doing it since the early 2000s, I think, and stuff. So she's amazing, man. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, from Dust Till Dawn, man. Nine and a half. Love it. Love it. Love it. Awesome. All right. Nice. All right. Number two. Circa 1996. Spanish film. Thesis. Thesis. Wow, dude. Yes, number two. Yeah. There's only one reason why I would recommend this film so highly. is because I think so highly of it. <laughs> and let's be honest it's a great film i think we you know this is a film that honestly probably not all the listeners have seen or probably not a lot of them have even heard of so i don't really want to go too much into detail but i think it's you know just well written well acted suspenseful i don't even mind i feel like like it wasn't predictable for me i didn't see where it was going the first time yeah i didn't get that either man. i, I but but I, I I can get what JP is saying because there's not a ton of characters, but the characters that are in it are are all intriguing, and you keep going back and forth. At least to me, I'm like I I don't know who to trust. I don't know what's really going on here, but I love the way it plays out, and I love the way that some characters turn out to be completely different from how they're presented. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, for me. This is the type of horror film I like the best. It's more, you know, mystery thriller horror. 
than, mm-hmm. you know, blood and guts. And plus the guy wears a Cannibal Holocaust shirt. Yes. I, I, how can you beat that? Yeah, true. <clears throat> Super cool, man. Super cool. Yeah. More people need to see this film. Pick it up, guys. Come on. Pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Just, fuck, <laughs> just fucking Everyone's rent it. Everyone's fading. How long is it? <laughs> fading. Fading. <laughs> fading. I thought I'd be dead by now, to be honest. <laughs> Shit, man. Y'all on the East Coast time. It's only 1230 here, so. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for my energy, guys. That sucks. I had a long fucking day, too. It's amazing that I even have energy. But we're not going to get into that. Brandon. Yeah. Continue. Um, yeah. JP, don't sound dos, so disappointed. Dos. Dos. Don't sound dos. Speaking <laughs> Spanish to this guy over here. Hey, it's Moses Uno Sis. No. <laughs> dos cerveza, por favor. Gracias. Uh, I don't always drink Dos Equis, But when I do, I drink Dos Equis. <laughs> No, I I mean, I agree with the things that were said. I I forgot who it was who said that they felt like Chema's character was one of the standout characters and wish he had been featured in it more. Um, That was not me. I think it was JP. Yeah, yeah, me. He always makes better points. He always makes better points. I I kind of agree with that, but, you know, I, I liked everything about it. I liked the commentary. I liked these films that make you think a little bit more than usual. So... Honestly, what what was your favorite thing about the film, man? Mine personally was the setting, being in the school. That I like the fact that it didn't go away from the school. I love the you know, setting in the school. I love. Yeah, the I, whole... I think I think they could have taken it away and been like, oh, it it could have just got huge in the film, but but they didn't. They kept no, it in the I, location where the crimes were happening. I think that was fucking smart. Yeah, I love the whole. Um library secret passageways off the library it's very creepy is it just me or did that basement seem like should it be there or was that just me i mean do, do these schools usually have these type of basements <laughs> i don't know it because i, I don't them. know i don't maybe know in Spain they have they have these odd basements <laughs> you know in these schools I, don't I mean, know. it's possible, right? I mean, I'm sure they probably do have all these little secret rooms and areas, like boiler rooms. <laughs> I mean, and it stuff. never really bugged me that much. I just kind of assumed that, you know, maybe it was because it's foreign. I don't know. I don't want to sound like an idiot, but well, it's probably too late. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it never bugged me one bit, but I did question. I was like, damn, the school has that type of basement. Like, yeah, I question that too. That's yeah, just horror it, film shit, though. You know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, and and. We've discussed this so many times that, you know, sometimes you can just kind of separate yourself and it is I what mean, it is, right? If you could accept that Halloween 2 is the darkest fucking hospital in existence, then, you know. Well, with <laughs> nobody, no patients in it? No, anything in it. <laughs> what kind of hospital? Hot tubs in the basement in and shit. <laughs> no, they're like jacuzzis, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, ther- they're for therapy. Yeah, they do exist. Kane Hodder mentions those in his book, actually. Yeah. I think. But, for therapeutic purposes. Yeah, got to be true, then, man. <laughs> so, what's the rating on that, Brandon? Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Awesome. Yes. All right, back to me in probably the landmine goes click of the episode. Um, might even get some shit for this, but it is uh, Paradise Lost: The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. And this is a documentary. 
It's not a horror film, but it is definitely horrific. God damn it, GP. Dude, this movie's a 10 out of 10 for me. Probably an 11 out of 10 for me, but it's not a horror film. I didn't know that was even what do you eligible mean? for a horror film. It's, it's a documentary. It's... Oh, you guys what have you done this before about? on this show. Listen, you guys have done it's this about before. murder. It's about fucking mutilation. We I pulled off, seen we this pulled shit, man. Crash I keep hearing from everybody. It's so damn good. You guys good. pulled Crash off the list. <laughs> didn't Jeremy have a documentary for the top 10 of the year of like 2013 Yeah, he had Crystal Lake Memories. And something else was said, like the Gabe, uh, don't run into your nasties, I think, or something or else. <laughs> Gabe, don't run guys... into you guys. It's always fucking Jeremy and JP. They're breaking the rules. <laughs> oh yeah, booze. You follow I feel, the I feel upset best, because I I, I'm actually happy. Dude, I got two number fives. Listen, this is way more breaking scary than fucking thinner. It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> or it's fucking terrifying. uh, what what is the other one? Like this is arguably more of a fucking horror film than Thesis. Just just the opening scene of Paradise. Fuck that, man. The whole end of Thesis is actually horrific. Yeah, this it's a film, horror film. This film Dude, this you actually see actual dead children. Of dead children. Yeah. Dead pic- pictures of dead children that are naked and mutilated. Yeah, I understand that, Why but it's a documentary. <laughs> Listen, I don't give a fuck. This film, this film needs to be. Sick. His voice changed for naked children. <laughs> <laughs> My voice always changes for naked children. <laughs> but um, no, man. I mean, seriously, dude. This fucking thing, like, this is the most like affected I've been by something in a while. Like, like watching this. I had so many emotions of like, okay, like I'm angry because like this is bullshit how these these kids were accused. Essentially, what the what the film follows is uh, the real life murders of three uh, little boys who were murdered, raped, and mutilated in the uh, hills of uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, known as Robin Hood Hills. They were hogtied and left in a ditch. Uh, then later, three teenagers were arrested and charged with the murder. Uh, Jesse Miss Kelly, Damian Elkos, and Jason Baldwin. And essentially, it follows their arrest and trial. And basically, you go through this film, and I got to give the credit to the filmmaker for one, being very unbiased, uh, because he definitely shows the the two filmmakers, they definitely show each of these three uh, accused you know, murderers in non-flattering light many times. And it even makes me question some things. Uh, and I'm like, okay, well, well that's kind of weird. Like, okay, he's kind of clearly lied about that. Well, okay, what's going on here? But then, like, certain things don't add up, and it's, like, the lack of evidence. And essentially you're infuriated because um, they're essentially pinned – you know, it, it, it's so – I still don't know. I've only seen the first part. It's a trilogy. Yeah, there's the three of them. Um, you, you really don't know and you go back and forth and you start seeing other people like the father of one of the boys and this guy's really weird too and you're like well, well I mean maybe they should look at this guy like he had blood on his knife but said he never opened his knife and, and he has the same blood as his son so of course it comes back the same blood or whatever and you're like oh shit like this is this is getting insane here but then you start thinking oh my god like this these fucking kids you know he's lying about this and he's into the witchcraft and, and this different shit. But essentially what the police and the police fucking lose evidence and lie and, and, or different shit. It's like, it's really fucking weird that this, how this case went. Uh, there's another 
you know, person in the film that they mention about this crazy black dude who like was covered in blood one night of the night of the murders and at the, at the fast food restaurant at the fast food restaurant yeah. and there was no fucking report ever like kept on it and it was the, right next to where it happened yeah. and you know it, it's it, it's just but at the same time these kids could have fucking did it because there's there's like certain things about them that are weird and you're you're really just confused and angry and sad and when they start talking about what happened and then you hate the parents because they just want to blame somebody and you hate the police because they just want to blame somebody and then you hate the justice system because it fails miserably because even though i had questions about these kids the whole fact is there was no fucking evidence on these kids other than suggested evidence and these kids went and got tried and they were guilty and, and the they convic- spent years it's the of classic lives. case man it's the classic case of we need to bury somebody for this crime right now especially well, in a it. small it, religious yeah, town these, these yep religious, that's it happens so kids. often man so yeah, often but, yep uh, yeah all the community the, wants is someone to go down for they don't give a shit who it is as long as someone goes down in their minds they can truly believe that it was them yeah. And, and, and the, the one, one kid, kid confesses. The one kid does confess, but, but, but he's but mentally he's, he's mentally challenged. He's exactly he's, he's actually he's obviously part. pressured into it by the public. Exactly. Yeah, and there's plenty of you know evidence towards that in the fact that they don't have a lot of the conversations recorded that they had with him. Uh, and you know, yep. just yep. just so happens that they didn't have conversations recorded when when you know when, during certain times there. Uh, and I I was really impressed with you know. Because they do let Damien El- Eccles, and uh, he actually speaks on the stand, and I was I was very impressed with like what he was able to say, but you know at the same time like they could have done it. I wasn't sure, and even when it ended, I still was not sure. I was like they could have, but I know for sure that if I was on the jury, there's there's reasonable doubt there. I, can't, I yeah. couldn't put these kids to, to life or, or death sentence or, or whatever they were going for. And, you know, since the, these trilogy of films have been released, they have been released from prison. But they are still – because they admitted guilt. But what are you going to do, right? I mean what do you, they, they say they'll let you out if you admit to it. So fuck yeah. They, and they did that because of Damien Eccles' situation in prison. He, he feared for his life uh, towards – towards the time when they actually just decided that they were all going to confess because, you know, he, his life was in danger. Yeah. Obviously, being a child killer in prison. It's truly one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It, I, it, I agree. It's one, of, it's one of the three documentaries that has affected me the most. There's only been three documentaries that I've seen that have really, like, upset me, traumatized me, brought me to tears. And this was one of them. And it, I, I'll include the whole trilogy in it because they're, they're all worth checking out. It's not a horror movie, but it's dealing with murder and it's dealing with, with you know, sa- fuck, it's dealing with satanic rituals. So fuck you guys. That's, <laughs> you know, but it, it's it's so amazing. I, I had to include it on this list if for the only reason that people need to check it out. And this will shed some light on it. Uh, it's It's amazing. It's 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 terrifying. It's terrifying to think of being innocent and 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 put in jail for murder for prison for for your life. And the moments before the verdict comes in and they're smoking and they're just like, I I, I don't know how they didn't just flip shit and go crazy and die because I would have just died right there. I would have been like, I'm dying, I'm dying right now. And you know it it's fucking amazing. Ten out of ten. 
Yep, that's what I gave it. Damn. Yeah, I've not. It's seen it's it. it's that good of film, guys. It really this is. This guy, like, this guy's got two ten out of tens on his list. Crazy. <laughs> must Dave. I got must he must. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um. This movie, I had a feeling. I said I had a big three, but I had a feeling going into it that this might actually be my number one. And after after rewatching them, not that it was the first time I've seen them, but of course I'm rewatching for the show, and one of them I hadn't seen in a few years actually. Uh, this ends up being number two, but this is a, a, another fantastic movie. We've talked about it before from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, still done. Yeah. Always been a huge fan. Here's the problem, though. I was spoiled this movie. I When I used to work at my pizzeria, my family and I, we had a few pizzerias in the area. That pizzeria. That's oh. right. That's right. Hey, I used to pull my, right. right. hey, yeah. pull my pepperoni. Yeah, I pulled my pepperoni. We got the newspaper delivered to to the pizzeria. It was like a free publication. It was like one of those, like a local thing. And then I would always use it for shitter material. I would go in the back and on the toilet, and I would read uh, this of paper. Of course. Yeah. So in the back, they always had music and movie reviews from critics, local critics, whatever. So I was reading this thing, and um, I read about this from Dust Till Dawn. At the time, I wasn't paying much attention to horror. I took a few years off. In well, the it 90s. was 96. So. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I was on a sabbatical. I was just... You know, getting high and chasing it's pussy and all that understandable. Fun yeah, I was just not doing it for a while. Yeah, me too. So, you know, I'm reading this thing in the back, and it, it, there's, a, there's a review of From Dust Till Dawn, and it says the movie starts off this, 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 and this, and then halfway through, it it, it turns on its head and turns into an Evil Dead-style romp or something, it said. And I was like, What? <laughs> this is actually going to turn into like a horror movie, and it's crazy. And this and that. I was like, "Wow!" And I wish I hadn't been spoiled that because I would have loved to experience that, you know, just as a viewer, not knowing. But it, you know, it it hasn't hurt the movie. Uh, you know, I love the movie. It's immediately you go into the intensity right off the bat. Even the conversations in the beginning, just those simple conversation between the cop and the cat, and, and you know, the cashier guy, freaking. It's just well-written stuff. And I'm with you, JP. Nowadays, actually, and this has only been a recent development, I actually prefer the first half more than the second half now. Yeah, I don't know odd. why. It is. I know. It's just so well-written. George Clooney and just all the dialogue, especially from him, is great. <clears throat> and yes, I love the cast. I love everybody in this movie. Juliette Lewis is pretty much my favorite actress, period. So, uh, I love her in this movie, and it's cool that she went into this mode shortly after doing Natural Born Killers. Two different, completely different roles, you know, and she was playing an older... How can three people that have From Dust Till Dawn in their top three agree that the first half of the film is better than the second I can, on a horror moves? podcast? <laughs> what the this fuck is... just happened here? Like, are we fucking retarded or something? Like... I'm no, surprised. it makes sense. You like it, it's two movies. That's the only slight problem with it. It's two great mm. movies, but what if it was a crime thriller and then a vampire movie? What if two separate movies were made? It it'd be interesting to know what would happen if, you know, the first half of the film played out like the first half of the film. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it would be. And vice versa too. Huh. It'd be very interesting. I think, I think, you know, question A would probably be better than B, which is so weird. Yeah, yeah. well, the, the thing is, the, the, really the second half of the film is a vampire film, and we've seen a million vampire films, and it doesn't do much different than most vampire films. So. But it's still great. It's, it, it's I always said it, it was my favorite vampire film until Let the Right One In came around. But you know what makes the second half of the film so great? Is that the whole that vampirism, sure. the whole vampirism takes place in a, in a place called the Titty Twister. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. Five, a couple times. It's so good. It is amazing. And you know, you guys realize that Selma Hayek was 30 years old when she did this? I love Selma Hayek. 30. Selma Hayek, Selma Hayek is 50 now, and she right. still looks like she's 30. It's her she's birthday so right beautiful. now. How about that? September right 2nd. Happy yes. birthday, Selma Hayek. Is it September 2nd? Oh, my God. It's like 1240. Well, I guess it's like, what, 6 in the morning? You guys know? <laughs> okay. She's 50 as of today. I'm she's just saying. so beautiful still. Right? And in this movie, oh my god. Oh boy. But yeah, amazing cast. The soundtrack is very good. Uh, it's just, the relationship between the brothers is great. I, I love watching what's going on. The lines are great, you know? What was that? Oh, it's called the punch when he opens the door, gives him the freaking punch to the face. And <laughs> later on, it is, this is the funny stuff. And he's like, give you guys, you know, like a real book. And the guy goes, you mean like a time life book, he says? Something like <laughs> Just little things like that. They're funny and great practical effects and the weaponry is really cool and creative. I, I like when they're drinking <laughs> totally. when he first gets at the bar and, and he's like <laughs> he's like, Kate, you want a shot? And she's like, Oh, I'm not twenty one yet. It's like like, right. like you think like like this guy gives a fuck about Well they're that. in Mexico. They're in Mexico. <laughs> you know? Right. And the way she says it, you know that she's already drank. She's being yeah. facetious in front of her father. It's yeah, funny. I, I love I love Juliet Lewis. That that's my girl, you know. But man, just so when, much fun! Such a great I love when movie. Seth knocks out fucking Richard in the bathroom, though. Oh yeah, and that's how what, they get across the border. Yeah, and, and then he's all like nice to him, and he's like, he's like, he's like, we're in Mexico, buddy, and he's like, for real? It's like, what he's happened? Like, yeah, bud. He tripped. It's so good. He's like, you fell. Is there something about your hand? You passed out. Yeah, you passed out. That's it. You passed out. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It, it really is. Hey, I'm going to say some completely, some wacky thing that no one in the world is going to bring up. So I'll take the opportunity. I've always thought that since the first time I saw this, it was at the show, I remember. The show, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> Let's all go to the show. <laughs> at the show, man. At, at the show. I was at the cinema. <laughs> My uncle says it all the time. He's like, man, you know, I saw that show at the show and I'm like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to the show. So, okay, you know that part when the black guy rips out that freaking one guy's heart and then looks at it? Yeah. It, yeah. I always thought that he was the same dude from Jason Goes to Hell. And when I first Creighton saw the Duke. movie, not Creighton Duke, the the, the mortician, the guy oh, okay. that is the... Remember how in that movie he takes the heart oh. out and he oh. bites the heart? Yeah. No. <laughs> when I was watching the movie the first time, I thought he was going to, I thought it was, a, and I can't, why would they tribute that piece of shit? But being the Friday <laughs> fanboy that I am, I thought that they were tributing Friday and that dude was going to bite the heart. Oh, just, man. The way he held it and the way the guy looked at it, it's very reminiscent of Jason Goes to Hell in that scene. If you yeah, watch it, great, great flick. 
But and that dude's funny as hell when he's telling that Vietnam story and he's going on and on. He's in I the thought it was gonna be a Quint, uh, a Quint moment, like from Jaws and shit, because it sets up like that. And <laughs> you just start seeing Tom Savini growing fangs and shit. It's hysterical. He's going on. And he goes, then I went here, <laughs> and he's going on and he's in the back. No one's even paying attention to him, and they're thinking about bats and everything else and what's going on. And he's going on in the back. <laughs> So this movie just has all these special touches that yeah. uh, uh, the more views you have, the more th- stuff you pick up on. Yeah. So it's amazing. I'm not going to go on and on because I know there's going to be more talk about it. It's it's another nine and a half for me. Nine and a half. All right. Beautiful. Uh, I believe with nine and a half yeah. plus my nine and Moods is nine and a half. Oh, that, that is equals twenty eight. Which does qualify for the Hall of Fame. So tonight we induct from Dust Till Dawn, what year is it from Moods? Nineteen ninety six. Into the Hall of Fame. Uh yeah. happy about that from Dust Till Dawn is a fantastic movie. Uh, I think we all agree. And yeah. Wow. That's the first inductee tonight? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Not the last. <laughs> so, so, so I'm assuming there's going to be one more and probably minus my number one. But um, yeah, man. Number one, my favorite film of the year, 1996. Probably not it's a no big surprise. surprise. <laughs> probably not that big of a surprise. And it is uh, from New Zealand. Starring MJF, my initials actually, my real initials. The Frighteners, man, love the Frighteners. Wait, really? Wow, I didn't expect that. I was hoping for Uncle Sam. Wait, did you already have a bowler syndrome? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. yeah that oh. number four. Fuck. Yeah, the Frighteners, man. Oh, dude, I, I remember going to the cinema and seeing this film and being in. I, I, I like fell in love with it right away. I never grabbed the full appreciation for the film until years later when it was on DVD. Watched it again. Theatricals. Director's Cut came out. Loved it even more. The extra, like, what, 15, 20 minutes that's in the film? Holy fuck. And guess what I did again? I watched this movie right before we did the podcast. Again. (laughs) With my kid. Six years old. And there was a part in the film, and I shit you not, the scene where the killer is mowing down people in the in the hospital he fucking curled right up to me he's like i'm like you scared buddy he's like no man i'm not scared and then he says to me and he kind of fucking pulls back he's like no nah, this is good and i'm like nice <laughs> it, was <awesome. laughs> it was like one of those moments where i was like i probably shouldn't be showing him this right now but don't let the wife know oh so trainers ain't that bad i was watching friday it, it, seven at that age it, it really isn't that bad but uh Man, everything about this movie I just love. I'm a huge Michael J. Fox fan. He rocks it. The script is fantastic. Really, it really is good. There's great comedy in this. It's actually funny. You know, it's not slapsticky. It's it's really good. The effects are just for 1996, phenomenal. Really, really good stuff, man. And it, it was really cool hearing Peter Jackson talk about the effects and how they did them and what they went through and stuff. And he wasn't sure about it either. You know, he wasn't sure. He's like, man, I don't know how the fuck this is going to turn out kind of thing. And it turned out really good, man, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, 
But I, I, I just love the characters, man. I think that uh, Jake Busey's character, fantastic. D. Wallace, amazing. I know Brandon mentioned earlier, you know, her third act, yeah. amazing, really good. Yeah. But she's good in it, man. I mean, the the time that she has, really good stuff, man. Um, but man, Jake Busey, what a great acquisition to that film, right there. He looks batshit crazy, perfect. <laughs> looks fucking perfect, man. Um, I think this is like the epitome of one of those great horror comedies that, uh, that works. It really does work, man. Cause it's, it's kind of serious at a lot of points in it. Like, I mean, there's a lot of kind of undertones to the film, you know, Michael J. Fox's character, you know, his whole demeanor in the film is based off of tragedy. It's, it's like a tragic story, right? He loses his wife. And from that tragic tragedy, he kind of gains like a positive, you know, he can communicate with the dead. So he uses that like a scumbag would, you know, and he uses that to kind of scam people and stuff. I like that idea. Uh, but then there's this whole other aspect of, you know, this this killer that is out to be the most notorious killer in the world. And now he needs to stop that and stuff. And I like this whole aspect. It's It's got a lot of different dynamics to the film. Um I don't. I, I just absolutely love this film. All right, what's your rating on that? <laughs> Nobody wants to chime in at all. I can talk about this. Wow, no, it was the I first love... time I saw it, and I liked it more than than I thought I was. I I, I still gave it a, a seven out of ten, and I'm going into <clears> it. I was thinking I was, you know, not gonna really like it at all because <clears> I just by the look of it, but. But I, I I enjoyed it as well. I'm I'm surprised that it's your number one. I didn't know of your love. For yeah, this I, I'm movie, really but... surprised, honestly. Well, it's uh, funny because JP, if you had if you had paid attention to things over the years, like I've mentioned this film a few times and how much I love this movie. But man, when 1996 came up, I was like, oh my god! The first three films I thought of was Scream from Dust Till Dawn and The Frighteners, hmm. and it's my top three. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, it's just kind of how, yeah. Like, I guess I could comment on it a little bit. It's obviously not my number one. I did like it. I just, I did not see it in any way, shape, or form as as much as Moods likes it. Um, it, it honestly, like, it, it was all right. It, I gave it a seven as, like, Dave. Like, I, I did was enjoy it. first it. time it was, watch? Yeah, first, first time, watch. time watch. It was pretty cool. You know, I love Michael J. Fox. Huge fan. Um, I, I just felt like it drug. It was kind of, like, I didn't really dig the comedy at all. Uh, it felt very Ghostbusters to me, which I'm not a huge fan of either. Uh, they they felt the same tone. Like I know Moods disagrees. Uh, Brandon kind of agrees with me. To me, Brandon, it's the same or, exact I, tone. I mean, Ghostbusters is actually one of my favorite films ever. Yeah, I love. Yeah, Ghostbusters, I didn't mean that but, in a bad way. Yeah, I but, mean, well, I just I'm, I don't think this one drags at all, man. Even watching the director's cut is insane. Like the I last 45 the to 50 cut. minutes of the film is like a third. It's like this long third act. It's just nuts. It goes crazy. Um, I just really wasn't that interested in it. Like you guys rave about the effects and stuff. It it it's that I don't like them that much. Like it just it's it's cartoony to me. Even though I they agree look with that. good, it feels but like the I'm watching a cartoon. It's like a it, Scooby Doo episode. But the cartoony effects is appropriate for this film because it's kind of a comedy. Yeah, it, I don't like a, that. It's horror. It's a horror comedy. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, it is what it is, man. I think I think it's movie's fucking brilliant, man. I mean, I didn't like the CG. That was my issue, honestly. I think I didn't like the way the CG looked. But. Really, I think it looks amazing. I think it's probably the top notch CG that by far in any film in '96, and even today, I think it still looks really good. 
Yeah. Well, like I, I said, mean, it was my first time. Maybe if I go back and watch it again, maybe I'll be like, well, maybe. I, maybe, I can maybe tell. I, I, I saw this on the movie big screen than back I in 96, <laughs> and I was just like, fucking so. I was like, this is so damn cool, man. So cool. I mean, it's this isn't a number one nostalgic pick, whatever. This is the third time I've watched this film since it's we've the been doing the best film there for you or your favorite film? This is this is the best film. Better than Scream, better than From Dust Till Dawn. This is my favorite film. It's his favorite. <laughs> favorite or best? This is the best film. Better than it. This is my favorite film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... I'm closer with moods, though. I love this film. I, and I, This was the first and second time I saw it. To be honest, man, I have a lot more fun watching The Frighteners than I do with Scream. It has way more replay value for me than Scream. I, and it, really, it really does. Frighteners literally has zero replay value for me. I'll probably never watch it again. It's because it's, it's because you have no sense of humor, though. That's your problem. You have, <laughs> you have no sense of humor, so. Well, I when, mean, I, when I watch the my humor is even slapsticky like in this. It's actually films. pretty funny. I mean, they're it's they're rocking slapsticky, dude. Not like fucking Chris Farley slapstick comedy, man. Come on. No, not it's, it's pretty. Either, I mean, but like I don't know. It feels like a Scooby Doo episode to me. <laughs> like it really does. This is the first. This is the first time you watch this film, right? Ever, first time ever. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Whatever, man. I don't need to argue, man. I, no, I think not, it's. I'm not arguing. You just. I wasn't even going to say anything about it. Landmine goes like, click. He's kind of like nobody's going to say anything, so I was like, right, I'll talk. talk. Landmine goes click is great. I don't That's know great. if I'm capable I, I'm, of talking I'm sure it's anymore. Good. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's not a number one film though, but but it's all. <laughs> you might have had it number one. Yeah, right. What do you mean? Why? Have you seen it? From last year? Yeah. Mm. What was my number one film last year? Yeah, exactly. Nothing's beating that. Yeah, no, another horror comedy there. Well, apparently what I, movie? Like, I like a little what bit movie? of humor in my films, I guess. I guess. Never really thought of it like that. Anyway. Um, Brandon? But then again, Scream is... But did you, did you rate it? Did you give it 10 out of 10? No, I did not. Nine oh. and a half. No tens for you this this episode, dude. Don't fucking patronize me. Come on. What are you talking about patronize? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Always got to have a ten out of ten on every episode. <laughs> That's my number one. All right, Brandon. Wait till we get to your number zero. <laughs> oh, you don't even want to know what that pick is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number one, no surprise, uh, Scream. You yeah, know, I mean, I, I think we should all just, Dave, your Scream? Yes. Mine's Scream as well. Yeah, I, you know, the, the crazy oh, thing is. well, apparently I'm going to look like the guy that did it out of whatever. No, no, Moose. No, I, no, I, I mean, no, hey, the dude, guy if that you, can't if you scream, love... he's got to be the different fucking guy. <laughs> if you like. For you, being different is cool. Moods, moods. <laughs> JP went lamb. I goes click. You'll never, you'll never have to. Nobody will justify. Ever that. Yeah, exactly. and, Jer- and Jeremy went flu. Yeah. So nobody even knew yeah. that was a movie, and that, so and he, that was in the same year as fucking the maniac. maniac. Oh, yeah, the maniac didn't even make his top ten. Yeah, and I, I ABC's a horror hit or some shit. Yeah. yeah, or death, whatever the fuck. But but no, seriously, it, moods. If you fucking love the frighteners with all your heart like i don't like th- i'm not saying you're wrong and yeah, that's awesome shit no, like not. me with the craft no, i love I, the craft I, dude, I was just like saying I said, how i, I watched it again before it, the show i watched it again before the show because i love that movie so much yeah 
um, Scream, I feel that way about. Like, to me, Scream is the first true horror film that was new that I seen, you know, 1996, this, like I was still watching the Friday the 13th and shit of yesteryear. Scream was the first big horror film that I ever seen that was new. And it blew me away. I remember people calling each other. What's your favorite scary movie? Shit like that. I mean, it made call, it, it literally forced the nation to get caller ID. Like it, <laughs> it literally did, you know? And oh, man, I, I remember Scream. I saw it in the theater too, man. It was, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was. it was such a breath of fresh air, you know, especially being in the 90s. Like how many great horror movies did we see in the theater? Not a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, I saw Hellraiser 3. I saw Hellraiser 3 in the theater one time. <laughs> it literally like, forced yeah, the, the entire genre to change. And it and did. It did. And it's yeah. a film that you you go back and oh, you watch. And these references far. are genius. The, the, the scene alone where Jamie Kennedy is sitting on the couch. Is that a name? Jamie Kennedy? Yeah. Yes. He's, he's sitting on the couch too. watching yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis in mm-hmm. Halloween saying, "Behind you, Jamie. Behind." Like that is like, yeah, a quadruple, <clears throat> like untundra, like fucking. Never say you'll be back. Never say <laughs> yeah. you'll be back. Yeah. The, 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 nobody had ever vocalized the rules of horror. Well, that's what that's what I love about Scream because it's so self aware of not only itself but you know the genre and everything. It's great. It's great. I mean, but yet it's a great. It's a really it's a great slasher. It's fantastic. It has it it has some of the best chase scenes ever. Absolutely has uh you know some of some of the some of the coolest and and well written most depthful characters ever in a slasher Mm -hmm. ever. Ever, ever, ever. I agree. The, it has perfect red herrings, I think. Perfect red. I, I had no yeah. idea who the killers were when I. Me either. I, I thought it was the boyfriend, yeah. so I guess I kind of won. But, do you guys have? Do you guys have a lot of? You know, you love watching Scream over and over again, oh, yeah. even though I can watch Scream. Completely no. know who this killer there's, is, and like, there's only two. Finally, it loses a little bit of. Nope. Kind I, of, I have a different opinion. Is still so amazing to me that, that like For the me, whole scene when they're like. You know, when they're stabbing each other and shit, and it's like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And Ugh. and when he's like, the blood looks so good. The blood looks realistic to me. Like, I've seen some bloody-ass people in my life, and that's – it's more dark like that. That's well, Brandon, I was, I was fucking right, wasn't I? About? Uh, what did I say be pregame? What did I say pregame? What, JP's going to be number one with Scream? No, that my number one won't even be on JP's top ten. Yeah, you wow. did say that. Wow. Did say I that. called that shit. JP wasn't on fucking mic yet. And I said, I got a feeling that my number one might not even be on his top ten. Damn! It's probably to, because I talked about it before and how I was like, it was pretty good, but nothing super to, great. To put that, so, that so little argument think? to rest, there's only two films out of the 37 I watched that I watched more than once. And that was Scream and The Frighteners. Yeah, Scream I watched twice as well. Scream I watched twice, and The Frighteners I watched so, twice. So, JP, you obviously rated The uh, the Frighteners under 7. So no, I gave we, it a 7. Oh, you did give it a 7. Yeah, it was kind of on the edge there. Right now, I have it ranked at 15. Would you rank there's all of them? Fucking, there's four <laughs> yeah, films in front of, of that one? Yeah, uh, I have Thinner in front of it. I have Trilogy of Terror 2, Crash, and The Beast. Damn. I mean, did it I don't even did it make your list, Dave? Frighteners? No, no. It's right off it's it's a number seven and my 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 first two are sevens. It's right there with it and it 
just didn't make the cut at the end. It almost made the cut. But like I said, all those sevens are interchangeable. If I yeah. didn't have such a good connection with the craft, it could have it could have made the list. The Frighteners is a solid, solid fun watch. I had stuff. I had more fun with the Frighteners the second time. The first time I watched it, I gave it an eight, and I'm like, okay. Then I'm like, all right, this is number three right now on my list. Let me rewatch it because if it drops down to a seven, seven and a half, it could be anywhere from number three to just off the list. And I raised it up to an eight and a half. So, mm. like, I'm definitely more in the boat with moods on on the Frighteners, but Frank same Bannister, thing. man, so dope. He's so awesome, man. <laughs> That's great. Mel, I feel he's got to be the creepiest, oddest, fucking most bizarre character. Like Jeffrey Combs kills that yeah. role, man. And, and I'm he's with so you, dude. It, good, the Frighteners is a very well made movie, a hundred percent. It is. It is directed well. It's acted well. It's written well. All that stuff. But well, even Jackson to, says it's his best horror film. You know, by far. I like Dead Alive better, but Peter Jackson probably knows more than me. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn and Not Scream, probably he does. these films are also <laughs> written well and directed well and acted well. And some of the most iconic characters ever and, and one of the most iconic killers ever and one of the most iconic opening scenes ever. It was literally parodied and spoofed. Uh, it, it's just these films to me are... are I, I love them so much, and Scream is is truly one of my favorite horror films ever. Not in '96, period. It's it's yeah. a game changer. It's groundbreaking. It, there's little. I agree with all that. I agree with all that. But when it comes down to favorites, I, okay, different story. Favorites is slightly different because my list might be different. Favorites. I rank these from my bet the best quality to to least best this time i mean there's always when you're ranking these man i mean i'm sure all of us did it a little bit different you know i mean can i t- can i s- s- talk for everyone here or am i just talking about my no go, go ahead i want to i want to hear this because i'm kind of no, like- man you know sometimes you know we rank these films like you know favorites or the best and stuff i'm actually quite curious on how everyone did their top tens did we rank them by you know favorites or strictly by the best. I mean, when you're when you're talking about like two it's sevens, I'm gonna go with my favorite over over maybe the what's technically a little bit better because they're both sevens. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, mm-hmm. like most of my list is is it just so happens that Scream is also my favorite in this list. But you know, of course, of course, it's also the best. Like like for example, like I like The Dentist more than Thesis, but Thesis is a better movie, so it went above The Dentist. Uh. So it got it got changed up a little bit then. So you're saying that you know some films were ranked higher because they were better, and some were ranked higher because they were favorites. Only in a situation where I have a tie. Okay. Okay. I went. I went more Fair with enough. favorites. I went more with favorites to be honest, because <clears throat> from a technical standpoint, I unless much... some, unless something blatantly uh, blatantly pisses me off or is noticeably bad. It's always going to wind up being my favorite that that appears to be the best to me. So it's almost like interchangeable. Like I went with Tremors two and Bad Moon on the list at you know ten and nine, and left films like Stendhal Syndrome and Piano Man just off. And those were the two films that I was talking about you with moods beforehand that I was hoping would come up because I wanted Dude, to talk I about thought, them. I thought for a hundred percent sure you're gonna have Piano Man. Yeah, on I thought and, so and, too. And Piano Man I actually I shouldn't Piano Man was a movie I watched it one and a half times. I watched it once and then I went back to certain scenes to watch it again. And honestly, if it wasn't for just the amount of time that's gone by since I seen it, it might be on the top ten. So, you know, it, it it's tough to say, but I you know, I really just don't consider myself 
knowledgeable enough from a from a technical standpoint. Yeah, I could tell if if CGI is bad or if acting mm-hmm. is bad, but you know, I well, mean, there, there, I've the thing is with with like ranking this. films, I'll put two films next to each other. Which one do I think is the better film? Better made film? Better like that? That to me, it's it's not. You don't have to be super analytical about things. Just what's no, the better no. Film? It's tough though with certain films because there, there's is, is, really is no great. method to it though. There's no method, man. Yeah. If you want to rank on your favorite to least favorite, that's fine. There's no rules to this. Yeah, nobody's saying you can't. Do oh that. no, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm interested when we because sometimes the best and favorite. But that's is why tough. that's the question. Yeah. I know JP generally ranks from you know best, best to worst. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, everyone knows I, I like you know favorites to least favorite. You know, I mean. Sometimes I'll respect films, you know, I, I know that they're better. 100%. It might be further down on my list. Yeah, yeah and I'm I not like, saying that I, I never do that either. Yeah. I, I do do that sometimes. I just have a very sort of uh, mixture quality that I do. In my head, it all makes sense. I might have a hard time verbalizing it, but but typically I lean on what the – it just usually – most of the time the better film is my one that I like more anyway. Yeah. But it, not all the time. So I do very de- deviate from my criteria mm-hmm. sometimes in certain cases. Uh, I don't – like I say, I bust your balls over over your ranking sometimes. But at the end of the day, we know that film is subjective. But that doesn't mean that I can't have fun and, and, and make fun of your you know, editing. Oh, that, you know, I, fun, and that's whatever. why I never get mad. I never get mad at that at all because you know <laughs> well, we're generally going to disagree on the majority of things. No, yeah, I might sound like I'm getting mad because I'm only defending my word. Okay, you know, I'm not actually getting mad. Okay. Yeah, because good. getting mad is 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 a little ridiculous. I'm not Jeremy here. Come on, I'm not getting fucking butthurt. I mean, so what about you, Dave? Do you go best to to worst, or do you go favorite to to least favorite? Well, for me, when it comes to music and movies, favorite and best are always the same thing. Okay, so they're, 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 that's why they're they're my favorite because they're the best. If of I course, Dave has to do that, favorite. man. <laughs> that's why I've always I've never I've heard people talk that way on shows, and I've never understood the difference. Now, a football team, the Bills are my favorite football team. I know they're not the best football team, so not it doesn't even count like with the top fifteen best. Well, whatever, it doesn't. I count think sports, sports are different. Sports and are that's different. Joking, man. That's what I'm saying. But like, from like. I can say something is better made. Like, is the Frighteners a better made movie than fucking Ebola syndrome? Of course it is. More better production values, of course, because they have more money and stuff. So that, that's one way of saying best, but it wouldn't be ranked higher because that wouldn't be fair. But to me, every time I make a list or every time I rate or, or when I give it, it's always just that's how I feel and, and it's favored and best are one and the same. Billion, you, man. you don't take budget into account. It's tough to sometimes grade yeah. these when you're talking about. I yeah. just don't think that deep. I really like, yeah, never try awesome. to consider budget, man, because I, I watch no. so many low budget. Yeah, films I, I, and... I, I throw budget out the window. Yeah, I got to throw that Sometimes I will rank a film that had a low budget that exceeds that budget and looks better. Like sometimes I'll give it credit for that, but even then I shouldn't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Scream, I think that we all agree all four of us agree that it's an amazing movie. It truly was groundbreaking. I mean, we can scene for scene, do commentaries. Made whatever. the Hoff. Made the Hoff. Yeah. My opinion's going to be a little different, though. Okay. I love it. I did end up uh, picking it as my number one. I've only watched it 
probably less than 10 times in my life, and I saw it when it first dropped at the show, and it was just like Mood said earlier. It was a breath of at fresh air. Where did you I, see it? <laughs> at the cinema. How's that? Okay, and, I love um, the show. That's great. Really enjoyed it because, like I said, horror was dead at the time, and I was out of it. And this movie came out, and I was like, ooh, this is a real slasher movie. I haven't seen a slasher movie in a, a, at least five years. This is great. This is what horror needs. And you know what? Yeah. I was right, and that was great. But here's where I'm different. Everything that came after it, everybody gives this movie all the credit for rejuvenating slashers and this and that. To me, everything that came afterwards fucking sucked. This movie <laughs> was lightning in a bottle, and it's a, 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 a great fucking film. But everything <laughs> that inspired you, is shit. That's why I didn't Not watch everything. this. Do you like Just The Faculty? Never saw it because it's great. it reminded me of everything else. I know people I know you did. The, I know you did last summer. Watched it for the first time not that good. three years ago and thought it was average at best. But I get that's that all shit I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, all of them fucking movies. Everything that came out, I could live without. It didn't do anything to rejuvenate the slasher genre. It rejuvenated freaking horror. Yes, but then what, what came after? Shit, horror wasn't good again until freaking 2003. Yeah. Seriously. So this movie gets a little too much credit for that, but not for what it is in itself. Itself... Is great. The references, the, the the Halloween and the slasher fanboy stuff. Of course, we're gonna love that. How would we not? All that shit about movies, all that stuff is great. And the freaking here's here's the thing. Bottom line is this: self-referential, the gag, meta, whatever you want to call it. At this time, they wouldn't say that word, but the self-referential stuff was great because at this time it was new. Now it's passe and everybody did it and it, and it I, sucks. I don't I don't like it now either, Dave. But no. I, I don't like it even before this really that much with New Nightmare and stuff. This is no, the only either. film that I really love it in, and maybe Leslie Vernon. Right, but this was great. There's so many great things about this movie. This was the best slasher we had seen in years. The writing is so smart. The intro is absolutely epic. I don't think anybody can deny that. That was great. Yeah. You know, it's filmed well. The soundtrack is great. I love soundtrack's it. great. There's one don't thing that the I reaper. don't like about the movie, okay? What's and that? there's one, there's, it's the scene, it's a couple scenes, but one of the scenes is when Ghostface just appears like in a grocery store or something. Yeah. It's so Scooby Doo. I'm like, it's are you, bullshit, that man. Been it cut. doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Doesn't it doesn't make why, why any sense, man. I was were. literally just saying the fucking same thing when I was watching. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It's, it's not scene. him. It's just somebody wearing the costume. It's the only scene, man. It's the only scene. Jesus Christ, Brandon. Movie. That's not true. It's it's actually Ghostface. No, it's it not. And Don't Fear the Reaper was in the fright. You know where they are. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't make much sense to Why do that? In the credits, it was. Yeah, why? Was, like, which? What? Okay, don't if, fear if the it's reaper. Billy or Stu, it doesn't make sense. It was in both. No, movies, it was I'm in saying. the background. Was, we have two different conversations was... happening right now. Uh yeah, yeah. They're talking <laughs> about Ghostface, and I was just saying that don't fear the reaper was in both movies. What Halloween yeah. in this? No, yeah, in Scream and the uh, and the Frighteners song. The remix song. Oh, I don't know about the Frighteners. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you talking about the Carpenters cover? That's a fucking hate on the Frighteners. You fucking Scream number one. You talking about the Sonic Youth cover? Fuck! Oh, I yeah. like that is, that, is, is that who did is that who did the remix of what or the cover? 
Of what? Don't fear the oh, Reaper. What are we talking? Uh, <laughs> I'm, no. I'm so confused right now. I don't I'm, know what's I'm going confused on. too. I'm not sure. Don't keep going back the to the Reaper. Frighteners somehow. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let the ten out of ten for talking, me. You guys are talking about screen. Ten out of ten <laughs> for Dave, and I assume ten out of ten for Brandon. Ten out of ten. Yes. Okay. With that, perfect thirty. Hall of Fame. Any honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions? Start with uh, me. Okay. So. Uh, my biggest surprise of... I can't believe I'm going to be left off my own goddamn website because I have a nine and a half on that. You guys no, all I... give it ten? Yep. Yeah, but you could leave You can leave me off. No. no yeah, I'll give it a nine-five. Brandon and Dave and me. I'm fucking huffing and puffing over here. Puffy chest. Give it a Puffy thirty-nine chest. and a half out of four. Puffy chested. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the biggest surprises was with me was fucking Amityville 8 or 6 or whatever it is. Like, it was actually not bad at all. And no, it, like, was, it was so surprising. I was like, how is this even possible that this late in the Amityville series, there's a solid movie in there? Because Dave knows, I know, Amityville 2 is the best, uh, oh, yeah. followed by the first one. And then everything is trash, except for Amityville, It's About Time or whatever one I watched. Or Dollhouse. It was Dollhouse. Uh, oh, guys, JP, can yeah. I interrupt you really quick? I'm yeah. sorry. Just because I happen to be here and I listen to the show. Um, when you guys are talking about the Amityville um what yeah, here's what I truly believe. If it's not called the Amityville Horror, it's not part of their franchise. One, two, and three, and then the remake are the only official. Because anybody can use the name Amityville because it's a real town. I can make a movie called The Pittsburgh Connection if I want to do. It doesn't matter. And anyone can make a house that looks like that because you can't copyright a house. So in my opinion, I may be wrong by studio or something. It's the first three that are called the Amityville Horror and the remake that's called the Amityville Horror, and that is it. Everything else, any <laughs> well, asshole. Pretty much every he, film he up to the remake Brandon. are Amityville something, though. Is it they're called they? Amityville, but they're Does not anyone else want to see the Pittsburgh Horror. connection now? <laughs> so I just had to say that. Yeah, well, that, that's definitely an interesting conversation, Dave, but I do believe... The Amityville 4 and 5 and 6 were actually produced by the company that owned the original Amityvilles. Maybe That's right. Because they, were. That's right. they were all part of the original franchise. Everything up to the at least the remake are. Okay, well, I'll tell sure. you what. If they have a number, I could buy it. But anybody can call something the Amityville curse. Well, that's, that's why we like tomorrow. numbers, man. That's why we like numbers. That's why we yeah, get props we like to numbers. But you wouldn't say, yeah. like, Fred, it, well, it doesn't really work with that. But I know what you mean. Well, yeah. No, it doesn't, but... So, I'm just saying any asshole can make an Amityville film. Me, the four of us can meet tomorrow. Well, and we're certain that, that was my argument can. too, Dave. Because I, we I got Colonia of... Brothers making fucking Amityville horror films, and we're like, what the fuck? Like, See? we know they have nothing to do with Amityville. So it makes you kind of wonder a little bit. Yeah. Didn't mean to sidetrack, but I'm here, and I, it was, I listened to the show, and I was like, eh, rather than type it out one day, I figured yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd say, say yeah. it so we, we are. Good All thing. these new ones that are coming out, fuck me, man. <laughs> so many. Um, Amityville Dollhouse I thought was pretty good. Really yeah. surprising. Um, you guys were really down on Pinocchio's Revenge. I thought it was all right, honestly. I, so I, what y'all what, uh, what y'all rate that one? What? Pinocchio's Revenge. 6.5. 5.5. are on fucking crack. Five so and a half. Who else watched that one? Six. Five and a half for me. Oh, my God. What the... I got a three and a half on that. That movie's Why? shitty. What's wrong with it? It's horrible. How? Everything is horrible <laughs> about that film. No, nah, dude, it's like terrible. There's it's it's pretty cool, like because 
at no, first you don't know if the fucking every... the Pinocchio is real or it's the kid or and like I like that. It's it's kind of cool. <laughs> okay, no, it's garbage. But so that that's your dishonorable. Your mentions. only criticism is that it's garbage. That's that's. No, I said the acting. I said the whole setup to the film is shit. What do you mean the, the you're fucking confused? What do you, what do you honestly think that the fucking kid or the doll is doing? Give me a fucking break. That's mean? retarded. It's Pinocchio's It's called Pinocchio's Revenge. There's no what? mystery there. There's kind of a sub, uh, There's no mystery to that. It's retarded. I talked to Kevin Tenney about this. He even laughed with me. He yeah, said it was garbage. I don't know. <laughs> garbage. Fuck. Thank you. Uncle Sam, garbage. Yeah, Four Uncle to ten. Sam does yep. suck. Yes, Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Terrible. Awful. Fucking terrible. I give it a fucking Thoughts on Mary Riley. Two. Thoughts on Mary Riley. Mary Riley was all right. I gave it a six. Six. I gave I it a five. I didn't see it. I didn't. I skipped it. I figured it would be shitty or average. Um, the Beast was good. That was close to my uh, top top ten there. Uh, I liked which, Thinner which a lot. Rate? Would you rate it? You can't talk about a film and not rate it. S- seven. Okay, same rate as me. Yeah. Uh, thinner, I gave a seven as well. I did like thinner. Trilogy of Terror two, a seven. I got Crash, seven. Crash a seven. Uh, the girl in the basement. That was a big surprise for me, just because of the ending. Uh, it's not the best film in the world, but I actually really enjoyed it. I gave that one a seven as well. Yeah, I gave that a seven too. Girl in the basement. I may have yeah seven exactly. Same rating. That same same was, rating. Oh, I really hated that film. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought they'd be right up your alley. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty it's cool. little. The yeah, ending was cool, man. The ending was cool. The ending was cool, but it was boring. I like it better than Dahmer. That's messed up. Anyone watch Baptism of Blood? No. Yes. I, I, I enjoy Baptism of Blood. Me too. I gave I it a six and a half. Let me see my rating. Hold on. Seven. I gave it a seven, actually. Okay. Splatter? Anybody watch Splatter? Naked nope. Blood? Yeah, six out of ten. I gave it a six too, Brandon. Thank hey. you. We're on the same fucking so, page. Sometimes they Dude, come back you got it. Some of the gore in that shit was fucked up man. oh my god yeah dude when that chick started eating herself man it was like what uh, <laughs> so that's extreme uh it so, was extreme man. It was crazy. sometimes they come back again i didn't think that one was that bad i gave that one a six uh one six. that you guys had a six brandon the lone person that had this on their top 10 i actually i actually kind of enjoyed this one way more than i thought and that was tromeo and Juliet. I give that one a six point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm so, I really thought moods. You you didn't have that on your top ten. It, it, it kind it. of overstated its welcome for me. I have it at a six and a half out of ten on my list yeah. here, man. It's so funny it's the way you were. The way same. you know, I really felt like you were going to come in pretty high on that. No, yeah, I, I I really enjoy that film, man. I, yeah. I just don't think it's overly that great. But no, it's it kind know. of is the same the same joke. That's really funny in the first hour, and then it's just like okay, it's the same joke still. You know, it just keeps going with the same. Well, joke. the film does run a little bit too long. It is, yeah. it is long. But it was. Yeah. I, I was yeah. really surprised with it because you know me and my. I I'd always talk shit on trauma and stuff, but I, I liked it. I liked it. It was definitely fun. It was funny. Okay, uh, I got a couple guys. Rubber's Lover. Anyone check out Rubber's nope. Lover? Nope. No. That was actually in my top ten, and I scrapped it for the Beast and put it in. You know, Beast is number nine. That was a really fucking interesting kind of japanese cyberpunk film it was really fucking messed up really cool shit yeah uh, fatal frames i had seven on there too it was really which i'd reviewed before on the podcast fun stuff um i don't know what else do you guys have well i'll tell you my worst my worst two that i watched was fever lake with Corey Haim and oh Killer i didn't watch tongue. killer tongue was dreadful it was a two out of ten barely even a two man i could go lower 
It's so wow. awful. Wow. It sucked. Wow. It sucked bad. Yeah, I had Carnosaur 3 at a 2.5 and, and Little Witches at 3 out of 10. Shit, man. Santa Claus. Wow. Santa Claus, one, and a, 1 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> My worst was a 5. <laughs> and, and that was freaking, what do you call it, um, head of the family. That was a 5 and it was the worst. But I didn't go get as deep as you guys did, of course. I would I, probably get I tried to skip them. I well. wasn't right, going to watch Uncle Sam again and those other shit and Carnosaur and shit like Bordello that. Bordello of Blood. Uncle Sam? Six out of ten. Six and a half for me. Sam. Uh, I got same thing. Six out of ten. Six and a half. For Bordello? Yeah. Yep. Bordello. What about Henry too? Am I the only one that liked it? I gave it a five out of ten. Six. Six out of ten. I gave it a a seven, man. What did I give (laughs) it? Damn. I gave it a six. A six. Yeah, Brandon, you're right on that. Here's what I think. You guys watch one after the other. I I, I think it's pretty bad. But. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be awful. Just like I thought the um, a Trilogy of Terror 2 was going to be awful. And I watched it, right. and I was like, right. huh. But I'm <laughs> telling you, you guys did one, and then you went to two right after, and that I, that would definitely make the grade go down. Yeah, because... There's no question. You're comparing... Yeah, I mean, we even yeah. criticized the fact that Henry is, right. like, fat now, and he doesn't seem right. anything like he is. But, I mean, it, I it's guess... has got a different head. <laughs> I just hadn't seen. Actually, I have seen Henry this year. I had the Blu-ray, and I did watch it this year, part one, of course. But because my memory is shit, it doesn't matter. So I watched part two. Stop and it's, getting so old. What did you guys <laughs> think of uh, Hellraiser four and Children of the Corn four? Hellraiser was good. I gave it a six out of ten, and I like it for a de- to a degree because it's Pinhead's movie. Because he gets more dialogue in that movie than he gets the fucking the, the first two combined. I think. They made him front and center, and for that reason, he gets it had a lot some of dialogue charm. in part three as well. Yes, he does, but it's cheesy. They jump the shark and all that shit. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, Hellraiser four six for me, six, six for, for me. you, moods. I gave it a five. Yeah. I honestly, th- I used to like it. This was the worst viewing for me. Uh, I really noticed a lot of the flaws that I had in, in the past. I love the uh, period piece stuff when they're back in France in the olden days and shit. Like that's good to me. The modern day shit sucks, boring. It's it's actually really convoluted and just all over the place. Dude, the movie's like so fucking back and forth. It's just like you're watching a fuck job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck job. <laughs> I, I've never watched a fuck job. What about <laughs> well, you did? If you watch fucking Bloodlines, it's a fuck job. <laughs> did you, you get say? the Children of the Corn four, Dave? I did not watch Children of the Corn. Uh, I thought you was going to like that one. I was. I did. Oh, really? Six and a half. Six and a half for me on Children of the Corn. Four, six man. and a half for me too. I'm yeah, like, everybody likes. I remember you guys not liking it when no, you did. No, 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 no. They liked it. I didn't like it. That's my original rating from the podcast. Is six and a half. I yeah. thought three and four were the. It's good. I watched it again. Six and a half. I give it six and a half. I like it. Man. No, I we all have... like part three, and most of everybody likes part four. Part four is probably the best made besides the first one. I just don't like it for some reason. I've only seen the first one, and I own freaking parts like three through seven on some freaking uh, four pack Blu-ray. Four, four is it. like a <laughs> Asian influenced film with Naomi Watts. Like it's just it's like an Asian. Ghost I have story. no idea where you're coming. It's from. like an Asian ghost story, dude. It's like the same type of stuff that happens in Asian ghost stories. I love you know? Naomi. If you really think about it, come on. That's Dave's family of Voorhees. Ah, no, that's Christian. But okay, I like, guys. And there was oh, a Christian Island of Dr. Moreau. Who watched I it? I didn't get to it. I couldn't I find a copy, it. man. Brandon, what did you think of it? I gave it a five. Oh, dude, Ritten says five? Five? 
Yeah, I that movie is that movie is atrocious, man. That was one it's, I was actually it's atrocious, about. but I, I'm surprised. Like it was the first time I watched. I'm surprised I didn't hate it more. It was just it very... is so bad. It, it's such a bad film. <laughs> but, it really is. But at the same time, it's still like pretty well made. Like there's kind of factors that are factored into both there, but yeah, it's uh, it's a really big budget film that should have been a lot better. Yeah, such a shame. I gotta say. There was a lot of hot women in these movies this year. I noticed that almost every movie there was one a standout, attractive woman. There was a Thor. lot. Thor. I, I love how Dave's always bringing up the hot women. Dude, fucking... I'm sorry. I didn't talk about him enough. Seriously, there was a nah, so good. What about Dude, did, did you watch Balk? Fear? Did you watch oh, Fear? I, okay, I'm I glad you think Feruza Balk is, is decent looking because oh, I thought I was I'm the only person. In this movie, I'm obsessed with that character and her. I, I would just uh, – yeah. I don't know why that dude was chasing freaking the other girl. I would. Yeah, I'm her. more of a, a Robin Tony girl. Wow, I I'm more. I, I don't guy. know. I like that guy. Whatever I am. I'm down dude, with you, Dave. She's awesome. And what's her, and Rose McGowan and Scream? She's distracting. Oh my oh, god. Dude. Oh man. I had the biggest crush on her for my whole life. That little man. red pants that she's got on in Scream oh, and her red, yes. green top. Oh. Come on. And when she gets killed later, it's Honest, a great scene. Dude, oh, when, so when, she, when she's bent over, when she's bent over in the. In the garage, yes. There, I just, all I'm thinking is shocker. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Now would oh, that be a six finger shocker? Uh, that would be. I guess. It, yeah. We would, oh we no! Don't bring it up. Okay, so um, <laughs> we got one more thing to take care of, guys. Our next oh, yeah. top ten. I'm. Oh, this yeah. is the. This is the most exciting part of the entire show for me. I've been stoked this about one. this for fucking weeks. Yeah, and the weeks. reason why, guys, is because they convinced me this. to remove all '90s films and all 2000s films, uh, and and only focus on uh, ni- 1969. Uh, we need to get a year that we because haven't they've had, been or decade before. that we haven't had. We need yeah, to get a different be- decade, a different decade. Yeah, and and a different decade. And we exactly. have done the '60s, but the point is, there's only Ooh. one left to do, so might as well throw it in. Uh, and we haven't got any in the 2010 <clears throat> plus yet, so uh, we have just ni- only two years. Right? Yeah, we have 1969 to 1989, and then 2010, 11, and 12. Oh, awesome. three years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Please, so, are you guys be, ready for this? Please be 70s or 80s. Please. Are we making predictions again? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. 1976, baby, baby. 1987. Oh, I hope it is 87. God, it'd be awesome if 87. But I, I predict. I'm gonna go with the first thing that, that popped into my head. 77. 1980. All right. Well, I hope goes, so. Make sure you're ready. Are you excited? I'd bust a nut. I never conceived. 80 or 81. I'd bust somebody, a nut. Somebody that's, count. That's it our down. conceive year. Somebody count it down. Five, yep. four, three. Do it now. Two, one. 1986. Yes! Yes! 86? Yes! Yes! 86. Motherfucker, what? Yes! Oh, yes. So good. 86 was a terrible year. Anything 80. I don't, I don't even know. It's 80s. No, 86 is good, man. 86 is good. Of course it's good. It's 80s. Oh, you tricked me, man. You said 1980. I know. I know. You oh, I'm so excited. I'm right. so excited. So, now so we're in the 80s. We're going to have a... Let's let's go into some of these. We have Aliens, April Fool's Day, Chopping Mall, Class of Newcomb High, Critters, Dead End Drive-In, 
Deadly <laughs> Friend, Dead Time Stories, Demons 2, Entrails of a Virgin, The Fly, Jason Lives, From Beyond, Gothic, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, The Hitcher, House, Invaders from Mars, Killer Party, Killer Workout, Little Shop of Horrors, Link, Maximum Overdrive, Mountain Motel Ma- Massacre, Moon and Scorpio, Murderlust, Neon Maniacs, Night of the Creeps, Night Ripper, Nomads, Poltergeist 3, Psycho 3, Scream Time, Shadows Run Black, Slaughter High, Sorority House Massacre, Spookies, Terror of the Ten Killer, Terror Vision, Texas Chainsaw 2, Trick or Treat, Troll, Truth or Dare, A Critical Madness, Vamp, The Vindicator, Witchboard, The Wrath, Zombie Nightmare, You'll Die at Midnight, and those are just the ones on Wikipedia. How in the fuck can you even make a top ten out of that? Oh, I just recently reviewed so The Wraith, far. man. How the fuck are we going to watch this like, many movies? Three. We're going to have to have like a six. I own all of them, man. This is great. This has to be, so this has to be like six years from now. I know, right? A also, year. Stand By Me came out that year. <laughs> Don't count. Manhunter. Troll. Oh. Moods is a manhunter. Jason Lives. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and of a beautiful Haunted woman. Honeymoon. King Kong Lives. Spookies. I've never seen it. Gothic. Uh, Rawhead Rex. Crawl Space. Oh. The Zero Boys. Monster in the Closet. Twisted. I mean, guys, there's a lot of... It's a, it's a good year. It's a good Coon, year. Raiders of the Living Dead. Never even heard of that. Body Count. Ghost Fever. Evil Laugh. Blood Hook. Oh, here's one I've never seen and I've skipped for years. The Hitcher. Really? Are you, you kidding skip? me? Why would you I, skip The Hitcher? Dude, I The Hitcher is so good. I just thought it, it was a thriller. Always no, no, like no, a no, thriller no, 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 no. The Hitcher is boss, dude. Hitcher is my favorite road horror film, probably. Yeah, I know people like it. I just always blew it off. It just looked like a thriller to me. Some hitchhiker. I don't know. I just... I don't know. This is this is going to be a lot of films. Yep. We're going to need probably a six-month preparation on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch ten movies a month. Sixty movies. <laughs> ten movies a month for six months. That's I could do that. Wow. Sixty would be my goal. But also, we also we'll also have the top ten 2016 coming up in between that time as well. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. So yeah. these top tens, man. You yeah. gotta catch up big time. Love them. Yeah. So, um, all right. Yeah. That that's it. That's that's the episode. That's everything. That's everything. Sweet, sweet. sweet. It's like a five-hour show or something. Yeah. Damn. Well, and you thought that this show was going to be short. I don't know why short. I say that. I always I, fucking say you, that. You me. always do that, and I always, I always tell you you're wrong. <laughs> I just thought that this one would be different. I'm deleting my no. 1996 no. list. And you also thought there was going to be like what 12 different films or something, or 12 films in our top 10 there list or something more, like that. I, I don't have the list here, but I, there was more than I thought. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> Stenhall didn't pop up more. I'm surprised Frighteners popped up at all. Um, I'm also surprised that uh, you're such an asshole. <laughs> you only say that shit because it was my number one, and you're like, <laughs> I'm surprised Trilogy of Terror popped up. I'm sure there's one or two people out there that agree with me. Hey, I was with favorite number three. Movie. Number three. Yeah, man. But over over screen, man. I, I mean, God. How cliche would that have been? And this is not by design. I mean, it would have been all four of us were cliche. You still gave Scream a super high. I mean, nine and a half. I mean, that's it's the same score I gave fucking the Frighteners. I gave yeah, the three films yeah. the same score. Yeah, so, I'm surprised you didn't. I'm have not what, discriminating. What, I'm not you, discriminating here. And you gave from Dust Till Dawn a nine and a half, right? That was you, your you number two. Three, uh, nine, I love five. all those three films. Cool. Are yeah. my favorite films of those years. 
You know, years, I feel so. like the more I watch from Dust of Dawn, it'll probably go up. I feel, feel like eight might be a little low for that one. I'm, I'm at least happy two films made the Hall of Fame. I, I figured awesome. Scream was. I um, I wasn't sure. I mean, I don't remember 2002, but I think only one made it, right? Yeah, only one made it in 2002. Which was uh, I mean, even though 96 was a weak year, it still had a couple really strong films. Yeah. Yeah. So very I mean, top heavy. It's got that going for it. So very top heavy. Yeah. All right, guys, that is going to do it for episode 87 here on the 22 Shots of Moose and Horror podcast. I want to thank our very special guest, special guest Brandon and Yo. Dave C. Yeah, and yeah. seriously, by, if guys. you guys can somehow convince Christian to do this, I mean, he's more than welcome. But I know that his schedule is pretty tough. Just let him know that there is another Canadian on the show and be like, oh, man, you can do it. You can do it. I know that it might fuck up the space-time continuum, which could be catastrophic. But <laughs> if we kind of adjust the 1.21 gigawatts to 1.22 gigawatts, then we might be able to have it happen. Jigaboo? <laughs> Here's the problem. <laughs> Anything is possible, man. Yeah. He has to. He, he he goes to bed early, and Moon stays up really late. That they have opposite. That we gotta we gotta get Terrence and Philip together. Late for the East Coast. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is this Does he part a lot too? I'm Does gonna tell you a lot right now. Yeah. This is brutal. Four thirty. Four thirty right now. Yeah. Moods, can't you just please move to the East Coast for the next top ten? How about y'all move to the West Coast? Everybody because there's knows more of us. Everybody that's... lives over here. Literally, I'll be honest. I should, I should know this from the very beginning. I was not Literally, feeling good. <laughs> rhymes. The West is the best. I mean, fuck y'all move out to Cali. You got, the y'all East is the Cali. beast, and the beast was on your top ten, motherfucker. Yeah, it was, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, y'all move out to Cali, man. No, 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 no. Look, Get rid of those winners every, and shit. Uh, Moots, Matt, East Coast. Kyle, East Coast. Dave, East Coast. Brandon, East Coast. Uh, Andy, East Coast. L- like, literally everybody but you <laughs> is East Coast. Oh, Zach lives in the fucking Zach's West never from been on the show. Town. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. I'm He's a homeboy. about the people that's been on the show. And they're probably sweeping. when we're recorded. <laughs> I'm just and saying. There's some, some cool motherfuckers in the West Coast here. Yeah, there's Shit. a few. I and they're see. probably asleep, too. Even the West Coasters. <laughs> yeah, right? One thirty. It's one thirty here, man. Yep. No one's sleeping right now, man. Guaranteed I call up Zach right now and be like, yo, what's up, man? What? <laughs> well, Zach works night shift anyway, so. Yeah, he does. Well, if he was out during the day, he'd scare most of the locals. We'll take a break, and it'll be like 3.30 in the morning, and Moods will be like, what the hell's wrong with you guys, man? These guys sound like you're dying. It's like, oh, I mean, we're all tired. <laughs> like you, you. Say, I'm so known for that, man. Everyone hates me for that, man. It'd be like 3:30 here. We're all have, we're out, we're all drinking, partying, shit. I'm like, people are leaving. I'm like, where the fuck you going, man? We still got like three more hours of partying. I'm terrible for that. I really am fucking bad for that shit, man. I'm that guy that won't let anyone leave the party. Well, Just like this party, we're gonna y'all have to leave the party now. You, yeah. y'all are not leaving right now, man. Fuck yeah. that shit. I gotta We're gonna be stay up. Five hours. Fuck that. That is bullshit. No one has to be up five hours. I'm starving. Honest to God, I actually have to be up early too. I have to get my C- <laughs> I gotta get my CPR certification tomorrow. I have mine. I'm gonna. I'll, yeah, I'll, I gotta. Yeah, yeah, I, I have. You want? Hard for the gym. Yeah, I gotta get it recertified tomorrow. Uh, you can just mine, dude. All right. <laughs> 
It's all the same shit. Same shit. It is. Actually, they do change it a lot. It's weird. It's like you'd think well, they would have it down by now. My a buddy of mine who's a uh, EMT does it for me. So like he'll it'll be a half hour instead of having to sit for like three hours. Mine actually expires in January. Yeah, mine expires in like two weeks. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all want to get out of here? Yeah. yeah. So that uh, is gonna do it. That is gonna conclude this episode. Thank you guys once again for stopping in, man. I love you guys. You guys were fucking awesome. Was I? And, uh, no. JP, take I didn't us even out know you were still recording. <laughs> <laughs> we're take us out of here, JP. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Thank um, you. We're leaving now. Man. See you later, guys. <laughs>